Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. On tonight's show, I have Roger, Gibbs, Graham and Jamie with the uh, Quota Municipal, Southern Sunday, Westford and OBD SFL reviews. Uh, this week's guest is uh, Quota United from Div 3 in uh, the Quota Municipal. Uh, we have all our guest predictors and all that stuff on tonight's show. It is episode 30. Roger, first up with the Quota Municipal. Uh, we have champions to talk about. We do. Congratulations to Spartans. Yesterday, they got the job done turning over after losing 7-2 to Addison Casuals last week. They turned yep. the result on its head with a 2-0 win, which crowns Spartans getting over the line uh, to win the title yes. and a massive sigh of relief, it seemed, from their social media uh-huh. last night. Oh, no, no, yeah. I was, you know, I was half expecting a casuals win. Um, but yeah, you know, massive congratulations to Spartans. They have been the best team in the Corner League over the last two seasons. And, yep. you know, um, they probably deserve it, um, but they were made to sweat for it, made to work hard for it. So, yeah, they massive were. congratulations to them. They were, and it's uh, it's testament to how the likes of PSG, Addiscombe Casuals, uh, really, really improved the um, the uh, Prem Division. We expected yep. it to be the likes of Lambeth Lions that was the, where the challenge came from. Uh, that didn't happen, obviously, this season. Quoting JFC, didn't step up to the mark. So the likes of PSG and um, Addiscombe Casuals uh, did the job. Uh, PSG confirmed as runners-up as well, I think, this season yep. in the Prem. So congratulations to them on their, that's their best finish uh, in the quarter municipal. So well done to them uh, and Addiscombe Casuals. Left to finish third and wonder what could have been. Obviously, Cup still to play for for PSG and Addiscombe, but um, I guess the Addiscombe Casuals boys will be gutted after that big win last week that they weren't able to replicate that and keep the, the title hopes alive for one more week. But nonetheless... It's been a good year for them. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they was quietly thinking that they they, they beat them twice, and you know they, they could go on and, and go on and snatch the title from them. But you know, as as disappointing as they will be, they've got two big semi-finals to look forward to. Um, you know, that what's from what started as poor for them this season has finished on a has finished on a high and can get even better in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Hopefully, not next week though, eh? Uh, not my, my game with them is not next week it's in a oh. few weeks so yeah oh, okay okay uh, so more results from the Michael Donovan Premier Quirt and JFC doing what we expected them to do more of this season uh, in the league they beat Bosjam 3-1 yesterday uh, so they'll be looking to uh, finish in a mid-table position by the looks of it uh, yep. well done to them in Div 1 uh, Huxley Guards and Cobbs played uh, Huxley Guards on the back of that big cup win last week look Looks seem to be buoyed by that and they've got a valuable point at home to Cobbs uh, at Desmond in uh, tribute to the man himself. Yeah. Uh, Huxley Gars playing against the awkward Cobbs and probably a very lively Lino in Cobbs. Who knows? Yeah, we all know what Charles is like. Um, yeah, you know, good good point for, for Huxley on what's been a um, disappointing league campaign. Um, but yeah, coming off the back of that 
great win last week. You know, it seems like their um, confidence has sort of picked up a bit and, and, and they 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 got a, a much needed point. Well done to both teams. I bet that was a good game. Uh, in the battle of Division One, committee members yesterday, although yeah. you weren't there, Rog, were you? I wasn't, no, unfortunately, no, because uh, I was in Saturday night last night and I couldn't really t- ask the missus to, to, to leave Mother's Day and go to football and then go back to work. So I said JFC uh, look to cement. Well, I think they have. They've cemented that runners-up space, their place in Div 1. Uh, played yeah. cup specialists, Sahar 11. Yep. Sarnas did JFC getting a 4-2 win. But you did make them work for most of the game for that result. Yeah, from, from what I hear, we was we was, we was was 2-1 up as well. And um, I mean, there was, there was conflicting stories. I don't know if we had... You know, but we, I think we had a fair 11 and then we had a player injured, took us down to 10. And then we had, a, I don't know if it was a Simbin or a red card. So it took us down to nine men. I think we finished the game with nine. Um, but yeah, I think we was 2-1 up uh, for, for, for a while, a lot of the game. Um, but yeah, you know, Sanders said JFC obviously had the numbers and, and played into their advantage and, and they got got the win. Um, yeah, I've not really had much of a, a report other than that. Um, the boys, the boys are disappointed. Um, because they they felt like at two one if they had a couple more if we had a couple more players available, yeah, we may have may have seen the job seen the job across the line, but wasn't to be. Um, you know, be, you know, big respect and and, and props to to Russell and, and the Sanders of JFC boys. Um, you know, they've probably been the the second most consistent team in Division One this year. Yeah, I mean, consistency is is the word, isn't it? MMFC mm-hmm. and uh, Sanders did JFC really the only two. That have been consistent. You have to look down to London Warriors, who um, have the next least losses, but they don't seem to be playing football anymore. So I don't know what's happened uh, with them. Uh, but yeah, yourselves, ten games played. You got what have you got? Six more to six more games to play in the league. Is that right? Uh, yes. No. Yes. Uh, so four more games to play. Four more four games. Four. Yeah. Um, you could. I mean, you could push yourself. Mathematically, you could you could nick second place if you score a hell of a lot of goals. Um, yeah. But uh, a cup team this season, it seems Sahar Eleven. Uh, you've got plenty of games, plenty of exciting cup games to play. Uh, Definitely, we'll look forward to seeing that. You have got MMFC to play still in Division One as well. Is that right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've got we've got them to play in. Uh, I don't know when it is. So um, yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be uh, looking to to celebrate their. The title triumph in front of me, no doubt. <laughs> a minimum, a minimum three games left to play for uh, Saha Eleven. A home game in the uh, the Challenge Cup semi final against Bosjam. Yeah. Uh, the away game against MFC and an away Senior Cup semi final against Addiscombe Casuals. It doesn't get much easier for uh, oh, Saha Eleven this season. Not. <laughs> right. The rest of the games. Uh, in Division 3, sadly, Chelsea Athletic Reserves unable to field a side yesterday. Uh, so FC 25 uh, get the win in a division that's basically uh, sewn up. Now, I'm not sure many people can really change positions. So uh, not really affecting anything. Sadly, Chelsea Athletic Reserves going out um, without much of a fight. Uh, the Intermediate Cup game between Kaizen and Santola. Uh, Rog, there's no result of, of, on me to this one, but this one ended up with a Santola win on penalties, didn't it? Yeah, 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Um, two, two at full time and extra time and went all the way to penalty shootout and Santola came out, I don't know, was it seven, six minutes, I think. I, I saw in the group chat. So, yeah, you know, Santola, like I said, I think I said last week that having played them earlier on in the season, they are a good, they are a good team. They have got some very good players. Yeah. 
and capable of an upset. Um, you know, unfortunately for them, they couldn't keep there. They couldn't. They couldn't. The, the form wasn't consistent enough to, to challenge the top two in, in Division Three. But um, seemingly on their day, they are. They can. They can beat opposition higher place than them, and, and, and they managed to do that in Kaizen yesterday. Good win for them. Not quite making a result of the week. That we don't usually do that for um, draws, draws or games that went on penalties. And this actually on paper might look like it's a, a massive giant killing, but Santola have been a decent side this year and Kaizen have, have um, not played a couple of games recently, not been able to get a team out. So actually Santola, it was probably, it was probably um, very even there on the, uh, on the predictions. So, uh, not a massive surprise, that one. Anyway, well done to Santola into the semi-finals of the Intermediate Cup. Uh, Invitational Cup, side B. Oh, we're quite a way back on, yeah, round one yeah. on these ones. Uh, South London Royals Reserves played uh, Surrey Park Rangers, the Division Three champions who gave them a hell of a lot of credit in their recent interview. Um, the game went to extra time. It was nil-nil at full time. Uh, Rod mm-hmm. earning a point. Yep. Jamie tried to, tried to nick you, nick that point off you, didn't he? Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and count through a lot of these scores that Jamie's done. Nil-nil <laughs> <laughs> uh, at full time. So uh, good showing of themselves made by South London Wars Reserves. There's obviously, obviously something about them. Uh, but Surrey Park Rangers don't know how to lose, do they? They don't. They don't. Uh, and um, they didn't lose yesterday. Although it says 2-0 after extra time, it was nil 2 after extra time on the notes on uh, full time, sorry, Park Rangers into the next round of the Invitational Cup. Yeah, yeah, you know they'll they'll be they'll be on a on a high um, and, and looking to go looking to go a, a long way into that competition. Yeah, congrats to them. They'll they'll want to add a cup. I know it's a tricky cup with the likes of PSG and Science did JFC sneaking in uh, yeah. after the preliminary rounds and all that. that. So yeah. uh, it's a tough cup for sorry, Park Rangers, but maybe. Just maybe they can get a cup final um, on the on the CV for this season to to match the um, the title that they won and maybe an upset in in a cup final. Who knows? Uh, but well done to the boys. Unlucky to John uh, and Amari and all the lads at uh, South London Royals Reserves. Uh, the last game of the day was Dynamo Duppers, uh, who had absolutely trounced um, Division Three champions, Surrey Park Rangers, in another cup. Uh, previously, was that the was that the intermediate cup? Uh, I think it, uh, I think it was. Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, Dynamo Duppers. I think they won six two against um, Sorry Park Rangers. They met uh, Addington United, Division Three runners up, um, and the rever- and the reverse happened. Addington seven, uh, Dynamo Duppers two away at Duppers. Hell of yep. a statement win for Addington United. They were they've obviously taken out the frustrations of missing out on Div Three on um, a team who are likely to be promoted from Division 2 in Dynamo Duppers. Yeah, I, I know Emrys was saying in the in the manager's chat that he was he was full, full, of, full of credit for Addington United. He did say that he had, um, because it was Mother's, Mother's Day and he had he had players missing and the clocks going forward that yeah. there was, I know people turned up late or whatever, but, you know, um, not that he was making excuses, he was full of praise for Addington United. So, you know, there is, there is you know, maybe Dynamo Duppers weren't at full strength, but nonetheless... Um, you know, to, to rock up to Duppus and, and turn them over in that manner is 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 a great result for them. Really um, good give result. Them, yeah, give them, should give them confidence heading into the rest of this competition and on to next season as well, really. They have to be, uh, they're looking to continue their way through uh, Division 2. You, you'd expect the likes of uh, Side Park Rangers, Addington, 
maybe even South London Royals reserves to take over their first team and give the give those players an opportunity in Division Two. Um, you'd expect those three will be quite comfortable in Division Two. Um, yep. We don't know who's coming down, obviously yet from Division One. Uh, Huxley probably take the tumble. Uh, and whoever else uh, goes down. But it'll be really interesting uh, to see the progress of those three through Division 2, just to get a scope on uh, on the difference in levels, because that's a mad one. Dino Duppers have turned over the champions, but lost heavily the same to Addington United. I wonder how many goals uh, Mr. Agpun Ganetta got yesterday. Got yeah, I know. Imagine he got a few. Right, that's, that's, all the ga- that's all the games from yesterday. That was a quick one. Yeah, I know. We're running out of games in the coin league. Uh, Rog, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Russell. I'll be waiting. The next section is Westfart with Gibbs. Gibbs, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm very well, thank you. I'm here now. I'm here. Sorry. Nature called. <laughs> uh, so straight into the results. Yesterday, the 27th of March, virtually a full program of games in Westford yesterday needed so, to there's so many teams that had games in hand and uh, cup games to be played yeah exciting times in the Prem Jam 4 Spring Hill United nil. Spring Hill nearly put out of their misery Gibbs um, they played really the good. most games in the division I think they've only got a few left now um, and it hasn't been enjoyable for them at all this year it's definitely not. It's been a definite learning curve for them as a club. I mean, um, I know they lost some players in the summer and it's just been a, a hard season, a hard graft. Uh, fair play to them, though, for getting a team out yep, every true. week and, uh, and sticking with it. They've had some decent results and they've, they've pushed on. They've took some heavy defeats. But you know what? It, it takes a team to be um, there every Sunday. Absolutely. And me and Jamie were talking about that um, on the OBDSFL section that it's just getting, getting the teams out consistently, playing your games. In uh, Graham's um, section, it was like all about the integrity of the divisions, teams playing their games, not giving walkovers, getting the job done properly. It's all about the integrity. And we miss football so much during the COVID times that well done to Spring Hill for uh, put, getting all your games played. We saw Junior Reds last year with Blaine doing exactly the same, even though they were getting beat week in and week out. Um, it's all about uh, holding your head up high and uh, the pride stuff. Um, that so sadly gets missed sometimes. Uh, Mildeen lose 1-0 against Baltarks. Baltarks resurgence continues. They've got a lot of games still to play uh, in the league. Uh, Mildeen had a mini revival, um, but seemed to be going back to their early season form of, of losing. To be fair, I've, um, I've heard that they've uh, had they had a lot of uh, gameplay and they hit the post a couple of times. And it was uh, they did have their chances in the game. I think it was just not taking the chances, but I think they had a, they had a very positive impact on the game. Uh, in the senior division, uh, Northern Eagles nil, Black Fen and Erif Athletic two. Black Fen have every right to be pissed off at not being in the results of the week yesterday. Gibbs, were you drinking yesterday? Uh, it was I saw only Red, yeah, only Red Bull and chicken nuggets. But no, it's a good result. Um, Northern Eagles have been a little bit hit and miss of late. Win one, lose one. They've been very spursy. But um, <clears throat> Black Fenanir, it's a good result for them and take nothing away from them. So I do apologise, lads. Um, maybe I overlooked that one. But... Everyone's human. Don't worry about it, Gibbs. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. We'll have off days. Uh, Division 1. Uh, Metro Massive 4. AFC Shine nil. A big result for Metro Massive. That made it into the poll. Gibbs's poll. Who's poll? 
Uh, Metro Massive all over Gibbs's pole yesterday. Uh, Shine though, they've had a good season. Uh, just starting to drop off a little bit. Um, didn't see that win coming for Metro Massive, but um, well done, boys. Uh, Red Velvet seven, Footscray Lions one. Red Velvet continue to impress on their way to a Division One title. Hopefully for them, Spencer and the lads uh, after their move across from West uh, from the OBDSFL to Westfar. They found their feet this year, that's for sure. Cup, cup final. final. Cup Next final, Sunday, yeah. VCD 230 against LM Rovers. Be there. Um, Gibbs is on a commission for the ticket prices, so just ignore what he just said. 7-1, though, against Well, you don't Christ. want to go and support, support the teams? He's going to be on the yeah. door, just paying in his bank account to get in. <laughs> yeah. I don't work for the London <laughs> FA, as I would do that, you know? Uh, in Div 2, uh, Elton Lions 1, Forza Greenwich uh, 1. A good game at the top of the ta- uh, top of the table. There um, sounds like it was a game that had a bit of everything from the Elton Lions uh, Twitter. Uh, well done, boys. A, a fair point. Uh, I think they're both going to be promoted this season by the looks of it. Uh, Junior Reds Athletic four, Advent Mighty Royals nil. Uh, we haven't spoken about Advent Mighty Royals for a long time, Gibbs. They took a gamble. They rolled the dice of getting promoted um, up about a few divisions, divisions and uh, it's starting to look like perhaps they weren't ready. No, maybe not, but fair play to them for giving it a go. Um, I've been there myself and it, it can be hard. So, they've, again, they're getting the team out and uh, they're trying every week, so fair play. That's true. Well done, Junior Reds, on a good win. Uh, Duchess of Kent won, Abbey Mead six. Abbey Mead made it into our um, on, onto Gibbs's pole. Your pole. Uh, in Division 3. Uh, Duchess of Kent, uh, no, uh, no pushovers, so well done, Abbey Mead. Uh, they're the results we do expect. From Abbey Mead, Woolwich Common one, a uh, nil. Uh, Mottenham Park Rangers one, a big win for Mottenham Park Rangers in their first good season for uh, many uh, many a year. Well done to uh, the lads down at Mottenham Park Rangers. Woolwich Common's first season in um, Westfar, uh, it's been a struggle. There's no no other way you can put it. Well done, NPR on on a good year for you lads. Uh, Woolwich Wells continue their winning ways four three against Petswood Senior Vultures Gibbs. Uh, I'm not calling Woolwich Real Sharks anymore because Steve plays for the Selk 11, so they get a free pass. I didn't call them Sharks, you did. <laughs> uh, a good win, though, 4-3, probably closer than um, they would have wanted, um, but they're, again, looking good for promotion. This stage this of the season, mate, it's just about grinding out results, getting yep. the points on the board. Absolutely. Uh, in Div 4, Hartford 7, Beacons 0. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Uh, Beacons is getting... Uh, they keep coming back year after year. You have to admire it. Um, but, th- I mean, there's not even a switch on the light anymore. The the, the light bulb smashed and it's hanging out of the socket now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dangling by the wires. Yeah. It's just the, there's just not, the, even, a the, ce- there's the not even a ceiling rose around it anymore. No, it's, the just element. it's just the exposed element yeah. of the uh, bulb hanging it's just, out. It's just waiting for the cutters to be put on yeah. it, basically. Yeah. Uh, spider web on all over it and all that. Uh, well done, Hartford. Um, they have punished the lower place teams in Division 4 this season. Matt, big scorers in that, in that division. Uh, Kingsford win again. 1-0 this week against Junior Red Sports. That's a real good win uh, for Kingsford. And they themselves have made a cup final. They play Hartford in a cup final, didn't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think I believe that one might be a Wednesday night. I think. Sponsored by Ford. That's a brilliant, um, a brilliant cup final. I'm definitely Ford. I will definitely get to the midweek ones. Um, South East Athletic Maroon 1 Inter Belvedere won. Uh, slip up again from Inter Belvedere towards the end of the season. These games, these bigger games that they you, you have them down as winnable, they're just not getting those wins over the line. That, their 
uh, only going to benefit Barker these type of results, isn't they? Yeah, I mean it's all tough at that in that division, Division Four. There's uh, there's three or four teams literally fighting for it, which makes it such an exciting division. But I mean, in the Belvedere, will probably be gutted that they've they've slipped up there. They probably would have seen that as a, a big three points towards the title. But I don't think you can count anyone out yet. They're still all to play for. Absolutely, top four top teams there: um, Inter Belvedere, Hartford, <gasps> Kingsford, uh, and Barker. Uh, it's a real good division, Division 4, to be fair. Uh, in Division 5... The best division. Um, the third best division in Westford. <laughs> uh, South Ballers 3, oh. Bexley Knights 2. I do have a report on this game. It's not all about Brownie, though. <laughs> it, not, is, <laughs> is he? Is it not talking about... Is he saying, I don't want to make it about myself, but it's going to be about Brownie? What way is it going to be? I don't actually know, because I'll be honest. I don't. What, what I do is, when people send me reports, I don't actually read them until we get on the show. You like so the it, surprise. So the surprise. Absolute of the, professional. Yeah, so in, the in case they slag loads of people off. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, and we can just read it out and basically call them out oh, on the bullshit. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be slipping <laughs> in. Brownie's so actually gone one step mind. ahead on this one, and he's actually even put a title on it as well. Fantastic. Like, it's a headline for Did the... Did you put the date on it like, as well? It's like a, for Underlined. the newspaper, he's put a headline. So it says... you put the date at the top of the page, boys and girls? Ballers beat Brave Knights with manager in goal. So it could be about himself. Uh, ain't about him. Go, on, go ahead. Right. 11 men and no goalkeeper sees the ballers manager put the gloves on and other players have to play out, play put out of place. The ballers manager scored the goal. The ballers manager took the penalty. The ballers manager won the game for the ballers. That's the report. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> Both teams couldn't get into a rhythm which see the first 30 minutes with no shots. The game started to open to open up when Ballers keeper gives away a pen. Moments later, uh, enjoy it as the manager keeper saves the saves the saves. I'm reading this. Half closes with a free kick to Knights. Far right ball into the box and a sofa, sofa header. I'm I'm going to assume that means soft header. Finds the Ballers one nil down at half time. Half time made a few switches, which sees the Ballers have a strong first half. Second half, ballers come out firing with the first attack, seeing winner. Can you write this with his goalie gloves on? <laughs> I don't know. See, I'm literally reading it word for word. Attack, seeing winner pen right away. Very coolly slotted home, 1 1. Then quick fire, second and third goal, sees the baller. The ballers take full control. Knights then, Knights then taken off due to dislocated shoulder, which slowed the tempo down. Baller had chances to kill the game, but it was Knights with two minutes to go that cut in on the right and score a soft goal on the near post. So they've scored a soft header and a soft goal. Um, in, the on, in the first set, in the first half. Yeah. On another, with full 11 ballers, would take would take in full control, but 12 men on, on the put in a shift. First win and hopefully many more to come. Also, we had ex-West for ref sec as our ref. Just want to say what a top job he did from start to end and controlled the game well. We firm and fair. Also easy to speak to in the game. Can I just say, watching you read that is equally the most painful and entertaining <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Please don't ever proofread these. That's incredible. <laughs> no, I don't even think it's... That is. shows you I don't even proofread them. Oh, I literally, I'm reading that word for what word. What is that? I don't even think it's the fact that Gibbs didn't learn to read until he was 36 <laughs> as to why that was a problem. He had to pass his fucking GCSEs to get on this podcast. I'm still on job, mate. I'm still on job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the uh, report, Brownie. All banter. Uh, Turk Ojak 2 SE 69ers 2 um, who the fuck are the 69ers blaming this week Gibbs um, I think it was the pitch 
the the lines weren't standard regulation. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've had a ref being blamed. We've had a lino being blamed. It's no uh, hard feelings. We like we like the ballers. I think what what tipped it a little bit was I think it was the cheat allegation. We all make mistakes. Yeah, that was a thing on that was a thing on um, we all make social media and. There's a difference between making a mistake and being a cheat. And 100%. I think we all know, I've met Owen a couple of times and seen him in games. I don't think there's any intention. He is the from... most honest linesman you would, I'm not even saying this, you would honestly find. Yeah. One game we had, and the guy from the opposition told him he was offside and Owen let him go through. He didn't even flag. Yeah. Like he's so quiet. He all makes mistakes. Yeah, I think there's a big, there's a big, uh, big massive difference. And I think club linos can make mistakes as much as neutral officials actual referees that re- doing the line can make mistakes too but calling people cheats and all that is a bit it, it doesn't make it right but it happens every week in yeah, yeah, league. Does. you know what, it's get, just, what really grinds on me right so if I'm ever down the line I'll always keep up with play and probably get most of, I, I might get some wrong right fair enough I'm, I'm human but then it's when the players who their lino is in the wrong fucking half of the pitch on his phone <laughs> fucking flag up his arse hands down his fucking pants playing with himself yeah not even looking <laughs> at the game yeah yet I'm doing my best that's what grinds on me yeah oh, we've had it a fair few games this season we scored a goal against one of the teams in our league and then the flag went up um, but we could see him over there on his phone he wasn't even paying attention to the game it happens every week we've had decisions go against us where the flag goes up but because it's not highlighted every week and you're calling people cheats it's like it doesn't happen but there's no way any, there was any cheat but we like the, the 69ers lads they're good yeah, banter if you're only fucking pointing fingers make sure your own fucking house is there are. well now you've played them now you've played them twice we, we played might them be... three times because we played them in the cup as well yeah. hopefully you'll um, be mates now no we're mates anyway we respect them they've been down to a few of our games and stuff and we went to watch their game they're, they're alright they're good lads I just think the banter's the banter but I think it was just a cheat remark that kind of tipped it a little bit yeah. on, the, on the social media in Div 6, the King Hearts Media Productions Division 6, the second best division. I'll agree, the second best division. <laughs> Foresters 1, Peckhamite A1. I've, I've actually got a match report on this one. Who from? This is actually from the ref, though. Oh, this is Steve. Steve, He said he was going to send you. Loving beer. Oh, my God, look how long this is. I'm going to fucking sleep. Right, Jesus on, Christ. This is on a Twitter thing, so. Oh, yeah, I've got it, yeah. Jesus Christ, Steve. Right. <laughs> I was pleased I was put on the Pe- the Foresters Peckham Raya game yesterday as I had refed both teams earlier in the season and I wanted to see how they had progressed since October. I wasn't disappointed. Foresters looked like a new team and Peckham Raya had come a long way since I witnessed them get beat 5-1 by Footscray Lions vets. Yeah. Little dig there, Steve. I, I, see, <laughs> yeah. I see what you're doing. Yep. It was a lively game and both teams were up for it and so were their supporters. I awarded a penalty for handball in the box and Foresters went 1-0 up. I was surprised Peckham Rye didn't score at least one or three very good chances in the first half. Half time, one nil to Foresters. Shit strikers, basically. Hey, that's, to- that's Togs all up there. Big Togs. Togs the Foresters have some young, lively players and they worked hard but couldn't find the back of the net. Credit to them for grafting. Throughout the game, Peckham Rye looked very strong in the air and, in set- and on set pieces. When Togs went off injured in the first minute of Togs? The- that's a bit fucking familiar. Yeah, about personal. Well, a bit he knows he knows Togba. He's seen him. Um, <laughs> uh, second minute, first minute of the second half. This is how they scored the equaliser from a corner. A sweeping left corner across the box ended in a tapping. There was late drama when I awarded another penalty right at the end of the game. Peckham Rice stepped up and took a very good penalty, smashing it bottom left hand corner. But the young Foresters keeper pulled off 
one of the saves of the season. Not only did he stop it, but he caught it too. The game ended in the draw, probably deservedly so, but Peckham regret not scoring some very good chances. Uh, they are two great teams with a lot of funny banter. I received a very warm welcome from both teams and supporters, and this is what makes Westford the best Sunday league around. Christian. So that that was from Steve. So fair play. It's all about you, Steve, in it. Fuck <laughs> No, that's that's a good report, and <laughs> no, it's nice to get it. reports from refs as uh, well. Up the refs. More refs should that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's great to see a refs point of view so, on the game. Cheers, Steve. Fair play, and uh, we look forward to another one next week. Yeah, uh, Lewisham Tamils lose two one to Footscray Lions vets. A good account of themselves made by the Tamils against arguably the best team. Double header, wasn't it? Was it a double banker? Yeah. Uh, and 3 0 loss to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Straight back down. Uh, so, yeah, Footscray, that's six points yesterday. Uh, good day for them. Jamera uh, win 4 0 against No Life. Um, it could be. No I've got Life. a report for that one as well. Go on, send, tell us. It says Sunday morning, fuck Jamera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that was no way of Jamera to it, talk which about. Which team sent that one in? Uh, in Div 7 the best division the in, eighth best division uh, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 7 uh, Adidas Athletic win 4-3 against Avery Hill uh, a good win for Adidas they've been on a good old run at the moment and uh, Avery Hill uh, have been a good side so far this season in Div 7 Greenwich Hotshots lose 3-2 to New Cross Rovers Reserves definitely not the best team in Greenwich this week that's up for debate uh, Intercross Intercross win 3-1 against Las Cabras the Goats have been sheared sh- they've been sheared this, they've been sheared <laughs> all season <laughs> uh, Sid Cup Sid Cup win 5-3 <coughs> Sid Cup win 5-3 against the Bourne get on the Bourne uh, in Vulture Sports Division 8 uh, your medicine ball of choice should you wish to purchase one <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any gyms out there, get on to Vultra. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruise. Battle. I, I pumped one up and it wasn't round. You when pumped it, two? Pumped the, <laughs> I pumped one of the balls up. Pumped it, his balls. And it, didn't, it, did, it didn't go round when it no. was fully inflated. I've never. I've never. Wrong there, buddy. I've never kicked one, though. Uh, other balls are available. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers win 3 2 against Sporting Greenwich, almost Boxing. ending. Almost ending uh, the Sporting Greenwich that title chase. Mate, that was over already. Battle Cruisers. That was over when the season started. <laughs> Battle Cruisers have been good lately. Uh, well done, lads. Uh, JJ United. Uh, JJ United lose fourteen three against Elton Palace uh, after being toppled by the Rye last week. Elton Palace uh, back to league action. Uh, Gibbs them Elton Palace Sharks banging in 14 8-0 <laughs> at half time the game was oh, um, Elton Palace winning the second half 6-3 JJ don't deserve that they pay scored three goals though yeah pay your bills uh, yeah Lesser FXI lose 4-3 to Jamera Reserves uh, Lesser almost giving Spring Hill Blues the uh, title did they we've actually got a live caller can we have a live caller on the show no we've got a live caller Billy Dolby, you're live on the Silk Podcast. What would you like to say? At the OCG. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off before I'll it says anymore. Spring Hill United Blues draw one all with uh, top of Division 8 title rivals, Eltham Lions. Uh, so, lesser FXI. Not really losing too much ground at the top of Div 8. Uh, now for the Cup games yesterday in the Pete Smith Memorial. What happened with the Spring Hill Blues game? One all. 
Yeah, I've got a report for that. Oh, please, can I have it? I was trying to, I was trying to save that for you there. Really put me off one sec. It was from our good pal Chris Elliott. Oh, oh no. God, no wonder they drew. Ha- he put on a bomb, actually. Hashtag Elliot in. So can you hashtag the, the, Silk, pod- at the Silk podcast with hashtag Elliot in or Elliot, Elliot out. Elliot out. He said that as a pool. He said, evening, Gibbs, my man. Here's the report for Spring Hill Blues versus Eltham Lions Reserves. Atop of the league clash in Division 8, the first half was a very tight and non-eventful half, apart from one superb save by Mitchell Bush in the Blues goal, stopping the... the, 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 the <laughs> the Lions from taking a undeservedly we're calling Barbara from now on the second half was much the same <clears throat> with few chances until a cross by Kevin Mullen was fumbled by the Lions keeper and Daniel Quasi buried the ball from six yards to spark wild celebrations in front of the ho- the hospital end <laughs> fair play um, the Lions the theatre screams <laughs> yeah the Lions then started to get back into it with the Blues starting to drop back in the last 20 minutes this they coped with until with six minutes left, an absolute screamer found its way into the top corner and the Lions were level. A last-minute free kick from just outside the area for the Lions was blazed over and the game ended one all. The Blues will think they should have had three points and the Lions will be relieved they got one. On to the Division 8 Cup, the Ethel Wilkins Memorial Final on Sunday, May the 8th, uh, 10.30 at VCD Football Club. Should be good game. Hashtag Elliot in. Hashtag Elliot out for that de- for sure. Oh, definitely Don't... Elliot out. They that, they drew because he was at the game. Elliot's reports in, but Elliot and the manager or the club development officer out. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Chris. Thank you for the uh, report. Always grateful to receive those. Uh, in the Pete Smith Memorial Cup, uh, the Bandits <coughs> three, Burridge Blues nine, Cup Specialist Burridge Blues put the Borden Bandits to Is that the, the sword. Bandits? Yeah. Okay. So I've got our, our usual report from Jimmy as well. Yeah, it's coming up in a minute. Uh, Meridian Sports lose 2-1 to Metrogas. Metrogas bounced back uh, after defeat last week by under the radar to defeat uh, Prem opposition Meridian Sports. Well done to Metrogas. Uh, good bounce back ability. In the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, Barnast nil, Hatch and Royals free. That's a long day for Barnast against the, the Hatch and Royals in good form and the bit between their teeth, it seems. When it comes to the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, they'll want to win that now. Uh, Bayswater played Borden Sports A. Uh, Borden Sports A. Um, Gibbs has probably got COVID. Thank you, Gibbs. No, I've got no vid. I took the test. I've got no vid. I just got stinging nettles in my throat. 3-2 um, to Borden Sports A against Bayswater. Um, setting itself up nicely for, um, hopefully it, it pans out that one of those teams, Hatch and Royals, Borden A or Under the Radar, um, will end up in the final. Obviously, two of the three of them that make a, a real good spectacle of a final. Uh, under the radar, will be there despite <laughs> being scared by um, Elton Rovers. 2 0 up they were yesterday, Elton Rovers. Yeah. Let it slip against Under the Radar, showing a bit of resolve, um, the UTR boys, but Elton Rovers making a good account of themselves against the top, top side. Oh, definitely. No shame in it to go 2 0 up as well against a good team like that. Um, that's a great account of themselves, and it's just unlucky they couldn't hold on. But. Um, uh, lots of positives to take for that from them. Yeah, well done. Uh, well done under the radar. On to the next round of, of my favourite cup in uh, Sunday football, Elton Rovers. Um, we put it on the podcast. In the Burt Holloway Trophy, uh, Borden Sports, Westfer 2, FC Barker 3. Barker sneaking past higher placed opposition. Uh, Jimmy Horney in goal. No doubt sent us a report. He did. I've got them. Uh, Borden correspondent, Jimmy. <laughs> 
Cup semi-final day today. We had two. <clears throat> we had to bounce back from two straight defeats. We was full strength against a very young Barker. Barker came out of the of the blocks firing, taking their league form to us. We kept them at bay for the first ten. We conceded a silly goal on ten minutes from a free. Oh, <clears throat> Jimmy! A free kick, a glancing header went in behind the back four with their striker to get there just before me on the edge of the box. Looking back, maybe I should have got there, but could only get oh. a, get a hand a hand to never a, look back, Jimmy. A, never to look a toe back. poke. <laughs> Don't look back in anger. From the striker to make it one nil. We was flat footed, but was still knocking the ball about well, but choosing the wrong options. When it mattered, Barker made it two nil on twenty when a similar glancing header fell loose oh, um, to learn the striker. From your mistakes, lads. Just outside the box, I came out. Glancing headers outside the box. <laughs> I came out. To metal the guy's it. neck must be fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> they had crouch up front. I came out to metal it, got a header and hand on it on the ball, but the midfielder was unmarked and looped the ball over me. The the referee could could have given the free kick for handball, but I would have seen red, so can't fault the advantage. Half time two 0 Second half we, we we regrouped and took the game to Barker, but we just couldn't get the goal we needed. Barker made it three 0 with a shot that hit our centre centre back shin pad and deflected the ball past me, which oh. I was about to collect comfortably. Always someone I, else's fault, Jimmy. Mate. I, <laughs> this could be an SC Niners report, you know. And a cricket pad on. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to collect comfortably against the run of play on seventy minutes. We got a goal from Jack Webb from the penalty spot. Barker had. Two one-on-ones, which I kept out with a save to bottom oh, left, God, then the bottom right. Not that it's about me, <laughs> <laughs> but they were important saves. Um, we then made it 3-2 from a corner with Jack Webb getting his second of the game, getting the ball over the line. We then had uh, a clear-cut penalty turned down oh. when Webb was taken down, but referee and the FA linesman didn't see. We took 70, It took 70 minutes to wake up, but it was too late. We needed another five minutes and would have probably drew level as we dominated the last 20 Fair play to Barker, very good uh, side, and we would like to wish them all the best in the final. The longest match report in West Ham, oh yes, I blame myself for the first goal. Only a slip up from Woolwich Royals is all we can hope for in the league. Regards the cat. Regards, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Regards to you too. What a match report. Thank did you very much. Like, did he see it? He picked the ball up against the running play. <laughs> that's, that's my favourite sentence ever. Jimmy, thank you very much. We look forward to your up, we look forward to your match reports every single week, becoming a highlight of the show. Uh, in the Sports King TV Cup, uh, Bexley Wanderers nil, Old Fortronians two. Uh, a bit of a, an upset. Can, looking at the league table in Div Five, uh, Bexley Wanderers, of course, title favourites, um, slightly ahead of Peckham Rye in the uh, on the odds on the, at the bookies. Uh, Old Fortronians doing the business with a good win uh, in the Fred Jolly Memorial. Bexley Heath and the People's Locked Horns, two old adversaries, a real good rivalry um, ground between these two. Uh, Bexley Heath lose 4-3 to the People's. The People's make it onto their own pole, Gibbs. What do you think about that? It's a travesty. That's what it is. <laughs> a um, it's a travesty. But um, they've, they've made it and um, let's hope with the... They they're a team that are doing well in their league. I don't think they understand the meaning of the actual results of the week. If you're winning week in, week out, you don't. It's not a surprise when you win. It's it's actually meant to be for teams that are not picking up results yeah. constantly. I or, mean, but you didn't put Blackfen in this week, so listen to your own advice, maybe. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't put myself in it either. <laughs> no, you didn't. We've beat. 
the barnstormers of Dance and Albion. I yeah, can put myself in. We'll get into that in a minute. Maybe the people. I, I would like to thank Kai for his donation to our charity game the other night. Maybe if you did, if you needed to save a couple of quid, you couldn't have made the donation and and, and not put yourself in the poll. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kai, again for the donation. Uh, Crocodile lose two 0 to Crayford Arrows. Uh, Crocodile season just petering out a little bit. They're in danger. Uh, of no trophies this season. It looks like um, they're going to be uh, fighting all the way to the end. Crayford Arrow's um, impressive season continues. Well done in the Fred Jolly Memorial. Um, I'm going to do the next Fred Jolly first and come back to uh, the Sports King TV Cup. Phoenix Knights 1, Rising Talents 3. Um, Rising Talents beating lower-placed opposition in the Fred Jolly Memorial. We won't want a repeat of that of a um, Rising Talents win next week, will we, Gibbs? You win 5-2 this week against the mighty Danson Albion. Um, long-time Westford team, Danson Albion, uh, in a Sports TV Cup, Sports, Sports King TV Cup, 5-2, uh, plucky Rye win. Um, sounds like it could have been a bit of a challenging game. It was a tough game. They're very um, long ball direct, uh, very good in the air, very physical side. And they went 1-0 up after about 20 minutes. Uh, Peggy with a bad <laughs> header and uh, it's fell to their guy at the back post. And I think after about 20 minutes, they was happy to try and sit back and um, and play for a 1-0, to be honest, or play for a draw. But we got... Um, we got can, an... can any team play for a draw in Sunday League football, by the way? Can anyone do it? Mate, can, I'm not lying. Try, mate. They literally but... had 10 behind the ball. And, and one man up top but no disrespect to them but he had no pace so it was no there wasn't like a real outlet for them um, and that's just an honest opinion it's not I'm not even a dig uh, we got a goal through Bob just before half time um, broke their offside trap keeper come out slotted home second half the first goal was always uh, important and um, that came with with goalings literally went through on goal and uh, missed the one-on-one. And then second minutes later, he's pulled out some sort of Van Persie volley from the edge of the box. Do you know what I mean? On the swivel. And uh, 2-1. Bob made it 3-1 quickly straight after. Um, and then Bob again, 4-1. They had a very suspect penalty um, to make it 4-2. And then we kind of... Uh, it was like last 10-15, so we kind of shored things up at the back a bit because that next goal could have been important. And if they yeah. would have got it, yeah. we could have been on an onslaught and we was we had a two-goal advantage. So we still had the players out there, and uh, we broke. And then um, Troy's uh, got the fifth one, and uh, it was it was it was a good game. Lots of banter, lots of uh, there was a few people there watching the game. As I say, banter with both teams, but it was all good though. And we've still got to play them in the league, so they're, they're going to be two very tough games. They're not they're not an easy walkover, and you could see why they do beat teams because they've got a game plan that works for them as a team. They're they're compact, they're strong, they're they're physical, they win their aerial battles, and it's. Uh, and they're very hard. They're very hard to break down. So, but um, is that you in the final of that cup now? Finals, yes. April twenty fourth, two thirty kickoff versus Old Fortronians. Oh God! Are you going to come week? Could be a massacre. When is it? April twenty fourth. With the starter? What? What? Uh, midweek or Sunday? It's a Sunday afternoon. Two thirty. Yeah, I'll try and be there. Nemo's coming. What? I'm going game that day. He said he's getting on the Captain Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be on the Captain Morgans. Uh, that'll be a good game. Gibbs, thank you very much. I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. Cheers. Next up is Graham from the Southern Sunday. If you do hear 
the dulcet tones of Mrs. Selk swearing and screaming at children in the background. That's because this is a busy Selk Towers this morning with three children getting ready for school. So I do apologise in advance. Any other swearing will be from the man himself, Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I don't swear. Come on, you know me by now. I speak <laughs> doing, the Queen's mate? English. No, I'm good. I'm good. Busy, busy weekend. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to the uh, looking forward to the week ahead. Um, can't believe it's April next week. No, and my first, hopefully, the weather gods, please be with us. My Your first debut. game. Your debut. And probably earn that cup final middle that I've been, that I've been refereeing <laughs> for in the Southern <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yes, I've just seen, just turned around and seen three pigs fly past, mate, sorry. Yeah. Two finals is enough, I can't be greedy. Oh yeah, congratulations, well done, I saw that. Right, into the fixtures, and yet again, a crazy, crazy weekend on the Southern Sunday. Uh, every week now, we're just going to have to call it the craziest league in Sunday league football, perhaps. Uh, not just not just the Marcus Lipton Cup or the League 10 uh, or League 9. Uh, let's just call it the craziest league altogether. So into the results, Graham, from yesterday, the 27th of March uh, in the Prem. Uh, eight, uh, four games yesterday. Nice to see. Uh, Albion played AFC Putney. Um some would say uh, the result of this one was uh, was a given. We we thought we knew what the result would be. Albion showing that they are fighting for their lives and they get a Desmond against the Putney first and in great tribute to the man himself, uh, pull up a 2-2. That was the craziest score in the Premier yesterday. So I think we could name the whole division after him at the moment. <laughs> the Desmond 2-2, <laughs> Supreme Trophies engraving. Just to add another Dodd's name Premier. to another name, like, you know, because <laughs> it's not long enough already. No. Uh, Kappa Rovers and Westminster first as well, in tribute to the man himself, uh, shared a Desmond. Clapham Rovers uh, falling off a bit, Graham, with this, with this title, these title hopes that we sort of spoke about a little while ago. Now it seems to be uh, dropping off significantly now, doesn't it? Yeah, just last couple of results just dropped down. But, you know, with games in hand, if they put another run together, it's, you know, we keep saying that it's crazy. Uh, right at the, right when we first started recording this, Andrew, I think uh, I dubbed this the division that no one wants to win. And yeah. I noticed that AFC Putney said that on Twitter yesterday. I said, hang on a minute, you've stolen my line here. I've been saying this for months. Well, you haven't got a mic, AFC Putney. Graham's got a mic. He's trademarked it. The the division that no one wants to win. Please don't use it again or you I'm will be getting it. a check. I'm claiming it. You'll be getting royalties claims from, uh, <laughs> from Graham. Also, statement of intent. No one can use that either. No, I agree. I agree. They're, they're, they're both mine. They've got the old TM on them. No question. <laughs> uh, Southwest Rangers win 3-0 against Parklife first. Probably goes down as a good result, uh, albeit for the champions, the, the last champions of the Prem. Southwest Rangers season uh, hasn't been fantastic for them. They'll be disappointed with the way things have gone, but a good 3-0 win for them uh, will raise the spirits and push them on for the rest of the season. Uh, and Swag and Wimbledon Town share uh, Desmond again in tribute. Such a fitting tribute to the man himself by the Prem teams this weekend. Swag <laughs> to all with Wimbledon Town. Um, swag with a lot of games to catch up on as well, um, Graham. But um, again, given their dominance in county cups and the and the you know the heights that they reached, uh, it's not really reflected in the Prem. No, um, and the interesting thing about the Albion Putney result and the Swag Wimbledon result yesterday, and actually I think the Westminster result now I've come to think of it, I think all of the teams were behind. 
I think okay. they, I think Westminster were two down. I think Albion might have been two down. I don't know Wimbledon. It's the game that I refereed. They were one down, one all, two one down, and they got an equaliser right in um, stoppage time. A bit of a defensive mistake. I think concentration. I think probably more than anything. Um, but yeah, no. Just on reflection, sort of in the round of all, putting all the results together. Yeah. Um, I, nobody will be happy after yesterday. We are as where we were before we started. And <laughs> sort of from a league perspective, you know, we want this to move to some sort of conclusion. But actually, we, we've had no questions answered from yesterday. So no. we just roll on another week. Just the correct assumption that no one wants to win this division. That's the only uh, conclusion that we can reach in the Prem. Well done to all the teams anyway. Good uh, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, in the Tony Eldridge Championship, uh, Lazio made to wait another week for their uh, promotion uh, confirmation. Uh, Bath Old Boys back into form 4-0 they win against Lazio. Fantastic result for the Bath Old Boys showing uh, when they get together what a good team they can be. Uh, South London Giants um, look dead and buried. Uh, they're beaten 3-1 by Wheat Sheaf Athletic. They'll wish that their this fantastic run of form happened a month or six weeks yeah. earlier than it did. Uh, because they would have been um, promoted on the form they've shown, uh, but not able to to get that over the line. Uh, Path Old Boys, though, the success story really from yesterday, uh, Graham, with a fantastic win against Lazio, who looked bang on favourites to uh, be promoted a second place. But Bath Old Boys really are uh, letting them know they're just chasing over their shoulder, aren't they? Well, what's now happened, Andrew, is it's now switched. It's now in Bath's hands. They've now got a game in hand over Lazio, and if they can win that game in hand, then they can go up. So all of a sudden, it's completely reversed from yesterday, where Lazio went into the game needing the win to go up. That's now gone right into Bath's hands. Bath, I think, play Wheatsheaf next week. That's probably a fixture that they won't want to look forward to seeing. And uh, Lazio will be praying, I think, for a Wheatsheaf victory. I mean, isn't it funny how... You know, uh, Cosmos were in it for such a long time. It was yeah. those two and Bath have come from absolutely nowhere, racked up the wins and, um, well, could be playing Premier Division football next season. And I don't think anyone would have picked that at the start. Absolutely not. Well done to the Bath old boys. That has been a fantastic, since Christmas, that run of form has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, taking Cup out of the out of the um, equation, the league form has been imperious. Well done, boys. And Gladio. Uh, they'll be they'll be sweating now because they know that the, the the form and the momentum is with the Bath boys. So uh, good luck to both teams. That's going to be a great run in. Well done, Wheatsheaf, for your win. Uh, expected win, but you still have to do the job uh, professionally. It looks like you did. Well done. In the Bob Dixon League One, barking mad with a good win. 2-1 against Val County. Uh, London Ravens beat Brixton Town 5-0. Expected um, wins for uh, both of those uh, teams, I think. But the big game yesterday at the basement of uh, the Bob Dixon <laughs> League one, uh, London Hibs four, Chiswick nil. Chiswick been in fantastic form themselves. Uh, L- London Hibs have been decent. Four nil though, Graham. That is emphatic. Unbelievable. So that's three wins and a draw, I think, in Hibs's last four. Chiswick, obviously, as you've quite rightly said, have been on a on a fantastic run. Hibs has now gone from bottom spot out of the relegation zone up to seventh. I mean, <laughs> two months ago, they were relegated. I mean, where has this come from? It's it's crazy. We've now got a situation where Brixton have, have now propped, they're now propping up the table. They've got games in hand. They're going to have to get some wins extremely quickly. 
Otherwise, you know, they're going to be in trouble. And, and they started off the season really well. It's, it's just strange, isn't it? You just have to hit form. If you can hit form at the right time, either whether you're at the top, maybe I don't know, going for playoffs or going for a, a second automatic promotion place, or you're fighting to stay up. If you hit your form at the right time and you bank the points, it's amazing, isn't it? Because you could have another team that can sort of have a mediocre sort of consistent season where they're getting yeah. the, the odd result here and there. You're almost better losing for the whole of the first half of the season and then getting your act together in the second half and you can get success. Winning, I mean, winning becomes a habit and that, yeah. and that is what and that is what you see so often. Momentum uh, and uh, this <clears throat> and the form is such a massive thing. It's confidence and yeah, it uh, obviously London Hibs full of it because Chiswick have been in good form. I mean, their form has been great over the last month or so. Seeing them climb out of the relegation zone and look comfortable. Uh, but yeah, London Hibs, well done. And I, I Quite think a I've few in- Guinnesses were sunk by the looks of it in the pub yesterday. Yeah, don't blame them. Well done, boys. Well They're done, boys. They're very pleased with themselves. Very pleased. So yeah, one game to go for Hibs, one for Putney Pacers and one for Chiswick. Um, so they're all going to be now relying on Junction Elite are going to be the gatekeepers of this because I think they've got to play all of the teams. So um, they'll all be relying on uh, each uh, Junction Elite to beat them all. I mean, and Junction Elite have took their foot off the pedal by the looks of it. In Aaron's uh, interview, telling us that they don't take it very seriously and maybe they don't understand the severity of the uh, the situation that they're in. They just want to turn out and play football with their mates, which is fair enough, um, but they could easily slip up. So none of those games against Junction Elite um, are done and dusted yet. So interesting times. And I'm barking mad. That's a good win against Val County. Yes, well done for just getting that little shout out. So that just keeps them away now from the bottom four. Um, that's they're, they're, They've survived on that. Barking Mad won't get involved in relegation. And Vale County, that was a little bit of a damage to them. They would have been looking yeah. at that um, to go up at the other end. But yeah, that's um, just put a little bit of a spanner in the works for them. So we'll see what they um, we'll see what they get up to in, in the coming weeks. Well done to them. Good day in League One. Interesting stuff in League Two. Uh, AFC South London returned to winning ways. Uh, they win 2-1 against Bublé. That's tighter than they would have wanted or that we expected, Or but they keep getting these wins over the line. They're going to have to do it um, with Wimbledon Wolves uh, and Sellhurst uh, leading the pack. Um, South London will have to keep winning. Well done, yeah, boys. That's, that's right. They one. just have to win and then just yeah. hope the other results go in there. It's unlikely now, but you know all you can do is keep the integrity of your season and the competition and just try and win your games. That's all you can do. Absolutely. Real done, Donald and Q Antigua share a two-all draw in tribute to the great man himself. <laughs> He's had a few shout-outs already today, hasn't he? Uh, that result not really helping either of those teams uh, improve league positions. Uh, Ribblesdale Rovers and Norton nearly have the perfect result for me. Oh, uh, it was but so It was close. 7-2 to Norton. Norton, one of these teams, they have gone into survival mode and they are cracking out these fantastic results, Graham. Yeah, great, great run. I mean, they were another team that weren't they dead and buried. Yeah. Um, you know, went through a horrendous, horrendous run of form, and they've just picked it up, and they're really starting to rack in the rack in the goals. Their goal difference was quite horrendous. They've now got it. I've just had a look. They've now got it down to minus seventeen. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was a lot worse a, a few weeks ago, and um, you know, they've given themselves every opportunity now of um, survival. I think. Uh, I think they can be caught, I think, by sporting crabs, but I think the goal difference means that they would survive. So that I don't think they're going to get dragged into it. So well done to uh, Trevor and Troy and all the lads down there at Norton. They've done very well. Well done, lads. Uh, in League Three, 
Uh, Clapham Chiefs lose 2-1 to Bella Mariners. They will not be happy with that. Uh, Dara FC awarded a home game win. Yeah, I wasn't happy about this yesterday. I think people that were on the Twitter knew that I wasn't happy. We had two walkovers yesterday. Go down fighting, boys. Go down fighting. Don't surrender. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting a bit frustrated. I think there was one or two last week. There's one or two this week. And sort of, I put it out there. And a colleague of mine on the Wimbledon District League on a Saturday contacted me and said they've got the same problem where teams are, you know, sort of struggling to get players out. They've got nothing to play for or they're yeah. losing every week. Yeah. It's just too easy to throw the towel in, isn't it? And I think that's disappointing. And if they were in that situation and it was reversed, where they would want a team to another team to to get a team out and keep the integrity of the competition, they'd be disappointed if the game wasn't played, would they? So you it's, know. Disapp- it's disappointing for Dara. Presumably, they won't be able to claim any pitch permits back or anything like that. They've probably paid for their pitches ahead of time, like most teams do. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, so I don't know if that's we're the here case. to play football. And my question yeah. was, Andrew, this time a year ago, we were all you know, celebrating and looking forward to the return at Easter time for grassroots football and everyone was clambering to play. And all of a sudden it's like teams are trying to get out of playing. I, I don't yeah. get that mentality. What has changed in a year? What has changed? I, I can't fathom it out. I don't know. I think it feels like some, some people were saying, oh, give us our football back. We want our football back because it's just something that you should say. But then you see like, so many teams folding, which is a diff, maybe different to this subject we're talking about. But where we're getting to the end of the season, you haven't played a full season in in Southern Sunday for two seasons now. Yeah, yeah. See your games out. You've all we've all had. Our, we know how bad it felt when we had our season cut short. So don't do it. To, don't literally do it to yourself. You're you're doing it. You're, you're ruining. Uh, you're you're ruining it for yourself. And hopefully. Um, teams can see the season out. But this is we... the peak time to play football, Andrew, isn't it? This is yeah, this there. is as good as it, it... Look at London at the moment and obviously look at what happened yesterday nationally. This is as good as football is going to get in London, probably, and this is as good as we've had it for a very long time. We've got yeah. to ride the crest of the wave while we've got it because this ain't going to last because no. it will go through a cycle. It yeah. always does. Let's hope we're not peaking just yet, but I mean, congratulations to the teams that have reached the Sunday FA Cup. The the two London representatives, um, Highgate Albion and Bay Tees, have both made the Sunday National Cup. So we should all be celebrating uh, our London football and embracing it. Anyway, back to the craziest. We diverse. We diverse. In Sunday League football uh, in League Three, uh, South London All Stars lose seven nil to Hampton Terriers. They are not. They are not giving up on the season. They are having a good old time. Uh, Westbrook's Wanderers and Parklife B draw one all. Graham, so yeah, the Hampton Terrace is a standout result, although probably as predictable as a 7-0 game could be predictable, that that one. Going the way yeah, South expect. London All-Stars have been struggling. They didn't get a team out a few weeks ago. Um, uh, or did they, were they short of it? I think they played with nine and lost 11-0. But they've lost 7-0, but you know what? At least they're not just giving it up. At least they're not just giving it up. Well done to them. You know, no one wants to lose 11-0 or 7-0. But you know what? Life's tough. Football is tough sometimes. Ride it out. See the end of the season out. Fulfill your obligation. Go away in the summer and then come back again. Um, From a Hampton perspective, two big games for them. Wandsworth Warriors they've got next. And then it's all set up for the last game. They will play Harbert Rovers last game of the season in a top two. Could be championship on the line depending on their next results so have Harbert not still not won it yet they still haven't won it how has that happened Harbert 
They still haven't won it. They still haven't won it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Right. League four. Uh, Mortlake gave Merton Athletic a win. That's that's disappointing considering Mortlake um, have been in good form recently. Uh, and that wasn't a, that wasn't a, that, that result of that wasn't a foregone conclusion, sadly. Uh, but Merton won't care. They'll need, they'll want the points now. I think they know I'm not very happy with them, Mortlake. They certainly would have got that feeling from my emails to them yesterday. I, I thought that was tremendously disappointing. As you say, that wasn't a foregone conclusion, that result by any stretch of the imagination. And, yeah. and Magpie would have been looking at that thinking, yeah, OK, Mortlake might be able to do something. And you remember the interview that Magpie gave, you know, they've got a lot of time for Mortlake. You know, they rate them. Nice set of lads let themselves down yesterday. Unfortunately, so uh, Q Antigua B win three one against Northcote Rangers. Um, Northcote have been in good form. Uh, they've improved at least. Uh, Q Antigua getting a good win. Uh, Magpie recruitment and Clapham Wanderers, another team that Magpie uh, mentioned, uh, were a tough, always a tough team uh, to play against. Uh, Magpie winning four one against the Basement Boys, but it not seems, a battering. Not a battering. No, it, it sounds from the. Uh, from the social media um, review, uh, report that Clapham Wanderers were well in the game uh, at times, but uh, Magpie, again, as we said earlier, winning is a habit uh, and some teams are just in that sort of funk of, of winning and, and it's muscle memory. They know how to do it. They know how to get a game over the line uh, and Magpie recruitment now every week goes by. There's a win every week that goes by. We're getting closer to them lifting uh, the, the League Four title. Get in there. Get in there. And he's got a County Cup semi-final coming up, not this weekend, next weekend as well. So he'll have that on the horizon. And I know they're our, they're our sole representatives in any County Cup. So uh, I know that he'll want to do well and he'll want to get to the final. But they've got a tricky game against a team from the Red Hill League, who I refereed, funny enough, in an earlier round. So could be tricky, but they've got a good side, Magpie. So hopefully they go to the final. Good luck in your County Cup game, Magpie boys. Uh, in League Five, St Matthew's Project first team lose seven three. Nearly again, nearly again, nearly yeah, nearly. What one goal the other way wrong? But <laughs> I'm not allowed to say uh, eight two. St Matthew's they they've complained. I, I think know. they're all. I think they're all right now, <laughs> as long as they don't lose eight two again and you call them out. But uh, I noticed you were at it again yesterday. Oh, that's what I mean. It's not. It's not personal. Please don't take it personally. I don't even know who London Legacy are. They play. I, know, the I, I thought that. Does he know who this team? Don't are? know who they are. <laughs> if I see the result, I just say it, and it's nothing personal. <laughs> Keep uh, up the good work. <laughs> Alan Badgers win four-one against Sporting London. Sporting London's um, early season or Christmas time um, resurgence is well and truly over. I uh, don't know what happened with them. They had a little slight b- uh, bounce. Uh, but they're back to losing regularly now. Ballon Badgers, the recipients of the three points this week. Uh, Junction League seconds win 2-1 against Westminster Wanderers thirds to keep their promotion hopes um, alive. Uh, Junction League thirds lose 3-0 to UBL CFC. Uh, back to winning ways. The uh, U- This is League 6 now. I've jumped on. League 6. You're, you're, you're in express mode this morning. I'm, I'm just in sort of slightly extra hour. Let's sleep mode right so league five let's talk about those let's talk about those results newlands winners probably as we expect uh bell and badgers with a good win against struggling sport in london and junction elite seconds uh getting wins over the line looking good for maybe promotion this season 
Yeah, so all eyes, I think, there are on Newlands. Um, junctionally, I think, have more or less got the points on the board. I think probably he needs a win, and that'll be enough. Uh, he's got a game in hand over Painters at the top, um, so he's looking favourite to, to win that title. What an achievement that would be if he could win for his first and second team. Yeah. could both win the league. That would be something. Um, all eyes are on Newlands, really, on these games in hand. They've got Cup semi-final next week, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but yeah, he's got to keep he's got to keep winning, and hopefully, from his perspective, he can overtake painters. So, yeah, three three horse race at the top of the um, top of the division at the other end. Uh, Ballon Badgers, good three points for them. I do like the Badgers, as you know, Andrew, mm-hmm. and um, nice, comfortable mid-table finish for them. So they'll go again next year, hopefully. Well done, boys. So you've already gave you a sneak peek of one of the results in League Six. Like you don't know. Uh, in League Six, Junction Elite thirds lose 3-0 to UBL CFC. Old boys back to winning ways uh, for the boys. Uh, very rare to see um, them lose this season. So uh, they'll be pleased to have re-established uh, some form. Uh, Argentina win 3-0 away at Clapham Common. The Argentina boys uh, in full flow now, Graham, and they'll be wanting promotion from League Six as a bare minimum. Yeah, I think the only thing that goes against Argentina and UBLFC is the big goal difference that Poplar Rovers have got. It is worth, that goal difference is worth an extra point, no question yeah, about yeah. it. Um, Argentina, yeah, they're, they're 12 behind on the two games at the moment, so can they make up 12 in two? It might be unlikely. Um, and Poplar Rovers have got Junction Elite thirds in their last game. I think that's in a couple of weeks' time on the 10th of April. So um, Poplar are just sitting there at the moment. They've got the points on the board. They've got the goal difference on the board and they're just waiting to see what others do. And then they see Argentina go out and get a nice 3-0 yesterday. Um, so it, it, it just keeps the suspense going. It keeps it rumbling on. UBLFC, not out of the equation, but um, they're going to have to win their games and hope that um, both Argentina and Poplar drop points. But uh, Definitely looking at, and it has done for a long time in fairness, like Poplar and Argentina are going to be in the top two. And they've both had great seasons, actually. Poplar Rovers guests on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time, a few weeks' time, should I say. We're recording it on the 7th um, and it'll be out the Monday after. So that's an interesting one. We'll be yes, able to because see they will be playing that Junction Elite game on the 10th. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they are feeling at that point. They might be up by then. They might be up, but I'm sure they will want the title. So uh, yeah. looking forward to that interview already because I'm wishing my life away. <laughs> it should be good. Uh, in League 7, FC Putney 11s win 5-1 against Barnes Stormers. Uh, Clapham and Bellum and Clapham Albion put to the sword. Uh, Rosendale Sports win 7-0. Uh, Rosendale buoyed by that win against uh, Mondial B last week uh, in the Cup. You've jumped it, again. Oh, there's only one game in League 7. That That's caught why. you out. It did. Putney win. <laughs> Bad start. Two big mistakes. Uh, early doors. Uh, very early for me this morning. The AFC Putney 11-5-1 against Barnstormers. Uh, a good win for the Putney boys. Yeah, one point for them needed for promotion. The table's now been updated, obviously, to reflect the Lions situation. Um, Everyone's now waiting to play South City. So um, all of the other teams are all waiting to play South City. They are the ones that have still got half a season still to play. So good luck to them. (laughs) Good luck to them in the next couple of months. It's going to be back to back to back to back. Um, Still very much looking like Putney and South City to get promotion. 
Uh, South City with the six games in hand, nine points behind. They would fancy themselves still for the title, but um, it has looked, uh, other than Lions situation, part like Putney and South City. So probably that's the way that it's gonna gonna go. Good luck to both now teams. You can go to League Eight and talk about <laughs> Rosendale. League Eight. Uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion lose 7-0 to Rosendale Sports, as I said. Obviously buoyed by uh, a good win against their arch-rivals, um, Mundial B, last week. Uh, 7-0, Graham, shows uh, that they fancied it yesterday. Back to winning the sort of way that they were earlier in the season. It sort of dropped off a little bit, the amount of goals they were scoring, but they're back to fine uh, form in front of goal. I thought that was a ridiculous scoreline. I thought that was unbelievable. Could have quite easily made the team of the week yesterday. Could have quite easily uh, made it. But, you know, they have had, quite rightly, the plaudits Rosendale over recent weeks. So yeah. uh, it was it was right to, to to kind of share it around elsewhere. But, yeah, to, to almost cut off the team that are in third place, Rosendale will be very, very happy with that. Probably one more win um, and that they would, they would have done it. And what a good season they've had. And, uh, yeah, Mondial, you're going to come on to that one. Yeah, uh, kudos Athletic seconds win 5-0 again, Graham. Uh, they're Crazy. on a roll. Something's happened, at, something's happened at Kudos Athletic. Uh, God knows what it is, but this form is, uh, they're in championship form, sadly uh, at the wrong period of um, the season for them. Mundial B win 4-2 against East Putney. Um, that's, some fight, that's some rivalry, some brilliant little... Um, fight between Rosendale and Mundial B that's that's been uh, created this season. It's going to continue through the leagues. You just you just think these two will continue a little uh, traje- trajectory with each other. But what a great little fight um, between these two. This yeah, gonna... I really like it. And you know they played obviously cup semi final last week, and there was a lot of mutual respect afterwards. You know there was no aggro, no argy bargy. It's going to be a real good competitive healthy rivalry and I think you know with the strength and depth that we've got in all of the divisions you know we're in a good place of where we are I mean but where we're going to be in a year or two with some of these really good teams progressing up through the leagues it's only good for the longevity and the um, reputation of the league so yeah really looking forward to seeing how this evolves actually absolutely well done to all the teams in league eight now these down for the crazy times, the crazy <laughs> leagues. Uh, it did it again. It did it again. League nine. Uh, Lark Hall City one, Borussia Battersea five. <clears throat> Amazing uh, win for Bruce, Borussia Battersea. They've been struggling, I want to say, Graham. And they've been and at, bruised. Yeah, they've been at the receiving end. Barat, bat, bruised and battered. Oh, do you know what? I could have stolen that one. I, I segued you into stealing <laughs> that. You. That is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but they have been tonked recently. So winning 5-1 for them, that'll be some some uh, some light relief uh, and returning to winning ways. They'll be well chuffed with that. And the Renegades um, shot down, blasted and bazookered by the, the Cows. Uh, 13-1 to the Cows. Fantastic. What mad was 18 goals scored in two, well, 20 goals scored in two games yesterday. Mental league. You're definitely um, milking it with all these puns now. Yeah, There's we no question it. Yeah, I like to see some different milk, uh, cow related puns to milk, though. Let's be more clever. It's utterly ridiculous. Okay. Oh, he's been prepping that one all week. So, anyone <laughs> listening, can they get on Twitter? Get yeah, on please. Twitter. Any cow related puns? They have to be clean. 
I mean, I, I know that it's not necessarily the cleanest topic, but anything that you can get, get on Twitter and, uh, yeah, drop us a message. We're the up best, for a laugh. The best cow-related um, pun will get a big pat on the back. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Can we end the podcast here? I just think that's as, <laughs> yeah, that's as high as you're going to get yeah. today. It's not going to yeah. get any better. I'm not going to do that anymore. Bad. That that's me winning. But don't worry, we've got Dan's predictions coming later. Oh dearie me, we look forward to that. <laughs> no, very good. Well done to uh, Deportivo. Great win to put 13 on the board. Superb score. Fantastic and nice for the boys to be engaging with the social media, um, Twitter, and all that stuff. So thank you, boys, for doing that. Uh, really, really. Uh, you've got a lot of new fans, Andrew. Now you've got a lot of new, well, new we've followers got, and fans. We've we've got a lot of fans because we're doing such a good job for grassroots football. So thank you. We can we will give ourselves an actual pat on the back, not a cow pat on the back, but an actual pat on the back for the job. That we when do. I see you, I'll give you a slap <laughs> on the back. Thank you. Uh, League Ten. Uh, South London Pekins one. Uh, International the football Clapham three, uh, and Imperial Wolf. They, they folded, didn't they? They Graham? have. They've gone now, and they've seventy-five percent. So the last games are rewarded. So in the next couple of weeks, you'll see an Imperial Wharf walkover on there. So don't be too alarmed. No, um, but football Clapham. I feel like they've had a real good season overall. They're fair to middling, middle middle of the table, but they seem to pick up wins. They seem to be a good little team. Yeah, they're a bit of a mixed bag, really. You don't quite know what you're going to get, which is uh, history in these two divisions, as we know. Um, yeah, not been anywhere near good enough that the likes of St Andrews and Masvida, who no, in no. the end have run away with it, let's be honest. Um, they've broken away from the pack. They just need a point each, uh, both of them, for, for promotion. But I think in their debut season, I think they'll take a sort of fifth place or sixth place finish. Not bad. They'll learn. Hopefully they, they will uh, get a couple of easier teams in the division next year and they'll go again. I think it's been a good season. I, the, the league league nine and 10, as Graham's openly said, was just a place where a lot of the new teams just got In you put go, in. fellas. In yeah. you go. You want a space in the league? In you go. Yeah, it's been a success. Uh, undoubted, an, an undoubted success. Probably uh, the most ex- two exciting leagues in, in the whole of the Southern Sunday. Obviously, the other leagues are, are going to the wire as well. But the unknown element of League 9 and 10 means that it's really been great for people that observe um, what's going on to, to see how the how the league, league's formulated without no sort of indicators. So it's been a real good time in League 9 and 10. Well done to all the teams in there for making it so entertaining. And well done to uh, the whoever made the constitution for the Southern Sunday for creating such two brilliant leagues, whoever no that idea. may be. I have no idea who's <laughs> responsible for that. No idea at all. <laughs> right. on a postcard. Drop us a direct message on Twitter if you know anyone. Yeah. Uh, now for the, the cups in Southern Sunday, which we're our labelled, favourite. We're, if it was a if there was a Chinese year of the underdog, then it's this year in the Southern Sunday or the underdog on paper. Anyway, we know there's some fantastic teams playing their football in the lower divisions, and that is reflected uh, in how the cups are currently shaping up. It's been mental this year in the in the Southern Sunday with their cups. We're seeing upset after upset. We're seeing massive favourites tumbling out. Uh, lower division tumbling uh, favourites tumbling out as well. So let's get into these results in the Frank Blundstone Cup. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a, a great result for me. Ballum uh, played uh, travelled to Sporting Continental yesterday. Ballum uh, top half of the 
uh, Prem Division, Sporting Continental. We know they've done their job in the championship. They've got the trophy. Well done to the boys. 6-0 to Sporting Continental. It made the, the uh, result of the week. It wasn't peer, It wasn't pressure made on social media to Graham. It earned, it earned the result. But these are the results that Sporting Continental currently will need to knock out Graham to get on to the results of the week, won't they? AFC Ballon, listen, they're one of the longest serving teams in the league. You know, they predate me in sort of 13 years. They've been around a long time. Yeah. They're an experienced, well-drilled, well-rehearsed side. They're sitting second in the Premier and they're sat second in the Premier for a reason. They're no mugs. Yeah. They're no mugs. For Sporting to go out and win that 6-0 is a fantastic result. Fantastic result. Do you really think anybody that I'm the sort of person that's going to be influenced by what's put on social media? I don't think so. Um, I'll make my <laughs> mind up about who I want to put in there based on how I think that I think it should go. And and in any other situation, if that was a, a lower division team beating a, pr- a premier division team, 6-0, uh, clean sheet, they would make the shortlist. So I was quite happy to back that up yesterday. And I think in the cold light of day, I don't think anyone was really arguing it, um, to be honest. And I think from my perspective, is this a sign of things to come? If if this is what sporting are capable of doing now, are they going to do this next season? And if they are, we are going to have a phenomenal Premier Division next season. Absolutely. Speaking to Hugo last night about predictions and stuff, and he said it could have been 14. It should have been 14-1. Yes, they were all over him yesterday. So Well, there you go. He was full of beans yesterday after uh, after that result. He, they must have been absolutely on fire yesterday. Well, well done there to you the go. Well, I mean, you know, that is, it's just setting it out. It's wetting the whistle and wetting the appetite already for next season, isn't it? I mean, we can't. We already can't wait, right? No, can't wait. After a short break, we, we, we'll be back. And it will be a short break and all. <laughs> uh, Marcus Lipton, cup time. Uh, junk, Junction Elite first. Uh, strolling, well, not strolling away with the prem, over the first division, uh, but certainly top with, with a lot of uh, games to play and goal difference that they will make up. Play division two runners up in waiting, uh, Wimbledon Wolves. Um, a two all draw in tribute to the man himself at full time. Wimbledon Wolves take it on penalties. I think Aaron alluded to the fact that they, they was a little bit wary uh, of, of Wimbledon Wolves. Um, and put that put together with the fact that the, the team don't really look at their opposition. They're not, they just turn up to play with their mates. Uh, it looks like the Wolves, that bit of hunger and desire to get the game done. They did it in penalties. What a fantastic result for Wimbledon Wolves, who are becoming a standout team this season in the Southern Sunday. I'm glad you've given the credit and put the focus there, Andrew, on Wimbledon Wolves because it's very easy in these scenarios and we've discussed this before to just focus on Junction yeah. Elite and kind of what yeah, they're Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that this time. This is a this is the this is the well business done. end of the Marcus Lipton Cup. If the Junction Elite boys, I know that the team probably don't listen to this. Aaron probably does and he'll be nodding his head agreeing with me. If they want to take their eye off the ball for big cup games like this, um they will get beaten and they're going to get Wolves- bitten. No, no pun intended. They <laughs> are going to get, get bitten, bit. aren't they? They're going to get bitten. Uh, and Wimbledon Wolves have been in great form. And again, it's that winning is a habit. You can even take that into penalty shootouts. Every player stepping up to those penalties. 4-3, they won. Only one only They one were 2 missed. nil down in the game, Andrew. They were 2 nil down going towards the end. I think it's the last 10 minutes. And yeah. they got back-to-back goals. And Aaron said to me last night, they were just shell-shocked. And it's yeah. that bit in football, isn't it? And I think if you remember the Milan-Liverpool Champions League yeah. final, yeah. three goals in 17 minutes absolutely knocked the stuffing out of, uh, of Milan. That They yeah. were dead on their feet. 
absolutely. Momentum, uh, and you get goals back to back. It's the team that scored them. Do they keep that momentum and keep their foot on the pedal? And then the other team, you know, if you don't get out of that shell shock situation quickly, then this is the sort of thing that can happen. You know, it's um, unbelievable that, that they lost that really. And um, no cup final for Junction Elite first team, I think, for the first time in their history. Yeah, he said in the interview that they'd that they'd made a They've cup final. Always been to a cup final, so yeah. no Junction Elite this year in the well, the first team not, but the third team I think has still got a chance. So. It's a shame for Aaron. He deserves he deserves the days out for the for the graph that he puts in. But if the players don't respond in kind, you've got to do it on the pitch, Andrew. You, yeah. Nothing's a given. You have to yeah. you have to fight for it. You know, you have to fight like dogs, like wolves. Well. <laughs> Well done to Wimbledon Wolves. That, again, the Marcus Lipton remains uh, the standout cup that we cover on this uh, on this podcast, I have to say, with the with the turnaround and results. In other Marcus Lipton games, uh, South City 2, uh, Wimbledon Commoners 3. Uh, a lot of people fancied South City to do, an, to, to do an upset in this one, but Wimbledon Commoners themselves been in awesome form in the cup. Uh, good wins against um, Sporting Continental, uh, going well in their division against Junction Elite firsts. Um, so they're no mugs, Graham. This one probably uh, going to form a little bit in, in looking at divisions and stuff. Uh, Women and Commoners march on to the next round and no one will want to play them in the next round. Well, they've had some run, haven't they, really? I mean, they've had to beat some teams to get to where they've got to. They really have had to beat some teams. And they could, in theory, you know, they could do a cup double. They've got still in the Ken Bailey in the quarterfinal against Buble. Uh, why not? They seem to be taken to the cups this year like ducks to water. So uh, fair play. South City are an interesting one because, you know, I've received a bit of flack over the last couple of years. Oh, you know, they're in Division 7 and they should be in the Premier in or in the Championship and whatever. When they've got to the big games, they haven't delivered. They haven't pulled out the stops. They haven't backed that up with the results yeah. on the board. So... Um, it is going to be interesting what um, what we're going to do with them next year. But, I mean, they've got some talent. They're a very, very good young young side. They will have learned from that yesterday. I think they may have come against a team that has just got that little bit more nous, a little bit more experience. And Wimbledon Commoners, with that sporting result in their back pocket earlier on in the season, they would go into any game feeling confident that they could win it. So I, I wasn't surprised with the result. But if there was going to be an upset, that could have been the case. But... From a Wimbledon perspective, they won't care. They've got the win and they're in the next round and that's all that matters. Talking of teams that no one will want to play, it sits in the murky depths of the uh, Southern wow. Sunday. Wow. Uh, St Andrews uh, winning 2-1 against the team that everyone backs every week. Um, we think that they're probably one of the best teams in the Southern Sunday, but are they, Graham? So, uh, St Andrews 2-1 win against Sellers. Are St Andrews this lower league team that are going to take the Marcus Lipton Cup by storm? You're not going to back against them, are you? Well, I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, that would be incredible. I was doing a little bit of um, sort of looking into this yesterday. Um, St Andrews, they're a funny side. They're a funny side. You know, there used to be a team called Emerson United were involved in the league um, a few years ago. Right at the beginning of this season, um, they probably had about five or six of those players. Just having a look at kind of some of the, the, the teams that they've been putting out, they pulled out some big hitters. They pulled out some players for that game against Sellers yesterday. And I think the eggs literally went in one basket. And they played some players yesterday that have not necessarily played in other games earlier on in the season. So, I mean, League 10, it's sort of, 
it's not the, the teams with no disrespect, they're not to the class and to the level and the ability of Sellers. Yeah. And it just seemed that some of the, the fringe players who could have been the better players seem to have come in and done a job for them yesterday. Um, and it'll be interesting to see going forward with the three-game rule in the semi-final, what sort of teams that they're going to feel. They've possibly got two, two semi-finals. Will it, it, they won't be able to play those fringe players unless they've played three games. But it did look like that they pulled all of the, uh, all of the resources, the top players, and brought them out for that game yesterday. And they're not going to be able to do that going forward unless they played three games for semi-finals. So not taking anything away from St Andrews, but just wanted to put that little bit of context in, I think. No, I mean, if they're going to be getting to cup finals, uh, they're going to have to start, they're going to have to get the numbers up, the appearances up for these teams to, as you say, play in the, if they haven't played before, to play in the semi-final and uh, potential finals. They're going to have to uh, play these players in League 10, which could lead to some huge scores uh, added on to their uh, turnaround in results. So there was no question, just in case anyone's getting confused or, you know, is I'm setting alarm bells off, there's no question around any... Um, eligibility no, no. No, uh, no. issues yesterday it's not around that it's around you know sort of people who are in the squad who are registered who don't necessarily get a lot of game time in league 10 obviously there's some good players that they've got for the squad coming out for that big yeah. game against Sellerst. And, and actually talking to Callum last night he said hands up you know one of the best teams that we've played the strength and depth in the league is ridiculous we had some players missing we'd never use that as an excuse we got beaten by the better side they're a really really good set of lads we'd like to see them go on and win it. And that's class from Selhurst, yeah. as always. You always get classed. You'll always get a classy response from, from the Selhurst boys. Very um, honest, very honest. They do everything graciously. They win and lose graciously. And uh, top set of boys, I think that's why they get so much sort of laugh from the podcast. We've known Callum's helped us on the podcast before as, as, a, as a contributor, recording for all around the leagues. For two leagues, he did for such a long time. Top bloke. Turns out we worked for the same company for a long time as well. Yes, that that is true. Yeah, no, that is true. That is what he does, yeah. Um, So uh, he's a top um, He gets his hands dirty, unlike you, though, Andrew, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the one that pisses him off, telling him to, asking people like him to draw, to build stuff that I draw that never probably works and he has to put it right on site. If I was to describe it, I'd say you're the back end and he's at the front end. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the best cup in the Southern Sunday, uh, the Silk Podcast, Graham Rodbush Shield, AFC Bluebirds 3, Sporting South nil. Uh, probably going as expected. Uh, Sporting South dumped out of the best cup in the Southern Sunday, but AFC Bluebirds moving on to the next round. Good win. Good win. That was on the next door pitch for me over at Dulwich yesterday. It sounded quite exciting. Bluebirds very, very happy to get there. I can't remember them being in too many semi-finals. I don't know whether this might be their first or their second over the years, but yeah, they've they're one shot from a from a cup final. Um, good luck to them. So semi-finals for that are um, next weekend. They are indeed, and we will talk about them later on. We've we've unashamedly focused two of our games of the week in the the fav- our favourite cup competition in the in the Southern Sunday uh, this week with our predictions and. You'll be unsurprised to hear that Hugo was a bit cheesed off with that one as well. I don't care. <laughs> My uh, name is Graham Robber. I do what I like. <laughs> in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy, uh, AFC Old Town continue to flex their muscles in the Cups against um, good sides this week. They win 3-1 against Masvida. Uh, Old Town, as I say, Graham, showing they are the real deal. They're the business. 
Um, they'll probably want to start getting some of these big wins in the league, though, to, to get themselves promoted. But uh, big wins against good sides in cups. That's what Old Town have done this season. Absolutely. So they're into the semi-final of the Dylan Rigger, but they play St Andrews next week in the semi-final. <laughs> so, yeah, when we talk about big games, I think that's going to be a, a measure of their credentials. We know that they've beaten teams higher up in the league in the Lipton. They had a really, really good run, I think, to the last 16. Um, only lost out very narrowly to Junction Elite. Yeah. So what will happen? And will St Andrews get the players out next week for that game that they did against Sellers? That's going to be really interesting next week. As for the league, yeah, he needs to he needs to get these semi-finals out of the way and um, needs to focus on his league games very quickly. They've got the games in hand. They've got a chance to um, they've got a chance to get promoted. But that League Nine is mad. Who knows? Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? Who knows? Thank you very much, Graham. So the results, the teams of the week this week, uh, the Southern Standard do their own poll. And we do the do you do How a dare we one? do our own poll? How no, dare we well, do such you a do, thing? You do what you want. We just piggyback uh, off of your excellent, uh, <laughs> excellent uh, opinion of, for the podcast. I think podcast. we were one of the first leagues to do it. I think we were one of the first and now everyone seems to do it, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, no other leagues that we cover on this podcast do it. Okay, if... we're, we're, we're happy to be trailblazers. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm happy to stick my neck on the chopping block and get shot every week. Yeah, people would. It's, it's nice that teams want to be involved in it, to be honest. That, that's that the teams care enough to actually have a look at it. And they uh, care a bit too much, though. Yeah, they, they, every every win is, is, is valued by the teams. Obviously, a, a poll on Twitter is just as equal as the three points. The teams we've picked this week are Sporting Continental for their 6 0 drubbing of Ballam and it sounds like a drubbing as well. Could have been a lot more. Uh, St. Andrew's 2-1 win against Celeste makes the cut. Um, Although maybe again, St. Andrew's are going to be one of these teams that are going to have to knock 10 past someone to get into the results of the week uh, going forward. Uh, Bath's 4-0 win. Bath old boys, should I say. Their 4-0 win against Lazio makes the cut. They are in the in they are hot favourites now for the championship promotion along with uh, Sporting Continental Lazio will be gutted um, about that uh, and the league one win at the basement although it's turning into a mid uh, a mid table team now for London <laughs> Hibs what a crazy time London Hibs for uh, Chiswick nil the London Hibs boys make the poll which one of those would you have chosen um, if you had to Graham. I'd have gone, if I, my personal opinion, I'd have gone with St Andrews myself if I would have had to. I know Hibs won our poll and I think for them that's as equally as important. So uh, they're all winners. Okay, Graham. I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Dan and Hugo. Looking forward to it already. Next section is the OBD SFL section with Jamie. Jamie, how are you doing? Mondays are better with a W on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, pretty and much. That means win. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> always got a little spring in the step and Monday mornings after a win. So, no, feeling good. Well done on a big win yesterday. We'll get to that game in a minute. Uh, let's get through the fixtures for Sunday, the 27th of March in the OBD SFL. Looks like a pretty full... Uh, schedule yesterday so let's get going in the senior uh, Bickley losing 2-0 to title chasing Hatcham one of the old classics uh, from all the favourites in the OBD SFL uh, Hatcham uh, better than Bickley yesterday by all accounts um, but a good show of himself still made by Bickley 
Hatcham need to keep winning and winning only, Jamie. Nothing else will do. No, um, got to keep that pressure on. Um, they got results went their way last week, so following up well win uh, yesterday, just keeps them in in that hunt, just on the tails of SE Dons, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of bubbling nicely towards the when they two meet again. Absolutely. Uh, well done to Hatcham. <coughs> Unlucky Bickley. Bickley face uh, Rocker Seniors in a midweek cup game this week at Beckenham Town Tuesday night. That would be a really good game. Uh, more games in the senior. Uh, Farmer Old Boys played Kamazi Strikers, uh, two teams uh, lurking uh, around the bottom of the senior. Uh, a one-all draw, Jamie. Not really helping anyone, uh, but one point is better than none, I guess. It is. I think if you offered Farnborough four points for the Essie Dons Kamazi games, they probably would have taken it. Um, just unfortunate that they got the win over Dons and couldn't follow up another one yesterday but yeah the draw not good for either side to be honest I know Kumazi have been kind of up and down um, so yeah I, I think both of them probably needed the points there but unfortunately never won it absolutely unlucky boys uh, sadly wins only, wins will only do at the bottom there as well uh, Kenningwell played Rocker Seniors uh, this was my game yesterday no goalkeepers uh, at, well there wasn't the Rocker Seniors went, had uh Three or four different people in goal yesterday. We'll get we'll get to that part of the story in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenningwell at home. Uh, actually, it was at Cold Arbor on the 4G. So it suited both teams really well with their style of play. Both teams played football. Kenningwell um, benefiting perhaps from a, a, a penalty and a red card to the Rocker Senior standing goalkeeper. Their original goalkeeper went off injured. Um, with a, an Achilles injury and we were, I wish him all the very best he looked in um, quite some discomfort causing eight minutes of extra time to be added uh, to the first half uh, the standing keeper came in and gave away a penalty uh, and was red carded for the foul within the box that Kenningwell got a penalty from um, so yeah the first goalkeeper went down injured the second one was sent off and then uh, Rocker uh, changed a couple of goalkeepers after an hour the game was 4-2 to Kenningwell um, but they never really seemed settled or seemed comfortable in the game yesterday. Rocker Seniors with a bit between their teeth, perhaps from the red card um, decision. Uh, they got a penalty back themselves. That made it 4-2, at uh, 4-all. Uh, and then they got the winner, 5-4. Um, defensive frailties uh, for Kenningwell at times yesterday. Uh, the, the masters of their own downfall. Um, pretty strong all over the pitch. Uh, but at, in defence yesterday... Um, Rocker were getting a lot of joy down the sides and, and that seemed to be um, where they won the game um, but it was nice to see all the usual faces uh, from Kenningwell, Craig, Junior uh, and all the guys um, as, as expected courteous and, and all that and the Rocker Seniors management uh, during uh, and after the game uh, fantastic guys I wish them all the very best um, yeah Rock, Rocker probably good for the 5-4 win as I say even at 4-2 with 10 men and uh and their midfielder in goal, Rocker, didn't really look out of it. Uh, they continued to press. They continued to be positive. Um, and yeah, they got Kenningwell on their back, on their heels um, all game and done the job. Well done, Rocker. Uh, a good game of football yesterday. Probably my favourite over the SFL game so far this year to referee. Quiet one. It was. I mean, <laughs> there was a red card and three yellow cards in the game. And the players were chirping all, all game. No one took the mick. It was all good. It was just nice to know that um, that I dealt. I felt I dealt with the game really well. Um, pats on the back and well done from 
uh, Rocky Senior Management and Kennywell Management. That's what it matters. <laughs> I wonder what score they give you. The players. <laughs> yeah, 61 yeah, and 62. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. It doesn't matter anyway. Essie <laughs> uh, Dons played Lambeth All-Stars in one of these uh, mega sort of buster <laughs> games since Lambeth All-Stars came across from the Met League and, and uh, having beaten Essie Dons in the London Cup. This game uh, usually has fireworks. Essie Don struggling for players yesterday with the bare 11, apparently. I saw that when I was scrolling through Twitter in my afternoon shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just fitting. Um, yeah, I didn't notice that, so kind of makes that result even better, to be honest. A fantastic result there. And under strength, no disrespect to um, to Mr. Strapsy, but um, he's not going to be in their um, squad if he, if their best players uh, are I around. I think he, he would accept that he's, in, I mean, he's, he's obviously a passionate guy for it and does everything for that club, but he's not the best player by any means. No, so but a 2-0 win for Essie Duns yesterday. Um, again, the like them, they just need to keep winning. The league is in their hands. If they keep winning, then, uh, then they'll get the job done. They face... Rocker is, I believe, next week, which for me is a massive game for Essie Dons. Rocker um, were fantastic yesterday. Uh, even, as I say, with 10 men, they kept going. So the, the tough games uh, will keep coming in the OBDSFL Senior Division. Well done to Essie Dons. Lambeth um, not being able to get that game over the line. More more room now between them and the top I don't know what's happened to them. Like, I saw hat and miss. Yeah. They are. They're inconsistent. Uh, maybe getting the players in is tough. Uh, obviously, all of the players play at, at gen- seem to uh, play at a good level on a Saturday. Mm. Perhaps getting them up and out on a Sunday morning after the business end on a Saturday um, is. It, we all know that's coming to a head now. Uh, maybe it's a struggle. But yeah, Lambeth uh, not hitting the heights we expected since they've been in the OBDSFL. Maybe next year for them uh, in the Prem Division. Uh, Beckenham Rovers and LSC Giants were, were, were brought together a battle of the basement boys in uh, the Prem Division Beckenham Rovers shipped 10 in two weeks against um, Saha uh, uh, Sports King All-Stars sorry um, this week it's 7 Jamie against LSC Giants we expected a tight one here but they were spared the tweet weren't they they were spared by a goal yeah oh, um, I feel sorry for the Beckenham Rovers boys but I've met them uh, on the podcast and I've met them in person in game yes, uh, last week they're a fantastic group they're, they're fucking sick to death of losing now clearly um, yeah I'm surprised at that result especially the, well maybe not the result but the, the kind of the, the amount of goals they shipped um, LSC have been very quiet this year um, nothing <clears throat> really special from them but to go and turn over Beckham 7-2 away from home is probably their result of the season I would I would expect yeah but yeah, Beckham Rovers, they'll just keep going and going and going, won't they? They'll, they'll have forgotten about that by next Sunday, I'm sure, um, and they'll crack on with it. Yeah, they're, they're a good group of guys. Well done to LSC Giants, as Jamie said. It's not been a, much, a most enjoyable season for you boys on or off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a big win like that uh, will be uh, much uh, reward for the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Whether you're win, winning or losing, the hard work um, is still happening. So... Um, well done to you. Uh, onward to next week for Beckenham Rovers. Uh, FC Elmstead took on Hacienda and won 2 1. Hacienda slipped now down to fifth in the table. Uh, Elmstead, I think, into fourth yep. in the table. Um, a big win for Elmstead. We say it time and time again. Um, they're a keystone team in, in that division where we sort of think a gatekeeper type team where we think if you get past them, 
um, you're going to win the league. And it seems that that's going to be the case because Elmstead, I think that's nine unbeaten, um, sitting fourth in the table, not looking like losing, doing well in the Cups. Um, they're just having a, a good time of it at the moment and exact, at exactly the right time. Yeah, just ticking along nicely. Nobody, yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have put them down for nine unbeaten until I read that as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just they're obviously strengthened because I've seen a couple of players saying like unbeaten since they joined and stuff. So, clearly some good recruitment has going on there. Yep. Um, and it's serving them well at the minute. So, what you want about Tony, Elibandi's got a good... A good little black book of players that he can call on, call on to to join the club, and he he, he runs a good club, and hopefully, he's going to get some just rewards for all this hard work. I call him a grassroots hero. I think he is for the amount of work he does. He's a um, does a lot for the league as well. Don't forget. So um, maybe uh, a good guy um, isn't going to finish last this season. He's certainly amongst it. He's going to have a big say in that title race as well. Hacienda form is falling off the face of a cliff. Um, mid-table finish for them would be probably disappointing given the start they've had top until mid-Feb uh, in the season um, but again let's, let's put some uh, let's be sensible they were promoted exactly they came up with, with Thames Mead and obviously look what happened to them so I mean you compare that their season to that I'm sure at the beginning I don't probably wouldn't have bit your hand off but yeah. I'm sure they'd have taken it Absolutely. Um, a big win yesterday for Groundhoppers against MSL in the Prem, taking Groundhoppers top. I know that the teams around them have got games in hand. Uh, Groundhoppers go top. Let's not forget about them. They're still they're still there. They're still a top side for that division. 2-1 against MSL um, is no mean feat. So well done to Warren and all the lads at Groundhoppers. Uh, result of the day in Prem division has to go to South London Panthers. Uh, on the verge of folding during the week, uh, a disappointing uh, loss last week where they gathered together um, some players last minute just to get a team out. They lost 2-0, I think it was, to Elmstead. Mm. Matt seemed absolutely devastated at, at, at the performance and at the result. This week, um, albeit against an understrength Saha, uh, didn't even have 11 men yesterday. Uh, Matt gets the win um, and pay, stays respectful to Saha. The, the social media exchange, Jamie, very promising to see in the right spirit. It was, it was no Will Smith and Chris Rock, was it? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but uh, South London Panthers getting the win 5-2. There's a big big asterisk next to that, but Matt won't care. He just wants the points. Yeah, it's been a few times this season we've read that they've, they've struggled for players and it's, it was sad to read yesterday that you know they were considering folding. They were very close to it, actually. Um, he drafted out the email and everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they got through and played the game and then got that result. Yep. Hopefully breathes a bit of new life into them. <clears throat> he's obviously got standards that you see that come through in their YouTube videos. So. But it's, it's Sunday football. Sometimes you just got to get your teeth and bear it and get through it. We've all been there. Um, Saha obviously struggling for players yesterday. There's other teams at Royal Southwark, etc. that were struggling for numbers. So uh, it's a common theme, but you just got to get and bear it and get through it and try and find people and get people back as soon as you can. As a gaffer, Jamie, so this is a question. <clears throat> Maybe we'll put it out as a, as a poll. As a gaffer, when you see your players in a group chat during COVID lockdowns moaning that they can't get out and they can't do this and they can't do that, and then you see teams that can't get 11 out for player availability. Um, it's a bit of a mad thing, isn't it? That we've got to the, we're reaching the end of the season. So many teams saying we can't get a team out, either giving the walkover to their opposition or they're just, they're just not available to play. After all the sort of moaning and groaning and, and whinging about we want our football back, 
How frustrating is it, the player availability situation at the moment? It is frustrating, um, but for me it comes in two parts. So you're talking about during lockdown and stuff, I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. It? So when, when we were itching our feet and all we were doing is just sitting at home, twiddling our thumbs, and obviously we're all dying to get and play football. Um, it's, just, <clears throat> it's the same as when you watch... You know, the World Cup in the summer, everyone wants to get out. When Mimbled is on, we all want to go and play tennis. When the album's on, we all want to go and play golf. Yeah. Um, it's an element of that. But also, I think it is frustrating when you, you see guys who kind of nail their colours to the mast and say, yeah, I'll be there for you this season, and they're not. Um, people <clears throat> obviously have life circumstances that get in the way, which is fully understandable. But you just ask for a bit of honesty in that case. But I think also as well, clubs need to, and I kind of say this in the tweet replying to Matt, like, just having a club for people to come and play football every Sunday is success in its own right. Yeah. And I said this to my guys at the weekend and, and last week as well, like, <clears throat> we ca- you can't always rely on results to drive your enjoyment to Sunday football. Um, for me, I asked my boys, like, who thinks we've had a successful season? And we've not, obviously, we're bottom of the league. But I put my hand up because... We've had a kit every week, we've had a pitch, we've had a referee, we've put at least 11 men out, we've fulfilled every game. Mm-hmm. Boys have been able to get out of the house, come, get away from your problems, um, exercise, socialise, you know, and, and that's the kind of, the crux of it all, so the people who were missing all that during lockdown, mm. they can start getting it through other avenues again, and football doesn't become as important, which is unfortunate. For the guys who do stick around, they suffer, because they're oh, here we go again, 90 minutes, we're bare 11, mm. the gaffers having to play again, mm. which my boys were saying. <laughs> um, but it's, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, it is frustrating, but I wouldn't say it's entirely surprising. What is surprising is the scale of it. Seeing teams, established teams, teams that have been winning trophies, like Tennismead are a great example. As they flew through the divisions, winning trophies left, right and centre, not been winning this season, gone. The enjoyment's gone. Yeah. And so you need to find the enjoyment through being part of that group rather than just results. Because if you if you chuck the towel and as soon as results go sour, then clubs are just going to hit the wall. And hopefully they don't. But I think it's inevitable in some cases. Mm, I agree with you wholeheartedly for once. Uh, in Division 1, <laughs> uh, Bexley United <coughs> win 3-0 against Lewisham Islamic Centre. Well done, Dean, and all the lads. Yeah, they're uh, flying. And do you know, I messaged, you know, to be fair, Dean did message me a couple of messages saying we should be in result of the week but I humbly declined um, but yeah they're flying and yeah, he's another one that's got some recruitment in just in time um, had a slow start and also um, shout out to Babs I've messaged him as well his recovery seems to be going pretty well nice he actually got down to watch them yesterday um, so good for him that the boys are doing the business with him <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah not needed Babs <laughs> uh, Lesser Albion lose seven nil to West Wickham. Uh, Lesser Albion, perhaps uh, the the heady heights that they set themselves early in the season, uh, certainly not been realised. They're tumbling down the table now. Apparently, they don't have uh, digital clocks. That was a problem, so they went forward. Okay. And they never changed them. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, West Wickham seven nil. Uh, that one made our game of the week. I, I think we need to assess. Lesser Albion's opposition and their wins now it's a struggle mm. um, for Lesser Albion towards the end of the season it's not just this week because of the clocks they've had some <laughs> negative results um, for a while now uh, Club Langley can continue their resurgence this season uh, and they win 3-0 against Royal Southwark the Royal Southwark season 
falling off a cliff. The team who tarted themselves. Dips, you tarted yourself as a senior team. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I do. Jesus. <laughs> the minute they get their tweets for a while. Um, Dips, what is going Liam, on? Liam will do it. Liam, find their tweets for yeah, a while. Liam, so find the Royal Subbuck tweet. He loves sticking the fucking uh, knife into him. What is going on? But let's, let's give credit where it's due to Club Langley. Uh, mm-hmm. A resurgent... There, then there's no sort of new faces there from from the from over the years. Uh, very much uh, resembles the team that most of you uh, will remember. Um, just having a, a real heyday, and I actually spoke to them at, before the Sydenham game, and they were saying, you know, we don't we didn't know where this we don't know where this has come from. We don't necessarily <laughs> want. want they, they said they said we don't necessarily want the promotion because we don't really want to play. In the, in the Prem division we're quite happy playing where we are but um, yeah they're having a real good year and and uh, perhaps capitalising on mistakes of others and just getting the job done having that old school bit of nous about them and just work, working hard in games for each other is doing the business for them well done to Club Langley even though Royal Southwark were openly struggling for numbers and stuff for me it's still an excellent result having played both of these teams this season in Cups um, we beat Langley 3-2 we are better loving yep. and we get absolutely weathered off Royal Southwark so I, yep. where, where that's come from I don't know but fair play to Club Langley well done boys uh, in Division 2 um, the division I labelled it the other day that nobody seems to want to win uh, Blase we, we Ball- do we just fucking can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blase Ballers 4 DC Football 3 DC's revival uh, stops at the top of the table Blase Ballers uh, again, no, did not discredited themselves by way of um, the result. They've they've it's been always, close. It's always a high scoring one goal defeat when they lose. It seems yeah. to be like they love a high scoring game. Um, but no, no, no disrespect. Uh, or no, what's the word I'm looking for? Shame in losing no. four three to Blase at all. Well done to Blase. <coughs> uh, the Silk Curse continues to have avoided you, boys. So it looks like you're clear now. That's been a couple of weeks. So well done. Chislers lose five three to New Beckham, much closer uh, than we might have expected that one. Uh, Chislerst faltering um, over the line yeah, but they've, they've kind of had a little upturn in form you did them in a cup game didn't you and they yeah. Hayden they're and a good team yeah and I think they're another team that got a few few players in um, yeah. that really helped them but New Beckham are a good side they are they've got goals in them uh, they know they're going to start the game uh, 2-0 up with Mr McGinty playing for them so um, you can always rely on that Chislerst um, just just got their head above water at the moment. Uh, Greenwich Mariners are fighting all the way though. Jamie, you won three two against promotion. Called Hopers. it. Called it on this very podcast. Didn't Did I? you get five points? No, no, I said we'll win. Easy win three two. <laughs> so I'll take five points for it though. Uh, Mariners three. <clears throat> uh, Phoenix Sports two two. Um, Jamie, tell us the tale of the tape, mate. I mean, you're going to go down fighting, that's for sure. If we go down, if we'll go, go down, down fighting, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I kind of touched on earlier, like we had a bit of a refocus during the week there. Um, but yeah, a game which we thoroughly deserve to win. No two ways about it. 3-2. Disappointed to lose the two goals. It was two poor ones to lose and we probably could have had a few more. But listen, we'll, we'll take any one we get. Um, started really bright and we started slow the, the previous couple of weeks so we got that good start bright start with uh, getting on the ball moving it a bit um, first goal came we pressed quite high um, managed to nick it and it just kind of dropped to Raf about 25 yards out and he's hit it no lovely spin on it and it's just flew right into the top corner which is an excellent start for us and then <clears throat> one little lapse of concentration they equalised uh, which was really disappointing because we had started really well um, 
but we got back in front again. Damali scored after I think we got a ball in the box and it was bobbling about, and he, he managed to stick it in the bottom corner. So um, went in two one at half time, um, thoroughly deserving it. <clears throat> but it was only half a job, and we were well aware of that. I'm aware of our record that half time has been relatively good this season, <laughs> um, and second half has been pretty shit. So <clears throat> it was. Um, wasn't much in it. Um, they were kind of accused us of time wasting. If we knew how to time waste, we wouldn't be fucking bottom of the league. Um, <laughs> the amount of times we've been ahead in game. So, um, yeah, it wasn't too much in it. I thought we had the better of the play. Um, I was really surprised at how much space they gave us in midfield and it allowed our boys to get on the ball and dictate it uh, and create some really good opportunities. Just couldn't finish. And then five, five minutes to go, long throw into the box it bounced about three times and the boys headed in at the back post ah. and if we, uh, this is what we thought here we fucking go um, so then their tails were up but credit to my boys they did not panic they didn't put their heads down they got took a kick off straight back on the ball passing that a bit again and um, we got a little bit of luck with the winner um, Rami's hit a shot for about 20 yards it was a good hit but it's deflected up and looked over the keeper and gone in a little bit of luck that we need um, when we beat Orpington it was a game we probably didn't deserve to win, but yesterday, 100%, we deserve to win that, uh, and I won't hear it, anything otherwise. <laughs> Come on, the Mariners! It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing. You're going to go, if you do go down, you're going to go down uh, fighting, and, and it's important that this is now the key, the key, that's where you set your marker for next next week, mm-hmm. or your next game. Uh, good luck, boys. Unlucky to Phoenix Sports. Um, oh, I mean, don't, they can play a lot better. There's no two ways about it. But you don't turn up on the day, you don't get the points. Uh, sadly, the LSU uh, United Lions game <coughs> against Westrom uh, was p- postponed due to Westrom uh, losing their manager and their goalkeeper uh, involved with the club, uh, Baz. Uh, and as a result, um, Westrom couldn't play the game. So they completely understandable. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the podcast, we send our uh, condolences to everyone involved uh, and Baz's family. Uh, personally, I know Lewis Longhurst, who plays for um, Westrum uh, from work and, and through football. Uh, so, Lewis, um, if you need a chat, just pick up the phone uh, and and uh, we can we can, <laughs> we can try and talk and help you through uh, the, the inevitable sadness that you're experiencing at the moment. To everyone at Westrum, uh, all the best for the rest of the season. Um, it's terrible times when we lose uh, young people um, early Jamie um, we've seen footballers all over um, non-league footballers all over um, social media this weekend uh, passing away too um, all we can do is reach out and, and say if you need a chat you know where we are yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking I mean the Western boys did an unbelievably good result in the cup during the week there yeah. and then at the weekend they get hit with that um, it's just awful that's a tragedy and really the highs and lows that they've experienced over that last week they must be all over the place so I would extend to any of the Western players I know we've, we don't really know them but a few boys ever need to talk to somebody do you know what I mean get in touch with us on Twitter the podcast numbers are in the app and stuff um, in the handbook so <clears throat> I mean you, it can be really traumatic um, so do if you f- find yourself feeling kind of down and confused about things just speak to somebody yeah. but um, yeah I mean I hope they get all the time they need before they need to play again as well yeah I mean if they didn't play again I, 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 it wouldn't be as a, it wouldn't be which shouldn't go against them anyway good luck boys uh, and um, hopefully Baz's family are being uh, looked after 
Uh, into Division 3, FC Deptford lose 5-2 to Woosh United. Woosh get themselves back into winning ways. Deptford not getting tonked uh, like they were earlier in the season, Jamie. Something's going on there. They've had a good win last week. Uh, and they uh, they're getting not they're not getting battered by teams like Woosh and, and like they were previously. There's a slight turn in there. They've stuck with it. They've kept playing exactly like we said about the players not turning up. It's the opposite with FC Deptford. They're starting to look like they're building something that could be quite interesting for next season. Yeah, we've we've seen teams like that in the past that maybe have gone in a level above what they should be, struggled, and then slowly get to grips with stuff. Um, they kind of understand the level they're playing at. And can be a bit more competitive, so I've no doubt that they could potentially keep improving next season as well. And a division lower, I would suspect. So, um, probably want to keep an eye on if they are slowly improving. Um, that's all you can really ask, I suppose. Just be the best at getting better. Absolutely. Uh, with Woosh winning, that has put a bit of pressure on the Hatch and Beck and the Manor boys to do the same, and they did. They delivered a two-one win a against. Bit of dodgy stuff here. You, Go on. John, getting you five points here. Oh, is that what he did? Uh, Thank you, John. John, (laughs) Thank you very much, John. Uh, Against an an improved Ellis Athletic, who themselves have got themselves in the promotion chat in Division 3. So a big win for Beckenham to see off a a rival and to match another rival's um, results. So well done to John and all the lads again. They've got so much football to play between now and the end of the season. Just wins is all uh, they need to do Hayden Youth Reserves win 5-3 against Belmont Athletic and Italia Wastils cannot back up that good win against Hatch and Beckenham Manor what has gone wrong this week no disrespect old Langlians uh, Wastils look like they've turned the corner after winning against Italia uh, against Hatch and Beckenham Manor perhaps some players turned up um, that haven't turned up this week in, think, in the loss yeah, against old Langlians the, um, the Manor squad was depleted wasn't they? and I, I would assume that Wastils I don't want to sound mean, but that was a cup final for them, I think. Yeah, after the video. and, and <coughs> yeah, all, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe a bump back down the air for Wastiels. But it's a good result for, for Hatcham Beckham and Manor, as you said, and Hayden, keeping themselves top. Yep. With, um, with Ellis, Hatcham Beckham and Manor, and Woosh um, pushing hard behind them. So a good little division, that, to see how it pans out. Really good. It's not gonna. We're not going to see the full picture of it, though, until Hatcham Beckham and Manor start getting all those games and Finish played. their games in August. Yeah. Uh, I've got a feeling it's going to be midweek Sunday, <coughs> midweek Sunday for them if they want to avoid double bankers. Uh, in Division 4, Inter Milne 5, Hawksbrook Wanderers 3. Good win for Inter Milne. Uh, a bit more like the form we saw from them towards the end of last season during after um, post-lockdown. Wilgar 3, Broccoli Reserves 0. And the big game, well, in my opinion, the big game in, in Division 4 yesterday. Crayford Arrows were top. Uh, Crayway was second. Uh, Crayford Arrows battering them 4-1 I, I don't wow. think, did anyone back Crayford Arrows last no, week I thought I did and I actually went for a 3-0 draw when I listened <laughs> back um, but well, yeah, wow after the the disappointment of the double banker um, where they only get one point from, from six the week yeah. before um, to come out and do that against your, your title rivals is quite a quite a turnaround and quite a statement so um, yeah I was very surprised at that result but what a fantastic one for, for Crayford Arrows absolutely quality result looks like the Hawksbrook Wanderers uh, Inter Milne game <clears throat> was a double banker Inter Milne winning the second one uh, and a draw in the first one so uh, four points for Inter Milne yesterday on the day one 
for Hawksbrook Wanderers. Well done, lads. They've, poor old Hawksbrook have scored six goals in two games and not only come away with one point. Uh, unlucky, lads. In Division 5, uh, Benhurst 2, Petswood Roadrunners 2, in tribute to the man himself, a Desmond. Uh, one that Benhurst this season should probably be winning that one for me, Yeah, Jamie. I think so too. But they had a really bad run, so I guess a draw is not terrible. Uh, FC Peak win 2-1 against Shortland Spitfires. Hayes and Pickhurst, uh, 2-0 win this week against uh, Bexley Athletic. Uh, not their traditional five. Uh, I think they've taken their foot off the gas. They're resting players for Division 4 next season. Do you think so? Yeah, already. Uh, Alperton Colts against Hayes Old Boys didn't get played. Uh, SE Lions nil, Phoenix Sports 5-2. Uh, a good win for Phoenix Sports 5 to keep the pressure on. At the top of the division. Kingsdale winning 5 0 as well. And Kingsdale winning 5 0. Are saving the best till last. Kingsdale 5, Kelsey Park 0. We say it every week, Jamie. Kingsdale on their day. It, it would have made results of the week if the Cave of Arrows wasn't such a big game. But uh, yeah, just being pipped to that one, unfortunately. Jamie, thank you for your help tonight. I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. Cheers. So now for our guests tonight uh, from the Quarter Municipal, a new team into uh, the Quarter Municipal Division 3 this season, Quarter United. Um, a real good sort of presentation of themselves from early days on social media. Uh, caught the eye with some nice kits and and uh, and all that type of stuff. Then on the field, uh, as to say, after a tough start from the boys, um, it's grown from there uh, with some impressive wins along the way, perhaps the league table Hasn't ended the way they would have wanted it, but some impressive wins against teams uh, higher up in Division 3 in Cups, especially the Addington United boys. Um, I'm joined by Ben, who's a player. Will is a co-founder, player manager, and Mo is a captain and co-founder. Boys, thank you for joining me on the podcast tonight. Um, It's been a bit of a journey for you boys so far this season. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having us, Andrew. Um, No problem. It's, it's definitely been a journey. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say that it's just been, it's been very humble beginnings. And I mean, Croydon United didn't even start with a real football club. It actually started on, on football management. And I think that's how I, I advertised it first to, to try and get on the podcast, is that yeah. we had quite the unique starting point, um, a very small group of players, and then it, and it grew from there. And I think that's probably the most endearing factor of the journey that we've been on. So tell us a bit about the the, the, the club. What, why did you start Quarter United? Uh, why the Quarter uh, Municipal League? And is it a mates team? Have you just sort of advertised and got any any player in, or is it a? How have you founded the club, and what what is its base? Um, well, it, to, to be frank, it started for fairly selfish reasons, and that's because I quite like um, I quite like football kits. I've got a football kit collection, and um, <laughs> I've, I've made a football club and football manager called Croydon United. I'm not very good at football manager, I'll be honest. I got I got us up to League Two and then we was floundering to like the likes of Scumthorpe and I lost my patience with it. But um i i I quite liked it and I thought, you know, okay, I've built up this virtual history of a virtual club. You know, I want to I want to get a physical kit to remember it by. And so I speak, mm-hmm. I speak to the guy which I got the custom kits for. And if it's not clear, um I got a custom kit and custom badge sponsored by Morley's. Any South Londoners know that that Morley's is sort of the prime chicken shop of Croydon <laughs> and sort of sums up the town. Um, and I wanted to get I wanted to get a real life kit, 
And the guy who made the virtual badging kits, he owned a real kit company called Victory Kits alongside Twitch streaming and everything else that he did. And he suggested, you know, I can't make you a single kit. You've got to get a minimum of 10, but why not try and start a Sunday league team? And now this, this, this was a bit of a joke. And I, I, to my mate, I remember sending him a message when I got this message from Victory Kits. I said, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we started a Sunday league club? And I thought nothing else of it. And I thought, ah, well, you know, that's a, that's a nice thing that's happened, but nothing will come of it. Mm. And then around a couple of weeks later, I believe it was either Mo or Malen that made a group yeah. chat called Croydon United question mark that mm. chat about 12 or 13, 17 year old, skinny, scrawny, no fitness in sight. But the sort of the, the will <laughs> the will was to play football after um a pretty a pretty tough lockdown period, the coronavirus. Mm. We wanted something positive to focus our energy towards, not just for ourselves, but for the community as a whole, because we yep. believe that mm. football is absolutely fantastic. We all love it. We all go there, not just because we love the game, but because it takes your mind off of things and it provides mm. something positive. And so really it, it grew from there. And um, I started emailing a lot of different accounts because to be honest, I was completely clueless and I loved the idea, but I was mm. like, right, if we're going to do it practically, I'm going to really need to do some research, really get it off the ground properly. And we started searching for leagues. We started researching about the sort of teams that you have in Croydon, about what would be best. Uh, sent lots of emails to the amateur FA. And um, after a couple of months, I was able to set it up on the FA whole game, which is the, the database, and have the club affiliated with Surrey FA. And at the same time, we started designing kits. And as a bit of a kit aficionado myself, I did get quite stuck in, I will admit. Um <laughs> It's a nice kit, with... by the way. You, oh, you, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. You've got a good eye. Any any yeah. reason any reason for the colours? Um, white and gold. Other than no, mate. Not not to be honest. Not really. I just liked like uh, the colour gold, and I don't think it's used enough in kits. Yeah. And I was it a would bit be a challenge match. to get it looking good. Um, I will admit that, that, that there was a bit of problems with the colours because. None of the players knew this, but I'm a little bit colourblind. <laughs> so when I when I first got the kit done. I was like, cool, this gold's looking great. And the referee and the squad, they all look at me and they say, this is olive green. So that, that wasn't a great start with the kids. But we, we eventually got there and we eventually got something that, that I and I think the whole playing squad was proud of. Um, and then from that, you know, eventually we started playing in the league and, and here we are. So from a, a virtual football club of, of my imagination to, a, I think now a squad of 24, isn't it? Moe might be more. Yeah, about 24, and, 26. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, third from bottom in the Croydon Municipal Division 3, four wins and a draw, I think, much later on in the season. So, yeah, um, I, I think, to be honest, that the journey's been great if you consider how little time it is and from nothing to what we've got. I'm, I'm pleased. So from your research from the very early days to how the season has panned out, and I don't mean results and all that stuff, but how is your perception... What was your perception before the season um, or your aspirations, should I say, for the season and, and to actually how it turned out? Um, so I'll just, I'll just preface that by saying quickly that I haven't been managing the full season period. Now, I've, I've managed the pre-season period, but unfortunately, just before the season starts, for personal reasons, I had to take a step back because I couldn't fully focus on the club. And mm-hmm. I've only just now returned to, um, to a coaching role and will be coaching next season. So I can at least talk about pre-season and what my expectations were of the squad and what, mm-hmm. what I liked compared to what I was seeing and hearing and eventually um, in this second half. Sorry to interrupt. I say there's quite a funny story. I just It won't be long. But basically, I think Cordy United's second game, 
of pre-season was against myself because at that time I was coaching FC Peak, the okay, third yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I remember turning game, up. Man. I remember that. <laughs> I remember turning up and I thought, these, these lot got to be about 15, 16 years old. Like, and I'm saying to my team, like, we're, we're playing well. And I'm like, listen, if you boys don't get out of there, if you boys go out there and get beat, then I don't even want to like talk after the game. That's it. And we kind of all... But fair enough, I mean... During the game, like it was, it was, and I had to referee, funny enough, for the first half. I remember um, that. You did a good job, Ben. I remember that. You got, you know, the, you know the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been doing it a long time, but yeah, well, I mean, um, it, it's just mad how sort of that game went, ended up, and now I'm sort of playing with Gordon week in, week out, you know, and a lot of people don't understand or don't get to realise how well, let's say, educated, but at the same time, how hard this team actually worked together, you know, and. It doesn't surprise me that mm. how they finish the season because of the positivity that runs through the squad. And it's not even just about the team on the pitch. It's like everyone involved, you know, if you're sub or whatever you do in the team, it just goes to show the spirit of the team. But it's unbelievable for Absolutely. a bunch of youngsters. It's really good. So The group the group dynamic is fantastic. I, it, I it is unbelievable for, for youngsters who sort of first season in grassroots men's league. And uh, you've got to take your hat off to them because, like I say, I've been playing football a long, long time. And... Uh, Playing with such a young team, I mean, I've got my oldest son's nearly sixteen, you know, and playing with such a young team, how mature they are, and uh, it's it's really good to see, you know, and it just goes to show out there, like youngsters. I know sometimes they get in trouble in the streets and that, but you know, I mean, it just goes to show if your mates put your heads together, you can make a football team out of it, you know, and you can enjoy your Sunday mornings, and it just goes to show if, if that's what you want to do in life, there's a good chance and it's proven, you know, so proof in the pudding. Fantastic. Is the aspirations then to go all the way through the divisions, guys, or is it just to enjoy the Sunday game in front of you each week and hopefully give that enjoyment and that um, release to as many people as possible? Um, I, I would say that while I, I definitely want to enjoy the Sunday league and I absolutely love love the match-to-match the, the -match aspect of it, I'm naturally a very competitive person. Game to game, I want to win every game we can win. I know you can't win every game in football, but that's my ambition whenever I'm managing. Yeah. And obviously, as the years go by, I'd absolutely love to get promotion. That, that for me, is my personal way next year, is to progress with this squad and get new players in. But I think if your ambitions aren't to progress and go up and win every game you can, I don't think you're going to go in the right direction. At least, at least in my opinion, I know that different teams do it for different reasons. But mm -hmm. for me, I feel like, Good fun for me is winning. <laughs> that's that's my that's my mindset. So as you reach the end, I think you've got one more game to play. Looking at the league table, it looks like you've got perhaps one more game left of the of your season. Chelsea. You, yeah. Yeah, that's yet that's yet to be lined up. So hopefully uh, that would be a win. Looked at looking at the league tables, Chelsea have only managed one win so far this season. If you look back over the course of the season, what, what aspects of it would you class um, as a success? I would say the final half, personally. First half of the season was a bit of a shambles. Players weren't turning up. Maturity was pretty pretty poor. But as mm -hmm. we progressed, I think we've all matured. We've all grown into the league. And we're all a great bunch of lads who've built loads of chemistry together. So I think the final half of the season have improved drastically. And I think our fixtures and results show that. What What was the biggest sort of learning curve from the start of through the first half of the season to the second half? What sort of clicked and what did you start to get right? Um, I'd say um, 
it's training properly. We weren't training was more of a kickabout than actual training. We made a few tactics, took training seriously, and getting beat most weeks, it just hit us in the head. We need to fix up. We can't get beat every week. We actually want to win. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, any rivals that you've um, that have stood out this season, or games that sort of, or teams that you think you know that you're going to maybe see them for a few t- a few times over the next couple of seasons, and you look forward to those battles. And it that doesn't have to be teams that you've had punch ups with, or teams that you've <laughs> you've kicked each other for ninety minutes, but real sort of battles that you really enjoy looking back at the uh, course of the season. Me personally, FC Twenty Five. I love playing FC Twenty Five. Um, it, it's just, I mean, they're, they're a good team, FC25, I'll be honest. They are, they are quite a good team. But at the same time, the match is always close. They are. Yeah. They are. I think I, the last I, game was a 2-2, two, two, wasn't it? I think it was a 2-1 draw. For real, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's always a close game, you know. And just, I mean, their players and between our players, we sort of all go at it. But at the same time, it's... I like that game against FC Twenty Five. I, I do. I, I enjoy playing them. Okay. Uh, so, go on, boys. I'd say Souls. I'd say personally, got some unfinished business with Hulk, one of their players. <laughs> he saw her out on the pitch. Yeah, there was a bit. There was a bit of controversy with Souls, wasn't there, about a, a fixture? Um, I'm, I, I won't go into too many details, but I think it's something to do with the result being changed, but. We can set with next season, can't we, on the pitch and yeah, hopefully a, a fair and good game of football. That's what that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. You could sure. put it all do all your do all your talking and your battles on the pitch. Exactly. The pitch. That's it. Exactly. Uh so when you uh over the course of the season, obviously there's a we ask the teams to predict who they think we're gonna win things, but over the course of the season, looking at um the table, obviously, uh sorry, Park Rangers, who were on the, the podcast not so long ago, won the take, won the league unbeaten. Um, looking through those sort of teams there uh, in at the top of Div Three, who who do you think were the best team? Uh, me, if I was to say someone, I don't know, it might surprise you, but me personally, I would say Santola. Okay, the, the, they was like a Portugal under twenty one team at times. Like the way I know they probably lost a few because whether players not turning up, but on their day, the way they pass the ball, they communicate. They they for a Sunday league team playing in the third division. They play some unbelievable football. Only losing three, only losing three games this season over the course of eighteen games. That's an unbelievable record for a team, and they'll be gutted uh, to finish fourth. Obviously, Addington, South London Royals Reserves, and Santola all lost three, only three games this season. Uh, yeah. So for them to all have such such good seasons uh, and and finish second, third, and fourth respectively, they'll be absolutely gutted. Just goes to show how good Surrey Park Rangers were, but. Uh, yeah, great team. Great Will team. and Mo, who are your who are your uh, favourite teams that you played against this season? Or who are the sorry, not your favourite team? Who are the best teams in your eyes? I'd say definitely sorry, Park Rangers. They were just the chemistry they have between each other. They just fully understand each other. We go into the game hoping for the best. What? We have lost about five times to them, including pre-season <laughs> games. But we won't give up. Hopefully, we'll play them again in pre-season and hopefully it'll be a change in the result. Yeah, they've definitely got our number this year. 
but I, next year I'm hopeful that we can um, that we can try and beat them. I, I have to agree with Mo. I mean, pretty much yeah. every game we've played against Surrey Park, we've been fairly comprehensively beaten, and that's that's no discredit to us. It's just enormous credit to them because I think they're a great outfit. The football that they play is fantastic. They've got a great team dynamic, the communication. I think they completely deserve to win the league this year. Absolutely. Do you look at a team like um, Addington uh, United? Look at the season they had last season, where they were essentially um, the whipping boys. They were uh, they had a shocking season. Um, they they finished bottom. They they didn't finish the season. Uh, is someone like Addington someone that you look at and think we we can emulate? We can emulate them and look to uh, push ourselves into the title races next next year. Absolutely. I think it's proof that if you can get everything in the right direction, if you can look at basic issues and you can work hard, I think um, the, the sky is the limit, really. And I, I believe with any team in, in, in Sunday League, but it's, I think it's the intangibles. As Mo said, it, is, it's, it shifts in mindset, it shifts in training method. It's the little differences, like not showing up late when you're warming up before a game. It's focusing mm-hmm. when you're talking about the different teams and opposition instructions, it's about fitness and I think all of these things can be worked on pre-season, can be worked on for next season. And then also I feel like, for me, I'll, I'll just say that I, I work with a different club regarding scouting and talent recruitment for their academy. And more and more I've, I've come to the realisation, both in that coaching mindset, but also a scouting recruitment mindset, that it really is about the players that you get on the pitch. And um, it's, a very, it's very much a learning process to learn where all the best players play and, and what they're best for. For example, Mo can attest that we have one of our players called Max, Max Tyler. He started at centre-back. I think he played at full-back as well. We weren't quite getting the best out of him or the back four. We moved into a number six, sort of Roy Keane-esque, slide tackling all over the pitch, hard worker. And I think that was that was one of the differences that, that won us a lot of games and got us up the table. So I, for me, it's just the, the, little, the little differences and the little changes you can make, getting new personnel on the pitch and working hard, all going in the right direction. I, I truly believe... Um, the sky's the limit with this squad. I mean, the first time I, I ran a training session for these boys, the first time that I met them, even through the pre-season games where we were losing, I could see improvements. And I told them before the start of the season and before I had to go that I had complete faith that they'd do well and that they'd do themselves proud and that they'd work hard on the shirt. And I think they've done exactly that. Fantastic. Sounds like you've got a, uh, a long pre-season ahead then, boys. It sounds like uh, Will's going to get you back in Pretty oh, early in the summer. Oh, I will. There's no doubt of that one, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. Ben's uh, going to be acting up a lot. I'm going to say sorry in advance, Ben. Yeah, I'll try and work you out a little bit, a little bit less hard. Don't worry. I'm one of the fittest in the team, mate. I'm nearly double most your age. Oh, well, I'll test you then, Ben. Don't worry. Mo I'll will test agree you. there, won't you, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you do the beep test, Ben. We'll see how you do the beep test. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like the beep test and hill runs coming for Ben. <laughs> Ready and waiting. <laughs> so boys uh, who's been the best uh, maybe you've answered the question already but who's been the best opposition that you faced uh, through, the, through the whole season I know you've played some uh, cup games against higher placed opposition but who sort of stands out as the, the one team you think yeah they, they were the best team I still go Santola I still say by Santola I was just scanning through your uh, fixtures this season and uh, you played Elbow in a cup quite recently and got uh, 
and got uh, handled quite comfortably by the boys. Uh, I mean, we've not seen, I've not seen them in the uh, flesh. What, what was the, what's the feedback on Albo? The weather was mad. The winds was going about 50 miles per hour. The ball was sticking in the air for hovering in the air for ages. It was, it was a mad day. But I'm not, they do I'm not play brilliant football, though. They did. They, they was a very good team. I'm not knocking the way they played, but I do believe mm. the weather played a little bit of part in it, if I'm honest. Okay. I don't think, had the weather been as bad as it was, the result would have been that high. And that's, I personally believe that, and that's not me just, just making up excuses, but I generally believe had the weather been a bit more, let's say, calmer, sunnier, then I don't reckon the result would have been as and it was. And if Alex showed up... <laughs> Yeah, where was he? Is it... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I personally don't think the score would have been that bad, if I'm honest. I know, I know they're doing well in Division 2 and it looks like they're getting promoted. But um, I mean, at one point, I think during the first half, I think they must have gone, was it 3-0 three, three up and we pulled it back to 3 all. Um, I think and so, then... or 2-2. Two, two. It was, it was the first half where it was 3-3. Three, three, yeah. And um, we, was, we was playing downhill. And then we started playing uphill with the wind. And I think and after the, the second or third goal, the heads dropped and the focus dropped. And I think, to be honest with me, that, that's the name for me when I'm coaching the boys. Also, I haven't had the opportunity to coach them through the majority of our season this year. But will be to try and stop those little lapses in, in concentration, but also self-belief. And to consistently, even games which are very difficult. And I understand that these, these games happen in Sunday League, but you never want to an uncompetitive game for me. Like, as well as winning, it's always to have a competitive fixture mm. which is enjoyable for both sides. What has been your favourite game? Looking back, you've obviously had got a whole season's worth of results to look back on. Uh, what's been your favourite uh, game over the God, course of the year? United Cup, 100%. Yeah, the 6-4 winner. I was going to suggest that, but I didn't want to put words in your mouth. That, uh, that but that's some result. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was back and forth with goals. Oh. Physically really, and yeah. mentally draining. Physically yeah. and mentally draining for 90 minutes. <laughs> I'll, just, oh. I'll just give a quick shout out to, to us, to one of our strikers, Milen Boykov, who went absolutely berserk in that game, scoring four goals. He has really oh, yeah. like, gone on leaps and bounds as a player. I think he I went on what? a big dry spell at the start of the season, but he, I think he scored something silly like... 12, 12 goals in 19 games he scored, uh, on according to uh, Football Me Too, for a team... And I, yeah. Who's who who are sitting third from bottom in the table? No disrespect. That's an unbelievable. Um, that's an unbelievable return for a striker. Some 100%. some great goals as well. Some great goals. You wouldn't have wanted to referee <laughs> that game, Andrew. Honestly, that ref. I haven't seen him since. <laughs> I haven't seen him since that game. It was chaos. He done really well, didn't he, Mo? But at the end, it was mad. It was just oh. mad. I'm just gonna. Well, like, I'm just scanning through your results. Sorry, boys. I'm just looking well, through. You had a four-one win against uh, Gold Coaching Reserves. Uh, that looks like a good result. You had a five-two win against Fortin Eve Rangers, and I think by that stage of the season, Fortin Eve Rangers were still um, around the top, top spots in the division. Uh, do you remember the five-two against Fortin Eve? Tell us a bit about that one. No one. Uh, no one remembers. It was the 28th yeah, of November, there. so it was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I remember it. Yeah, I, I remember I remember the game. Um, again, Fortin Eve Rangers at that time, it was the second game against them. I think previously they'd beat, they'd won 6-1 in the first meeting. So this was obviously a bit of a revenge match, if you like. Um, yeah. Obviously, you go into every game positive. You know, you want to get revenge, you want to win. And it's all about 
who starts off on the right on the front foot, you see, and we sort of and we did. We got two, I think we got two early goals. I think they pulled one back. Um obviously got through to half time in front. Second half, again, we got a couple more goals and then and then from then on we just sort of put them on the back foot from the game. So it was quite a comfortable win, if I'm honest, uh, during that game. So it was nice to get a revenge win, if you like. But at the same time, it's nice to get three points against, obviously, a new team and, again, a, like a rival, you see. So, Fort Winnie of Croydon, it's a stone far away. So, yeah, I, I remember all our wins. I know there ain't many of them, but um, I, I remember them, you know. And, and that was a good win. It, it felt good winning that because they was on a bit of a roll, to be fair, at the start of the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. That's some good players. So, to win that game um, was was a good, a good win for Croydon. Any other, any other standouts, boys? Um, I, I wasn't there either, but I will say that I think it does speak to the potential of this squad. And I truly believe that, like, if you look at the first half of the season, it, it, is, it is terrible, I happily admit. Um, but I think the turnaround, as we said before, was fantastic. And the ability, if you've got the ability to beat great teams like Fort Meath Rangers 5-2, we had the game against Gold Coach and we won 5-1. We've got exciting, we've got young players who play attacking football and can score goals. We're getting more experienced heads in. And as we continue to work hard, I like to hope that we can continue to create results. Like, for example, the 6-4 win against Adenham, which just proves that all the hard work we've put in has come out into performances, which now reflect what I and the club would like to see a lot more of next season, hopefully from the beginning. I think that's a good point. I think you look at the first 10 games of the season, nine games of the season, even losses. But then since then, since that win against uh, goal coaching reserves, You've not really lost more than you've lost two in a row, but it was a win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss, draw, lost, loss. So this last part of the season now is the is the last time you've put two losses together. That hasn't yeah. really happened. It's, it's very it's very much mid table form, and if you like yeah. to think you can keep that form up for a season, that by itself is probably a maybe a fifth or a fourth place finish if you're lucky. Yeah, and then obviously looking to build off of that, I think that. Absolutely, we'll put everything behind it to go as high as we can and win every game that we can. Is that is that with the group that you have now? Do you think there's the potential with the group you have now or will, will there be uh, changes um, over the summer? Well, I, I always believe that I've got a lot of faith in the current playing squad that we've got and I'm enormously grateful for the players that we've got in this first season. But I'm sure they also appreciate that we want to get new players in as well. We want to give new people opportunities. And of course, we understand that players always leave and, and come and go in Sunday League and it's just part of the the natural order of things. And we can't wait to welcome more great players like we've got Ben in and Alex this season, more players of their of their experience. And maybe we'll get newer players who are younger as well and to gel into new players and new groups. And I think that that's the exciting part of running a football club like this. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of outs, but overall we look to maintain a strong group dynamic regardless. So talking about the group dynamic, that leads us perfectly into the teammates section where <laughs> you, you get your opportunity to... To call out the, the dodgy behaviour that you've probably seen in changing rooms or in group chats over the course of the 21-22 season so far. Um, don't be afraid to give players uh, their full billing. So first name and surname, please, gents. And um, all the questions are your is what your your perception of that, what the answer should be, not, not, not mine. So let's head on to who's got the worst banter at Croydon United. Definitely Millen. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have to agree with that one. What's, what's, his, what's his style? It's dry, dry. Who's this, man? I just can't put it towards Millen. 
He's gonna go mad when he is. <laughs> he just he just makes a joke out of everything. He's sticking with Milan, yeah. Yeah. He's your top yeah. boy as well. Your top goal scorer, is he? Yeah. yeah, he makes up for it on the pitch, but off the pitch, he's a disaster, to be honest. Uh, fair uh, enough. He's going uh, to love that one. <laughs> who's the worst dressed? Um, Definitely not me. Not me. I'd say Ismail. Ismail. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the tracksuits, isn't it? What, what, I, can't, I can't remember. What, 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 what was his general fit? Unmatching tracksuits. <laughs> And then what about them skin tight ones you had on? I don't even oh, know how you got yeah. them on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Who was the guy? Yeah. Sorry, what name did you say, boys? Uh, Ishmael. Hajimama. Ishmael. But just Ishmael. Okay. Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? There's so many of them. It's a tough question. Um, who, who would I say the biggest moaner is? Uh, no one really talks, so that's hard to say. Yeah, no one. Um, that's the one of our downfalls when I'm a looking. Yeah, no, no one really talks apart from well. It's very quiet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm screaming my lungs out on the touchline. And it's crickets on the pitch, and I said it at the start of the season. I say it now. None of them fancy it. None of them are up for a chat. I usually am when I play. So Mo, yes, yes, he's a bit of a moaner, isn't he, Mo? Is oh, yes, yes, and the yes. gaffer. Yes, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, Paddy, Paddy's a proper moaner, isn't he? I, oh, I've, yeah, had a, yeah. I've had arguments with him on the pitch. I got pissed off at, at Paddy, like, I think it was last weekend, <laughs> and I criticised his play, and he, he just he just yells back, piss off, I'd rather you weren't here. He couldn't handle the pressure. I'll tell you what, he could not handle the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I'll leave a... that one then. I would say yes, but if you want to go up Paddy, I'm happy with that. But I weren't there. So if you've got two moaners, that's absolutely fine. You two can moaners, you can have two. Okay. Both, 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 he does moan, doesn't he? He does. He, he does like much. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got the worst taste in music? Mm. I've heard some strange things of players putting Westlife on in changing rooms. Uh, players putting ABBA on and Spice Girls and things like that. Have you got any any of that in the Croydon United changing room? Um, I'm when it comes to music. I'm all right. I think it's Elias Diani. He plays too much One Direction. Oh no, <laughs> Not one Harry direction. Styles. Oh wow, you could really go to war. You can really go to war after listening to One Direction and Harry Styles, can't you? Listen, pop, yeah. does not, pop does not belong in the changing room. I'll say that right now. That's another change I'll be making next year. Absolutely none of that. The group chat's going to be funny when this originally goes live and everyone is group chat's going to, there's going to be some banter on the group chat. I can, I can just see it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the longest in the shower? No one has a shower. <laughs> to be honest, like on the Croydon pitches, uh, the, the, I'd like to talk about the Croydon Council specifically, not the FA. The council are shambles. They're meant yep. to be centres and they're meant to be places where you can change. But we literally had to change our clothes in the, in the grass or under a tree because <laughs> yep. there's absolutely no facilities at all. Or change at home and turn up in your kit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'll call yeah. out the Croydon Council and ask them to, you know, put their heads together and, I don't know, add a little bit of funding to grassroots football. That would be decent. Mind you, yeah, I wouldn't maybe. want to have a shower in them changing rooms, to be honest. Even if oh, no, I wouldn't either. Them. I wouldn't either. But I'm I'd like... way, you would not want to have a shower in them Who knows? Maybe, maybe next season will be able to answer the question if they actually put money in, but I doubt it. So there's there's no answer to that one, I'm afraid. So, to be fair, though, the pitches on Pearly Way, like, they're quite right. decent. Besides they're the slope, decent. besides the slope of playing uphill, the, the pitches are all right. 
I'll go after the painting. They do do a good job. They do cut it. So I would they give do. them that. They do cut yeah. the grass well and paint it well. And the pictures ain't, ain't too bad. Yeah, it ain't too bad. It's all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I agree with you on councils anyway, guys. But I think we'll get on to maybe a similar a similar chat about that on the improvements of where we can improve in grassroots. But we'll get there shortly. Now for some positivity about your teammates. Who's the player's player at Croydon United? And I guess you're doing all your, your presentation votes and all that stuff at the moment, but maybe I don't mean the player's player for that, but who who leads by example on and off of the pitch at Croydon I'd United? say Benny. Since he's come in, he's not just added experience, but maturity, changed the dynamics and Leadership. made us improve overall. Mm. Someone of his standard. He's, he's really made a difference to our side. As I believe, as soon as he joined, our results started to, start to improve. So, Absolutely. big shout out to Benny. Thank you, boys. I appreciate that. And it's, it's good to know that, um, obviously, I have helped you, you know, because it's, for me, it's not just about turning up on Sunday, you know, it's where you're such a young team. It, it's, it's about sort of guiding you in the right direction. And it's just like men's football, you know. And if I can do anything just to help the team, whether it's like with experience, like positioning or and you don't even have to shout at people, you know, to like get the best out of them. It's just about confidence. Always, even if you lose, patting on the back, encouraging people, you know, and and bigging people up when they do good things, you know. That's that's what it's all about. And if I can help you in any way, then that's that's a good season for me, you know. So no, I appreciate it. it means a lot. Oh, is that is that a unanimous? Ben is the player's player. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Unequivocally, yeah. the the choice. Yeah. Probably well. not, but. Yeah, just that that alone, them comments is enough, you know. So no, I'll take that all day nice long. Nice one. Nice one, Ben. Uh who's yeah, your unsung yeah. hero? Right. I've I've got two for this one. Um I think Ben and, and Mo will agree with me. It, Elias Dariani and Shiggy. Two players that mm. are consistently there at training, consistently there at games, give 110%, great boys, great attitudes, great players. And while they don't get the spotlights that Melen Boykov might get for his rubbish banter in the goal scoring. They, it's just they work hard <laughs> their, their hard work sorry which I think upholds mm. the structure of what we try and do I'm sure they'll agree with me you have you can't, can't be su- you can't be successful without players that do the graft uh, do the dirty work for you absolutely that, that gives like the, um, he's like the Gary Neville of our team you know what I mean if you look back at the sort of the Manchester United you've got the stars you've got the Cristiano Ronaldo's you've got the Wayne Rooney's but it, it's the Gary Neville's that help the <laughs> <laughs> that help the the wheels turn fair comment Nice one, guys. Uh, so, uh, some general grassroots-related uh, questions. What do you think since you since you start? You had this 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 idea of starting your own stuff. Well, you had your idea of making a kit from a football manager team, and then you actually made it real and you looked into uh, you looked into starting a Sunday league team, and you went and did it. What did what have you seen on that journey uh, that your league, perhaps, or that or that is being done generally uh, to help develop and support uh, grassroots football? Um, to be honest, it's hardworking individuals behind the scene. I think that people know that it's obviously volunteers that uphold leads, but I mean, specifically the Portland Municipality. There are so many that I, I probably couldn't name, but I'll just highlight um, Michelle Fitzgerald, yeah. who I believe is, is the head of the league. But it's just such a lovely woman, and like the communication skills are fantastic. She's always available for a chat. Yep. All the conflicts are, are, are resolved in a, in a no-hassle, fully honest way. And it, the, the running of the league has been superb for years. And I think a lot of that has been down to her guideship. And I'm complete, and it's a shame that we're going to be losing it next year because she's done a fantastic yeah. job. And that, and that goes for everyone behind the court of the municipality. So I think it's very easy to give these people stick. 
But I think it's very, you've got to remember that it's not their jobs. You know, they've got full-time jobs, they've got mm -hmm. families, they've got mm -hmm. lives, but they're willing to sacrifice a lot of their time and effort and energy um, to, to get this league running the way they do. And I think, to be honest, there's much worse leagues than the Croydon Municipality, a team which can't fulfil fixtures or can't communicate properly. So I'd, I'd say it's communication in general. Running. Fantastic. As I, I can only echo uh, what you said. Obviously, we we speak with I speak with Roger uh, on the show every week, but we're texting each other most weeks about football and what's going on here, there, and everywhere. Russell as well. Uh, they take a keen interest in looking at other leagues and seeing where they can add uh, value and stuff into the quarter municipal and uh, being a referee on the league uh, this season. Again, it's my first sort of look into the league as a as a participant. And uh, I think it's a it's a great league, and yeah, um, I look forward to next season with the Quota Municipal already. Um, where do we need to improve, though, boys? What um, you mentioned pitches and facilities. This is a subject that lots of teams bring up in this section. But is there what what is the main? Where are the main improvements you'd like to see in grassroots football? Um, what what I'd like, and this 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 isn't a critique of um of the conduct of teams at all. But I'd like to see more, more referees getting involved. And I think that I myself am guilty of being very critical of referees, but I as a principal like to discuss in like a normal manner decisions without trying to be overbearing or abusive. Because I think it's an unbelievably difficult thing to do is to referee. And I'd mm. like to see better treatment of referees generally because there's a lot of refs leaving the sport. I, I think Ben and Mo can attest there've been lots of ref shortages this season. And that they're an absolutely crucial part of the game because without them, we can't play it. And so, to be honest, I'd just like to see refs treated well to get more refs involved in the game to help the run of the league and the run of the game as well. I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, to be fair. That's quite a good um, thing you said there, Will, to be honest. That's, that's, that is quite good because I do, at the end of the day, being a ref, whatever decision you make is going to be wrong. Absolutely. Because if you make a decision for one team, you're going to get sick of the other team and vice versa. And mm -hmm. it, it's hard. It is a hard job to do. And without refs, there's, there's, there's no pretty game. much no game, is there's it? You no know? Let's face so, it. How crap How crap is a game of football for both teams? Even if, say, Ben, when you had to referee a game for your team and it, it's so crap. As a gaffer, you don't want to be managing because you want, you don't want to be refereeing because you're not really able to ref your, you manage your team. You can't yeah. do it, so you're you're refereeing a game. Uh, there's no there's no real bad refs out there. They all, some refs make mistakes and and they make mistakes consistently, but that doesn't mean they're bad referees. Um, how crap is a game of football when it's just one of the team's managers in the middle not, trying to do the game? It's so bad. You don't enjoy it at all. You you, you don't enjoy it at all, and you, and you sit there and, and then after you wonders like you kind of understand sometimes the ref might not they're just. For whatever reason, you understand sometimes why refs don't turn up. Because they 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 probably already know before they've even gotten a pitch that some somewhere in that game they're gonna receive abuse. Yeah. And when you look out the window and it's raining and it's windy and you're indoors and you think, Do you know what? Am I really feeling it today? Okay, I'm gonna get 40 quid, 35 quid, whatever. But really and truly, I can't bother to go out there and get abused for 90 minutes. Mm. You might not. Absolutely. I think that's that's the that's the attitude a lot of referees have taken uh, yeah. from COVID, from everyone everyone having their Sundays back or having their Saturday afternoons back. A lot of re grassroots referees decided not to come back in my home in my home county of the Kent FA. They lost twenty five percent of their referees uh, in terms of numbers, which is massive. Um, 
but I think they've recruited new referees, uh, not 25% worth, but they've recruited, recruited a lot of referees. Now they can do courses face-to-face post-COVID. They're able to train people up again. So in my county, the numbers are uh, recovering. Uh, but I think you're right that refs maybe got their time back and they didn't get that abuse in, it on the pitch and they decided, what's the point going back? I don't need the 40 quid necessarily. I don't need to go and do it. And But I just, I think you, that was such a good point, uh, Will, and thank you for that because it's a thankless task. I'm a ref. Luckily, I, I don't I don't get too much abuse and I don't get any in that in that in that fact um so I'm lucky but I think the podcast maybe gets me a little bit of leeway with teams um but I've you know you hear you hear horror stories of refs being punched and beaten up and chased out of grounds and all that stuff yeah it's not what the game's about to be honest I mean I'll I'll tell you from when I did my coaching courses one of the first things I learned about it wasn't football tactics it wasn't how to score good goals it was about respect it was about the basic principles having the game enjoyable for everyone. And I think if you fail to do that, you, you fail completely as, as an organisation. And I think that's what Court United stands for, first and foremost, accepting the players, staff, and anyone who wants to get involved with the game. I actually, um, I actually see a video of you, Andrew, you put up a club, I think it might have been last month or now, where you was refereeing a game. And you before the match, you called the boys to the centre, you spoke both the captains, you told them basically how the match was going to be played under your rules. And they respected that fact. You know, obviously I don't know how the match went, but I'm guessing from what you said at the start of the game and you was very lenient and strict on how it was going to be, which is a good thing to see, you know, because a lot of refs don't really do that. They don't really call the captains to the centre and say what they expect from the player. And um, it was good to see. It was good that you posted that video because it just goes to show that some, you know what I mean, when, when you're a ref, you know, you have your certain rules and people need to respect that. Yeah. Yeah, that was my mate, uh, the amateur footballer, Tabriz from the amateur footballer's video. It, it went a little bit viral on uh, TikTok and on Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's my standard speech. So it's weird when you get praised for something like that because that's no, my standard pretty much speech. Because mm. refs don't, uh, me personally, every game I've played, I've not had the ref do that. Okay. Well, then hopefully. Oh, I, I, yeah. Go, sorry. But go I'm on, not going to just saying everyone's different, aren't they? But from what the way you've done it was really professional you know and thank you that might help you know the fact if sort of the ref sort of says how he wants the game to flow and what he expects from each players and the team you know so no thank you Ben hopefully other referees see that and they can maybe nick it and or adapt it and say the same thing or slightly slightly different to the players and hopefully it helps more referees out if, if that's the outcome of that video uh, it's a bit embarrassing but uh, for me but if if people liked it then I'm more than happy. Uh, Nothing to be embarrassed it. about at all, there, mate. Nothing to be embarrassed about at all. I've seen uh, a lot of uh, videos on TikTok, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's some embarrassing videos out there. Uh, open forum, then, boys. Uh, this is your the final part of the interview uh, for you guys to say all your thank yous. Maybe people that helped you uh, get the club off the ground. I think the Morleys uh, Morleys don't get. They've had their shout out already, thanks to this um, the shirt sponsor that you put on there, uh, Will. But uh, who who have been the true sort of standouts uh, so far this year and, and and really have springboarded you into having, uh, I think it's been a successful season, starting a season and ending a season in your first year is good when we've seen so many players, so many teams fold. Uh, who are the standout people? Um, I'd like to congratulate Will. He just, it was his original idea. He brought it all forward and then me and Melen. We broadcasted it to the boys on PS4. 
And without Will's initial idea, we wouldn't be where we are today. So big thanks to Will yep. and his dad, who then gave us a, uh, some sponsorship money. We got his company on our kit. So big f- thanks to Will and his dad. Yeah, you need to, you need these sponsors with the lifeblood of some teams. Some teams aren't lucky to get a sponsor, and it's all self-funded. But if you can get if you can get a few quid from someone who doesn't expect anything back. Um, it's so lucky because um, it puts you in such a good stead from the off. Absolutely. Um, I'll do a shout out to uh, obviously the Croydon League for making us making the games week in, week out. Big thank you to the boys I play with now, each and every one of them. Great bunch of lads. Um, I couldn't have asked to play for a better team, to be honest with you. So uh, I can't wait till next season. And yeah, big shout out. And obviously to yourself, Andrew, for having us on, you know, and keep up the good work you do on your podcast, mate, because it's... Uh, it's nice to see that how you've got sort of grassroots up and you're always helping people, whether they want friendlies or people looking for players and this and that. So you're always going out your way to help teams who are sort of struggling in certain things. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much for me, mate. Just just keep doing your good thing, mate. Thanks, mate. Don't, don't need to thank me. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to quickly mirror Ben's message. Thank you so much for having us, Andrew. Um, I think that the work that you do is invaluable. The quality of the work is fantastic and you, you stand for me is what is the best part of, of grassroots football which is enjoying football for all healthy competition and getting good football out of it and if I had to, to say to give a shout out to anyone it's got to be the playing squad um, it was an absolute delight bringing them all together they were a fantastic group of lads as Ben said that the group energy is absolutely fantastic and on, on a bit of a personal note um Having to step away from the club was obviously a very difficult thing for me. And I, I was away for a long time, which Mo can attest to. But the way from which I've been welcomed back at the club and been treated as if I've never left, unbelievably grateful because, you know, I think when, when things are difficult in your life and you've got to take steps back and you can't quite, you know, to build something up over so many months and have so mm. much vested interest and time and effort and then not really be able to enjoy the fruits of that labour to then be able to come back and be reintegrated into the group in such a positive and lovely way, it's been an, an absolute delight. So I just got to thank the players for their work. And then just just, just a quick message, I just want to say that um, we're always going to be looking for new players and that for the 22-23 season, um, we're happy to get absolutely anyone in on trials for training. Um, you can email the club at croydonunitedfc at gmail.com. From there, you can either get access to me or Mo. I'll be running training sessions. You can come along if you're around the Croydon area, have a message or even come along and support the games because we're always happy to have support. We, we're happy to put on football, whether or not it's any good as a showcase, something to spend your Sunday morning watching. And um, yeah, I think I think that's about it, really. We've got social, what are your media, social Yeah, What are your social media addresses, boys? Get those out so, there. We've got the Twitter. Croydon got, United and everything. At Croydon United on Twitter, <laughs> at Croydon United on Instagram. Not sure if we've got a TikTok. I don't usually get involved with stuff like that, but it might yeah, be. Unfortunately, we do have a TikTok. <laughs> um, but we're absolutely everywhere. And give us a follow and follow the journey because I think the only way's up with Gordon United. And um, it'll be a, it'll be as an interesting a journey as it's already been. We can definitely promise that. Also, one more on, last mate. message yeah, on, for mate. Paddy. Thank you. I'd like to thank him for stepping in, absolutely. taking over the management last role minute. over the yeah. season. And yeah. And also thanks to Big John for giving us a bush for every game. And <laughs> Big John. Bush. Big John. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, been no, good to, it's, it's been good to watch you uh, progress this season, as I say. Uh, a tough start, but since then it's been pretty steady. Um, and hopefully 
uh, a good platform for you to go and have a title push next season if that's your aim. Uh, you seem like a real good bunch of guys, I've got to say. It's been really enjoyable to speak to you tonight. Hopefully, um, we can go, we, you can get on, you can progress next season. We can get you on at the end of next season, perhaps, and talk about uh, some silverware that you've brought into the club. Hopefully. I hope we don't go backwards, to be honest, Andrew. That's my first thing. Let's not go backwards Let's take it, I'd, I'd say, yeah, let's take it a game at a time. Let's try and win the games of football and then we'll talk about silverware at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boys. 50 pence pieces or 10 pieces, yeah, that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I wish you all the very best and I'll Thank speak you. to you at some stage next season. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So, back with Roger. After a fairly short uh, results section, it has to be said, just eight games played yesterday, in, and one of those was a walkover, so not much to talk about, so we'll try... We'll try and find something to talk about on this next section. We'll go through our four games um, of the week. They're all mm-hmm. cup games by the look of it, yep. which is good. So we've got one semi-final and three quarter-finals to talk about. The first one up is the Bos- the Saha 11 versus Bosjam game. That is the League Challenge Cup semi-final. Mm. Uh, we talk about underdogs on this on this podcast quite a bit, mainly yep. for, from our Westford contributor, um, talking absolute nonsense, but in this in this game, you truly are uh, underdogs against a team with huge history within mm-hmm. the Croydon Municipal League. They've yep. had a very good season. After we expected them to be um, relegation uh, candidates, they've turned yep. it around uh, and they finished mid-table comfortably. Um, looked mm-hmm. like they could have, if results had gone their way, they could have they could have actually pushed themselves um, higher. But obviously, they haven't seen that over the line. Um, it's a big challenge for Sahar 11, Roger. And just before we Massive. start predicting it, I'm guessing, what, what are your thoughts? You've, you've lost this weekend against Sunset JFC, but you've been able to find performances in cup games. What, what is the plan for this week? Um, it, it, it's the same as, I'm, I'd say the same as every week. Um, obviously, it's going to be, it's, 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 it's a whole different ball game now. Um, you know, with, with everything that, that comes if, for the potential winner, um, you know, place, uh, place in a big cup final. Um, you know, and, and now we're up against a, a, a step up in opposition as well, uh, calibre of opposition. So, whilst I think we go into it and sort of try and play our own game and, and, and not worry too much about what the opposition do, we have to keep an eye on. We know that Bosham do have, um, a hand, you know, two or three very very good players, yeah. players that can t- that, that can win a game in on, on the drop of a hat. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 be, be wary of that, but we have to go into it believing that that we can that we can that we can get the win. Um, yeah. And and there's no reason why we couldn't. It's it's a one-off game. Um, you know, luck's you've know, got a bit of luck on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, decisions have got to go your way. We know that. So yeah, I mean, we, we are looking forward to it. Um, but we we know we know what the the, the, the scale of the task in front of us. It's a massive one. Let's have a quick look at some of the stats, although maybe semi-finals of cups, this stuff really does go out the window. It's just about how, how much the players want it on the day. Saha 11's record so far this season, 15 points from 10 games, yep. uh, minus nine goal difference, uh, pointing to um, 
mistakes being made at both ends of the pitch. You're not putting them away and you're not and you're not keeping them out at the back end uh, as well, so to speak. Or a dodgy goalkeeper who you've blamed so we, on several I mean, seasons. to be fair, we played we played a fair amount of games this season with with not a with not with a not a recognised goalie in goal, um, yeah. which hasn't helped. Um yeah, I mean, Sunday again, we played. We well, our goalie wasn't available, um, so we had we had a standing going goal, which does, which doesn't help. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just been it's been it's been a tough season for us, really, with with players being sporadic in their in their availability and mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So yeah, we know we've 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 underperformed massively in the league this year. Um, form form wise for Sahar eleven, uh, nine games of the last nine, you've lost two uh, and you've yep. won seven. No draws in there. You've had a couple. Uh, you've had one, one, two, three games awarded to you. So still, yes. uh, seven games won out of your last nine. That's not too bad. Goal scorers, no. uh, five goals in four games. Ar Bandara, uh, Jay Jay Pitt, five in five in ten, uh, four in eight. Lucas, Mister Mister Allen, Lucas, yep. the, the Croydon Messi, uh, yep. and three in nine. Uh, D Aji. Um, yep. It's not a tremendous amount of goals scored. Uh, you look no. at the players who have scored the main goals. Is, is, is it is it is it a little bit toothless up front, or is it is it the defensive errors that have cost you? Um, it's a it's a bit of both. In all honesty, we haven't we haven't we haven't we've been games where we've created. I mean, our last game against um, uh, Huxley when we we how we went in the halftime one nil. I'll never know. We just, we just couldn't get the ball in the net, and yeah, I think that has been that has been. Um, our main issue this year. Um, we've got, we have, I, I have got some very good defenders. It's just, I, I, I think we've I played probably one twice this season with the same back four. Every week it's changing. I know, I know it's, it's different at some league, league level, but it's literally, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not really though. Cause you need that, you need those partners and that familiarity and that, yeah. and that um, confidence that you know what your mate's going to do when you give him the ball. Yep. Um, and, and and I think I think that's that's been our main issue is is it's every week the back four has been has been different or back five whichever one playing at a time, so yeah I mean I'm 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 not going to sit and make excuses we just haven't been good enough this year that that's the, the long short of it is we just haven't been good enough. Um, the, 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 these next two semi finals um, is a chance for us to um, sort of right the wrongs on our on our league campaign, <coughs> um, and and with that that is that is the ultimate aim there. No pressure, absolute no pressure on the boys. They go into this with, they can express themselves and and hopefully, uh, as we say, you've got a fighting chance in, in a semi-final. Yep. Let's have a look at Bosjam. They sit uh, fourth in the Prem Division of seven, has to be said. Uh, 19 points from 12 games, minus four goal difference uh, for Bosjam, obviously against the higher calibre of player, but points to a leaky defence in their in their. Uh, stats as well uh, their last few games we've seen them lose the last three they lost to Quirin JFC uh, PSG and Spartans arguably the three best teams on their day yeah. uh, in the in the Prem uh, obviously Addison Casuals are in with are probably in that shot as well but three of the top four teams uh, in the Quirin Municipal on their day they've lost to uh, before that they had a good a run of four wins uh, where they beat Quirin JFC they beat MMFC on pens. They beat Kaizen in the quarterfinals of this cup, which goes to form. And they were awarded a game against Chelsea, who don't seem to play football anymore. No. Uh, the the Bosjam top goal scorers, um, O. Smith has five and four. I don't think these these guys don't put their stats 
on uh, on full time. It doesn't look like they've entered anything since October, so we won't go through their goal <laughs> their goal scorers. Um, Roger, I don't think you've put yours on for quite a while either. Have I you? Not, not, yeah, I've just yeah. It's just where I, I mean, yeah, I take my article on in my side. It's where I've got when I come in on a Sunday, I do. Over DSFL stuff for this, the other sort of Saha team, and and by the time I've done that and sat down and spent some time with the family, I just think, yeah. I mean, I know it doesn't take long, but I'm just thinking, I can't, I can't be bothered now, especially after a loss as well. I'm thinking, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know, I'll, I no doubt I'll have a fine coming through from Golden soon of a, a couple of hundred quid saying I'm not done so many such and such. So yesterday was yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah, you got an Golden excuse. Doesn't. Golden doesn't doesn't take excuses. Doesn't like excuses. Okay. <laughs> uh, so predictions. Yeah. Uh, let's get Russell's prediction out of the way first. He's gone one nil Bostram, which I think is quite respectful to you guys. Um, after yep. yesterday's game, you've, he's obviously seen something that he thought means mm-hmm. it's going to be a tight affair with Bostram. Um, yep. I'm going to go with ask you for your prediction first, just to, so I can gauge where you are. Really cheating a little bit, I suppose. Um... Yeah, I mean, can yeah, you I back against the boys? I, I can't. I, I, I'll back them all every game, every game, no matter who you play. I'll back them. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think with what's on the line for us, I, I, I do think we'll turn. I, I, I mean, last cup game, I had a twenty-three man squad available, um, <laughs> and then the game after that, I, 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 I think I just scraped thirteen by. So yeah, I think everyone will be available enough for it. I do think that. We will show up. I do think Boston will, will, will make it hard for us as well. I'm going to go with. I think we'll. After, I think we're going to scrape through. I'm going to say two-one to us to Saha. Two-one to Saha. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm well out of the running here, so I'm just going to go with heart rather than head. Yeah. Uh, on this one, I'm going to back Saha to win. What did you say? Three-one. I said two-one. I'm going to back Saha one-nil. Saha 11 to win 1 0 tomorrow, uh, next week. Next yeah, week. it's not tomorrow, sadly. No. Uh, yeah, well done. Uh, good luck to the boys. Uh, unashamedly biased when it comes to um, the Saha boys or Rogers teams, anyway. Yep. Right, the next one. So, understood JFC taking on uh, who they got in the cup. They've got uh, Addington United, haven't they? Yeah. Russell uh, snuck his way in the back door of this competition, <laughs> created a whole other a whole other side to the Invitational Cup just so he can slip himself in. Yeah, Jesus, how'd, how'd you manage that? Well, how do you manage as, that? As, eh? I think as, as as fixture secretary, yeah, um, and teams are running out of games. He thought, I know what I'll do. I'll create another side to the Invitational Cup. Um, put myself as the highest ranked team in it. Didn't even put a Prem side in it. Didn't even put another Division 1 side in it. Just put himself in and a load of Division 2 and 3 sides. That People ask, what is the perk to being a committee member? And it seems that that's it. one of them, that isn't is it? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. If he wants more games, I guess that's the way to do it. But um, yeah. yeah, maybe a few eyebrows raised at that one. Anyway, it is what it is. Sinus did JFC take on Addington United. Let's just have a look at some stats from Division 1 for uh, J- uh, Sinus to JFC. They have 27 points from 13. Uh, that two points averaged usually means that you finished at the top of the seat, top of the near the top of the table and you will mm-hmm. get promotion. That seems to be, that seems to have happened. So congratulations, Sinus did. That is confirmed now. Uh, plus 12 goal difference, 25 goals scored, 13 conceded, two goals, two games lost 
from 13, uh, eight wins. So a decent enough season uh, for Sunderland JFC, perhaps a team that could have stayed in the, in the Prem last year. Definitely. Um, as well. And the Sunderland boys that stayed there could have um, gone and did one, but that's another conversation. Uh, we're getting a bit political with uh, Sunderland JFC today. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, the last three games for Sunderland have been two wins and a draw. Uh, their last time out, a win coming against Sahar 11. Uh, the last game was an invitational uh, cup side B round one game. Uh, South London Royals first team didn't fancy it. Uh, they gave Sunderland the game. Uh, before that, it was a draw with um, MMFC and in Division One Woodside didn't fancy playing their game either. No. And give Sunderland JFC um, the win. A big disappointment for um, Woodside this season. Some real good cup wins, but they've not really, they've petered out and it seems to be um, gone pear-shaped at the end of the season for Woodside. Sorry to move away from the predictions, but they've got some good players and shown some real promise in, in games and it's just gone to pot. Yeah, and I, th- I think that I, th- I think one of their problems is main problems is where they're all a, a, a group of friends, a core group of friends. If they're going on a night out, they won't just lose two or three players; they'll lose five, six, seven players. Um, and and I think that's been one of their issues this year. Is where, the, I mean, the one game we played them and they and they turn, I think they played turned up with seven and a couple of them turned up late. So, you know. Um, yeah, I think whilst it's good that you're playing with friends, on the downside is if you're going on the night out, then you're losing the whole team. Um, yep. So yeah, that I mean, yeah, you, I thought they would have been. I think they, I thought they would have run to whoever would have gone on to win it close at the start of the season. I thought Woodside would have been one of the names to have been there or thereabouts. Yeah, uh, same. Some very good players in the team. Right, the goal scorers: uh, D Simpson has fourteen in seventeen. He's the top man for Sanderson JFC. Uh, R. Simpson uh, has seven in 12. Uh, D. Roden has five in 12. Any relation to the Roden of Woodside? Uh, I, d- I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, and five goals for B. Ryan in 13 games. Uh, 20, 20 appearances for T. Williams needs a shot. That looks like that's Terry in it at the back. Is that Terry for something? No, that's the other side. No, that's the other side. Sorry, I've just done a I've just done a massive faux pas there. That's yeah. just, that's a terrible mistake. Uh, but yeah, Sanderson looking good for this season. Uh, the Addington boys, do we need to do it? We've been through these. We've talked about them quite a lot, really quite a lot lately. Their season is forty three points from eighteen games, just three losses, plus twenty six goal difference. In the end, they lost out by one point to Surrey Park Rangers in the league. Their recent form in all competitions. Uh, has been five wins out of their last five, uh, six wins in their last seven games. The last loss coming to coming against Surrey Park Rangers, I believe that was a league game. Uh, yeah, three 0 against the eventual title rivals. It looks like that was the win that got Surrey Park Rangers the title. Um, mm-hmm. Nice one, boys. In the goal scoring charts, twenty five goals in eleven is Agpa Gonetta, as, as Agpa Ganetta, as we spoke about earlier, 25 and yes. 11 is Imperious. 11 in 13, D Duncan. 6 in 15, D Stout. Uh, and 5 in 14, B Cabway. Well done, lads. Uh, it's going to yeah. be um, a good game, this one, that's for sure, Rog. But yep. can we look beyond the, the different, the massive difference? A top, top of the Division 1 team against top Div 3. Do we have any hope for Addington United this week? 
I'd love to say yes, um, but realistically, I think no. I think Russell's played a blinder here. Um, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's yeah, he's 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 done himself. He's he's drawn himself a great a good draw. Um, I think I do think Adam will. I think they might run them close. I think I think I think they'll be full of confidence. They've got nothing to lose. They go into it as, as massive underdogs. Um, but ultimately, I do think I do think that that the um, Sanderson will have enough class class about them to get 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 the game won, um, get over the line. So I'm going to say if Sanderson JFC win, I'm going to say three one to Sanderson. Three one Sanderson. Yeah. Um, Russell's backed his lads to win six two. Jesus Christ! See, this, you dodgy git, Russell. If you're listening, you're a dodgy bastard. <laughs> uh, six two. Uh, I'm going to go for five. Uh, what did you say? I said three one. I'm going to go four one to um, Sanderson. I think uh, Agpaganeta will get get his customary goal. Yeah, uh, maybe he'll get two, but I'm going to go with one. Uh, yeah, that's my. Did I four one? Did I say? You did, yes. Four one. It's locked yeah. in. It's locked in. Um, mm. The next one, Santola versus Surrey Park Rangers. This is an all, another all div three game. Santola, yeah. they finished fourth. Uh, they can still no. They finished fourth. Point um, yeah. They finished fourth. Thirty three points in eighteen games. Uh, three losses. They had a plus thirty two goal difference. Uh, their recent form in all in in all competitions. Um, a win last time out, a six-one win against uh, KFC, uh, and at the end of March, twentieth of March, they didn't play this week, just gone. Uh, previous to that, they lost six-three to Addington uh, and three-two to FC Twenty-Five. Uh, sporadic, uh, very sporadic since um, Christmas. It has to be said, wins and mm-hmm. and they've not managed to put a couple of wins together by the looks of it nope. since they. That's the that's the lie. Their first two out after Christmas, they beat Chelsea Reserves and Croydon United. Uh, but then since then, it's been very much um, a couple of wins here, but then loss, win, loss, win yep. for the last few months. So it's been a little bit uh, sporadic for them. Their top goal scorer, 19, uh, game, 19 goals in 14 games, Jay De Silva Frere, uh, Jay Pereira, 12 in 18, and Jay Pereira, 11 in 14. Um T Malro nine in fifteen. They've got plenty of goals in the team, that's for sure. They have. Uh, so Park Rangers again um, featured quite a bit with this this season with their fantastic year and their and their running for the title. Their last three were all wins, uh, two wins in in the Invitational round one and prelim round before that wins against South London Royals reserves and Croydon United, uh, and then their last win of the of the season. Was against sorry was against FC twenty five six nil for them. Their goal scorer top goal scorer sorry is twenty eight goals in seventeen for S Bennett. El Guest has nineteen in twenty. Um, A Adawe has twelve in thirteen, uh, and Mac, and B McNally has nine in twenty. Plenty of goals in both teams. This is going to be uh, fireworks. Yep, watched it. Both teams. This is all they've got now for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, an interesting uh, cup game. Can Santola get get this game over the line against the team, sorry, Park Rangers, who who know every game they play now is their is their last of the season mm-hmm. potentially? Um, can you see them getting? Can you see Santola getting past uh, the SPR boys? Um, 
going by what I've seen of Santola, um, when when we played them, I, I, they ha- I I think they do have the I, I think they do have it within them to get the win. It's whether I think that oh, it's a tough one to call this one. Um, the answer to your question is yes, I do think Santana can get past them. Whether they will or not is another question. Um, oh, it's a tough one to call this. A part of me thinks that there's a part of me thinks Santana might might nick this one. Okay. I know there was there was there was, it was, there was a heated affair between the two teams um, back early on in the season. Um, I think this one might be a bit, get a bit get a bit heated again. I'm going to say. I'm going to go against the grain now. I'm going to say Santola win. Santola win, right? No, I'm going to go in in 90 minutes a draw. Okay. 90 minutes, I'm going to say a, a Desmond in 90 minutes. Okay, in tribute to the man himself, yep. Yep, Two all. I'm going for it. And you're going Santola pens? I think Santola will either go win an extra time or on pens, yeah. I'll wow. say Santola on pens, yeah. But two all the prediction. Love that. Yeah. Love that, Rog. Uh, great prediction. Uh, yeah. Russell has backed SPR 3 2. I mean, even both teams. I mean, Santola managed 72 goals scored in 18 games, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, is that four? Is that four a game on average? Is that uh, quite a work out? Yeah, it does. Four times twenty is eighty. Takeaway eight is seventy-two. Yeah, they've scored yep. four. They've averaged four goals a game. Um, SPR eighty-eight though. So that's that's in my mind. I think South, uh, sorry, Park Rangers will win. Three-two mm-hmm. um, is a good shot. I think it could be even more than that. Yeah, I'm going to go four-three. Okay, four-three to sorry Park Rangers. Um, I'm out of running anyway. But yeah, I fancy I fancy sorry Park um, to get the job done. But Santola, a good season. Uh, you look at them stats for the season for them 18 played nine wins six draws three losses plus 32 goal difference maybe some of those draws if they were if they were if they had a few draws and um three more wins onto there they've been right amongst it they've had a good year yep. this year Just definitely teething problems for them coming into the league but they've they've got themselves in a good position uh, to go again next year but yeah four three to soap up rangers for me three two for um russell and roger is back in a two-all draw yep. at full time. Good luck to both teams. Hopefully, mm-hmm. both do well. Right, the, ne- the next one, last but not least, puts together two teams at opposite ends of the scale of the um, Croydon Municipal. PSG, confirmed runners-up of the Prem, um, yep. have been a good team uh, all year, hold themselves in high regard, behave impeccably, run by... Run by fantastic people. It's a real good club. Um, I, I'm not saying FC 25 are a cl- crap club, by the way, but uh, PSG really had a good season and they are a, a good team for the quarter municipal. They have 20, they ended up with 24 points in 12 games, two points a game. Uh, average 20 uh, plus 20 goal difference, uh, 43 scored, 23 conceded. Uh, two goals a game, basically, for PSG conceded mm-hmm. in the Prem, probably pointing uh, to uh, why they didn't win the league, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, their form is very uh, spread out over quite a bit of time. Yeah, their last three, their last four games, in fact, have been wins. Uh, they won against Bosjam in the Invitational Cup A first round. Then they beat Woodside four 0 in the prelim round. Uh, they beat. 
Sunset JFC 3-1 in the Senior Cup quarterfinal. Uh, and in the Senior Cup round one, they beat London Warriors on penalties. Uh, an awkward side, London Warriors, who haven't played yep. much football since since then. Uh, so a tough team for PSG to get past. Uh, previous to that, uh, you look at the games against Spartans, they lost and the games against Bozjam, they lost. Showing slight frailties um, through the season, uh, yep. PSG. In big games, they seem to um, have done it. have got through the games comfortably. Uh, that London Warriors game will be the one that FC25 are looking at. Um, they, that they can be uh, beaten. H. Morton is the top striker. For PSG with 13 goals in 13 games. Uh, Steve Lewington uh, scores hell of a lot of goals. Eight in 15 for him this season, perhaps. Disappointing for him. Yeah. Um, that that uh, that tally, but he has only started 10 of those 15 games. So eight in 10 starts is is a good is a good uh, return for him. Seven uh, goals in nine overall appearances for Joyce. Uh, six of those were starts. Not a bad return for those players. Well done, boys. Yep. Um, they play FC 25 in the Division 3. Uh, massively underachieved over the last two seasons, given the, yep. the quality that um, it's perceived for them to have. I know you fancied them last year, um, last season, to do well. This season, again, we thought, yep, we thought they would do well. Um, they finished mid-table, one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, sixth in, sixth in the table overall. 27 points in 18 games. Seven losses for the boys, 56 goals scored, 57 conceded. It's not gone FC 25's way in the last two seasons, Roger. They have flattered no. flattered to deceive, yeah. uh, given their talent, as I say. In the last three, there was a win uh, that was awarded to them. So in terms of football on the pitch, their last two games were losses. They lost 5-0 to Addington, 6-0 to Surrey Park Rangers. Uh, they beat Santola 3-2 in the third of those last three games uh, on the pitch, going back, going backwards in time. Obviously, their top scorers, 19 and 22, is M. Baus. He's having a good old time. Uh, yep. C. Constant, 18 and 15. D. Barr, 8 in 19 games. 16 of those starts. So he scored, even their third goal scorer has scored in every other game for them. Uh, this is a massive ask of an FC 25 team who has been, who have been pretty, uh, inconsistent all year. Um, PSG haven't played a hell of a lot of football lately, and have no. been found have been found sort of wanting at times against lower placed opposition, where maybe the motivation to start from the off and start strongly hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. But can we see an upset in this one? Um, probably not. I, th- I think. I mean, FC Twenty Five showed earlier on in the season when they played. Boss Jam in the League Cup that uh, I think they run them close to that game as well. So they showed they have got it about them um, to, to 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 sort of hang on the coattails of 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 the Prem side yep. in yep. a cup game. Um, I just think that I just think it's maybe a step too far for them now. Um, I, I can, if I'm honest, I can see it being quite a one-sided game, and I, I, I can see PSG possibly running riot. Yep. Unfortunately for FC Twenty Five. Um, yeah, yeah. As, as as much as I'd like them to see do well, I'd like to see them do well. I just, I just can't see them can't see it this Sunday, unfortunately no. for them. I'm going to say a heavy win for PSG. I'm going to say seven one. I think FC twenty five may get nick a goal, but a seven one to PSG. 
7-1 PSG for Rog. Yep. Russell, Russell has gone 8-2 to PSG, oh, which, which I can only hope can yeah. will, will happen either way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go a bit more conservative and I'm going to go 6-1 to uh, PSG. Um, but if PSG don't win this, they, they are the, the highest placed team left in the Invitational Cup. It seems that it's their cup to lose, really, um, with the yep. teams they've got to play. Obviously, they can avoid um, on the other side. Sanders did. JFC uh, are in the quarterfinals. We, 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 you have to say it looks like it could be a PSG um, Sinusid JFC uh, final in this cup, which will be an interesting game. Um, yep. Probably not the team that Russell wanted to meet in the final, no. or maybe he, he worked out the sides of the draw and said, let's get to a final at least. Well, um, this, yeah, this, this are the rumors that are going around that Russell just wanted us a, a, a day out at a final. Um, not just as a, not just as a, not just as a, as a pay, a pay and spectator either. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to pay it. He doesn't want to pay entrance fee to a cup no. final. <laughs> no, uh, he's got a big game on on Sunday against Zopat Rangers. So yeah, three big wins predicted for PSG. Don't let us down, boys. Uh, some of the big, some of the games. Well, let's read out all the games from the Quidditch pool this um, Sunday. Uh, Quidditch AFC uh, due to play. Chelsea Athletic, who haven't played a hell of a lot of football lately. Hopefully that one goes ahead. Uh, Kaizen against KFC is a lovely even game, that one. An interesting one. Uh, Union, look to take to the pitch against Gold Coaching. Uh, That should be a good game. Good Uh, good luck again to you in your semi-final against Bosjam. That would be an interesting game. Uh, Fingers crossed. It's a free shot for you, boys. So just go in there and and do what you can do. Uh, In the Invitational Side B, Sanders to JFC, Addington, we spoke about, Santola against Side Park Rangers, as we've spoken about, and PSG take on uh, FC 25 on the other side of the invitational draw. Rog, quick, short and sweet this week. Not much games left in the Quarter Municipal. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Um, I thank look you forward for to me. hopefully talking about Saha 11 reaching the big cup final in Fingers the Quarter Municipal. Fingers crossed, Andrew. All the best, mate. I see you speak to God, mate. If you don't, if you don't hear from me Sunday afternoon, then you know it's all gone pear shaped. Or very, might. or very well, because you're in the pub celebrating a, a final. This, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is yeah, very true. <laughs> all right, mate. All the best. All Good right. luck. Cheers, now. So now for the Westfar predictions with Gibbs. Uh, Mark Dolby, guest predictor, absolutely romping it. He's got he's got something going on with the players, mate. Yeah, somewhere, got, I mean, he's, he's romping it. There's money being exchanged here for this for him to win this. I'm gonna have to actually start going with what I think now, rather than my like my art. What I actually because <laughs> I'm getting one point every week out yeah. of a possible twenty. Yeah, it's been poor. Uh, right, so in, straight into the games in the Jewish Shield semi-final. Uh, Jam versus UTR. Phil has done a lot of talking on social media lately. Um, and now he's actually playing in a big game himself. I bet he's quiet this week on the no, back of this. I think he's actually being quite, I think he's quite confident, you know. Um, and I like that about Phil, that um, he's confident. He's very humble in what he does, but he's very, um, he seems very confident of late. I could see this one being a draw and then going to penalties. I'm going to stick it out there and say 2-2 after 90 minutes. Okay, well, let me read out all the stats first, Gibbs, oh, before sorry, you make mate, your sorry, decision. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Jam find himself second in the league, uh, 15, <laughs> 15 points from seven games, five wins, no draws, and two losses. Not bad for Jam. This sort of popped out of nowhere. Under the radar, we know they're top. 
21 points from seven games. Flawless uh, Prem Division season for them so far. They've got a plus 26 goal difference from those seven games. Uh, both teams flawless in their last three. Uh, Jam, uh, Jam's last loss was the 13th of February. I believe that was um, against um, Metrogas. I don't, I, I'd have to uh, double check that. Oh, Jam. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, three wins for three for them. Uh, same as under the radar. Uh, three from three, they scored 15 goals in those three games. Uh, Richard Akinladi is Jam's top scorer, 32 in 21. Top player. Uh, Miles Dominique, uh, 29 in 21. Uh, two unbelievable strikes. Yeah, he's a good player as well. Uh, UTR's top man is Sam Bailey, 23 in 20. Um, not quite doing as good a business as uh, Richard, but we know Richard is, is a Richard's proper a top player, good striker. Top center forward. Um, and Thomas... Uh, and Gegba has scored 15 in 22. Uh, Mark going for a 5-2 under-the-radar win. Uh, that will cause comment from uh, Phil on socials. What are you doing? Two all and then penalties to who? Uh, I reckon 2-2. Two, two. UTR have, have been, they've got away of it on penalties a couple of times this season, didn't they? Um, do you know what? I'm going to say 2-2 two, two, and I'm going to stick my neck out and say jam on penalties. Uh, I'm going to back under the radar to win 2-1. Uh, it's always tight between these two. They've played cup finals against each other. Uh, lots of games and lots of history between these two. Um, I think it's a respectful rivalry. But yeah, I'm going to back under the radar and they just don't lose at the moment. They can come back from 2-0 down uh, and get things over the line. They're going to have to be more clinical uh, and it will be 90 minutes of uh, graft for them this Sunday. Uh and if anyone's going to beat him, it's Jam. Look I, at that. I think Jam, they've got so much experience of playing UTR that they'll know what to expect. It, what they won't, yeah. they won't get caught out. They'll no. know what they need to do. Look at those two strikers between the pair of them. 60, 61 goals between two of them uh, over the course of the season. That There's is going to be. You wouldn't surprise you if it was four all, would it? <clears throat> no. So many goals between them. Absolutely not. Right, a couple of games from the Fred Jolly now. These are quarterfinal stage games. Um, Peck and Rye taking on Rising Talents. Um, a big ask for the uh, underdogs. They are actual underdogs going into this one. I underdogs think, every week, Aiden. I think that's every fair week. to say. Uh, but let's just look at some of the form. Uh, Peckham Riot, top of Division 5. Uh, they have 30 points from 10 games. Can't ask for more than that. Uh, they're plus 21 goal difference. It's impossible to have more than that. Um, in Rising Talents, they're 7th in the senior division. They have nine points from eight games. They've struggled this year, it has to be said, but there's a massive uh, gap between well, the, the teams Rising Talents play every week and yeah, the teams you say that, you play every week. They've won their last five on the bounce, Rising Talents. They have. So they're five on the bounce. and we So five straight Ws for them and 11 straight Ws for us. So someone's W has got to go Sunday. But um, it's going to be a tough game for us and probably, like you say, a massive... It'll be probably one of our toughest steps we've had this season. But... The boys are in good spirits at the minute and I, I fancy us for a job here, to be fair. Go on, what do you reckon? I'm not even going to say one nils and all this sort of stuff, malarkey anymore that I do because I need points. So <laughs> if I was being honest, I, I can, I, I'm, I'm going to back us to win. Um, do you know what? I'm going I'm to back us to win 3-1. 3-1 to the right. From Gibbs, Mark has backed Rising Talents to win 5-3. He's cold. He's, he's cold-hearted. <laughs> Tony Rawlins is the Peckham Rye top goal scorer, 24 in 19. Jordan Alford is Rising Talent's top striker with two in 10. I don't know if they complete their um I don't think they do full-time because I, I, I looked yesterday and they haven't done it for the last okay. few games. Uh, my prediction, I'm going to back the Rye. 
heart overhead and perhaps on this one uh, I'm going to back the right to win 2-1 Tony, <coughs> Tony Rawlins to do the business I'll take that now good luck mate in that one in the Cheers. next game in the Fred Jolly another quarter final bringing together senior opposition and um, division 7 teams uh, Granite play the Peoples Granite third in the senior 15 points from 9 games the Peoples second in the best division in West for division 7 uh, they have 34 points from 14 games uh Granite's form, two of their last three have been wins. They've scored five goals in those three games. Um, the Peoples, three wins out of three. Uh, their winning streak stretches back to the 21st of January. Uh, the top goal scorers for both teams uh, at Granite, Timmy Osabodu um, has nine goals in 10 games. And the Peoples, uh, Jack Gemmel has 19 in 19. Not bad uh, for Jack Mark has backed Granite to win 4-2 Gibbs. Can we see an upset on Sunday? Um, I think you can see it, and I think it'll be a lot closer than maybe people expect. Um, I was thinking 4-2 before you come out with Mark Dolby's one there, to be fair. Um, but I do think Granite will have a little bit too much, but I think it'll be a lot closer. I think 3-2 Granite. 3-2 Granite, predicted by Gibbs. Um, I, want, I think Granite will win, but I might swing this and try and nick a point. Um, I can see potential of an upset from the Peoples. This is just purely tactical play. I'm going to go for a 2-1, the Peoples win. Ooh, okay. uh, and if they win, they may we get... a free vulnerable. <laughs> no, I don't want one. <laughs> I don't want one. Uh, in the West for Shield quarterfinal, uh, Old Fortronians take on Footscray Lions Vets. Uh, Old Fortronians are in Division 5. Yeah. Uh, they sit 6th. 14 points from 11 games. Minus one goal difference tells a tale um, of a, a fair mid-table mid performance from them so far this season. Uh, they have one win in their last three and Joe Richardson is the top man with 12 goals in 19 games. Not a bad return uh, for Joe. Uh, in Footscray Lions, they're, they're in Division 6. They're second with 21 points from, seven, from eight games. Just the three dropped, one loss for them. Plus 27 goal difference. Um, their last three games have all been wins. In the last round of this cup, they beat Turk Ozak 5-1. Um, Matt how many has he got top scorer? Uh, Matt, 85? Matt Nucky, 34 goals in 20 games uh, for uh, Footscray Lions Vets. That's from the stats that they've put on full time. Uh, interesting that I put um, a, their last win in the last round was a 5-1 win against Turk Ozak. I feel like that's a good marker uh, for Old Fortronians. Similar similar level teams um, they put them to the sword Gibbs can we see anything um, but the vets doing the business um, at this stage I can only see a Footscray Lions vets win to be fair they've got the players they've got the ability I'm, I'm not sure if sooner or later the games the amount of games they've got to play are going to start catching up on them so they're going to have to start playing Sunday Wednesday Sunday Wednesday um, injuries and aches on the body um, I, I think that they'll have too much for old Fultronians old Fultronians very solid at the back in terms of they're, they're quite big they defend well I can see a Footscray Lions Vets win though I'm going to say I don't I can't see if they if Old Fortronians score it'll only be for a lack of a, I'm going to say 4-0 4-0 to the Vets by Gibbs Mark Dolby 3-1 predicted to the Vets I'm going to go 4-1 um, to uh, Footscray Lions Vets yeah uh, running through some of the fixtures from this weekend uh, in Westfa. Let's have a look. Uh, some Prem games. Ball Tarks against Borden Sports A. That'll be a real good game. Down on the 3G though. So 
yeah. advantage to Bulltarks on that one, but that will be a good game still. Bald and Sports A uh, will be looking to uh, go unbeaten now to the end of the season. Uh, new Cross Rovers against Barnhurst will be a real good game. Good luck, boys. Northern Eagles play uh, Metrogas. That would be a good one. Didn't didn't Northern Eagles beat them in the cup? Who, Metrogas? Yeah, no. I've um, no, got that mixed up somewhere. I'm not sure. I think you might have that mixed up. But... Oh, no. Okay, I often make mistakes. Crayford Athletic uh, play AFC Shine. That'll be a good game. Uh, that's a double banker. So two games out the way uh, for the boys um, this weekend. Uh, Forza against Kingfisher. That'll be a good game. Uh, Woolwich Royals against Abbey Mead is a lovely little derby. Uh, down at uh, Meridian. That'll be an interesting game. Junior Red Sports against Hartford is a good game. Uh, in Div 4, though, Inter Belvedere against Beacons. Um, Inter Belvedere, Gibbs, just getting a, a draw this weekend. They are going to look to punish Beacons this weekend. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll uh, put Beacons to the sword. Uh, SC 69ers play Danson Albion. Who's getting blamed this week? We don't know. Uh, Highfield against New Life. Highfield feel like there's a promotion party. Um, yeah, being well, booked. If things go their way, they could possibly be on. Yep. Uh, Lesser FXI against uh, Eltham Lions is a good game in Div 8. Uh, Lesser will look to get back to winning ways. JJ United play the Bosco. Uh, as we mentioned, the jam under the jam under the radar. Burridge Blues, Martin and Park in the Fred Jolly. Uh, Burridge Blues going all out for cups and fair play to them for that. Uh, Greenwich Hotshots play Villacool in the West for Shield. Um, Peck and Rye against Rising Towns, a real good game. Uh, Elton Rovers against Red Velvet is the cup final for the Alliance Cup uh, this Sunday, half two at VCD. Get down there, support the league, support the teams. Gibbs, I'll see you next week. Hold tight. Back with Graham and the Southern Sunday section for games on the 4th, 3rd. 3rd of April, um, and we'll talk about our predicted games and then we'll run through some of the fixtures, uh, some of the standout fixtures from the list next week. Graham, thank you for coming back and uh, settling in with some great games again this week. Uh, just the one popcorn um, symbol next to the games this week. So I'm not going to I'm not going to share which game that is. We'll let the listeners decide. We'll put that out as a poll. Uh, but which too which much game? popcorn, Andrew? Get stuck in your teeth. So I thought we don't want to, but there was too much of it last week. So I thought we'll just lower it a little bit this week. Right. The first game this week <laughs> is in the Marcus Lipton Cup. It's a quarter final, would wouldn't it? Of course, it would. Uh, there'll be every, every week. We'll have a if there's a Marcus Lipton game in it, it'll probably be it'll probably make the poll now. It's been a great cup. Uh, London Ravens welcome Wimbledon Commoners. Uh, to their home ground. Uh, London Ravens currently second in League One, both teams in League One. Uh, London Ravens currently second, 28 points from 14 games, plus 23 goal difference. So averaging um, nearly two goals a game uh, and that two points uh, per game average, which usually means uh, promotion. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners are top, 15 played, 29 points from those 15 Games just plus 17. I say just 17 goal difference. Uh, they've scored 41 goals in their 15 games, conceded 24. Um, so a bit, a little bit leaky, um, leakier at the back than the Ravens. Um, the form, Ravens form at the moment, uh, they've won two and lost one. They lost in uh, to the uh, resurgent Chiswick, the second game of that three. So two and three. 
Uh, they won against Chiswick previously uh, in the four, in the four game run. So three out of their last four games have been a win. Well done to the Ravens. And their goal scores: Liam O'Mara, nine from ten; uh, Aidan Victorin, seven from sixteen. Uh, and Dominic Harper, five from 10. So not setting the world alight in terms of numbers uh, for goal scorers, but it looks like they have a healthy bunch of players that are contributing to the goals. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners, their last three games have all been wins. They won against South City uh, this weekend. They beat Brixton Town the week the week before. And then the week before that, they beat Barking Mad 3-0. Uh, you have to go all the way back to... Uh, Keep going to the seventh of November uh, for their last loss. That was a League One win, a uh, League One loss against Putney Pacers when Putney Pacers were were looking like doing something uh, in the division, or they turned some form around, should I say? Um, but yeah, they've been on a fantastic run that sees them hit the summit of um, League One. Their top goal scorers this season: uh, Ado Williams, nineteen in fifteen. They're the numbers you expect for. Uh, a title uh, chasing side. Uh, Chad Moody, uh, not upset at all with nine in 19. And Josh Kelzel has eight in 15. Stop shaking your head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, the listeners can't see that. Uh, Ellis McLennan, four goals in one game. He just turned up, destroyed the place, dropped the mic and said, see you later. I've, complete, <laughs> I've, complete, I've completed Sunday football. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Graham, the predictions. Uh, let's go with Hugo's first. Can I just say, though, it's extraordinary. This is something else that's gone in the favour of the Marcus Lipton Cup. The draw that's been generated to draw a quarterfinal with two teams who are nip and tuck in the same division. Brilliant draw. Yeah. Well done, FA full time. Well done. Oh, you just do that. You just generate it from the website. Do you? I did on I did on that. I did on that on that round. OK, fantastic. If you ever need a, a podcast to, to do your cup draws for you, you know where we are. Well, we did a couple of we did a couple of live draws, but we had very very low numbers that went in, and I think I was desperate to get fixtures done, so I just had to push the button and get it done. To be honest, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, Hugo is back, is back in a Desmond at All the end right. of play. He does caveat that with Ravens to win on pens. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he, at least he came off the fence eventually. Uh, and I'm looking for Dan's. Right, so Dan, you know, oh, Dan, here we go. Let's 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 buckle up. Let's, buckle let's get our hair face mask on and sort of, you know, our, our pajamas on because this is will send us to sleep, no doubt. Dan, Dan, Dan's Dan's predictions basically why we're hitting nearly four hours on the, on the recording time for this show now. <laughs> God bless him. Right, so Dan's prediction. Oof, what a game! First to be second in a quarter final. Goals won't be all that common in this game. <laughs> With both teams having good defensive records, I disagree, Dan. But let's move. Let's read on. I'm afraid the Commoners might have stalk stalk reeve. I'm I'm afraid the Commoners might be stalk raven mad. Don't get it. <laughs> stalk is a bird. Ravens stalk stalk raven mad. I that's think he's shocking. Trying. Yeah, that's poor. Do you know what? Stop Last it. week he did Stop one this. that was bad. This has just eclipsed. <laughs> when we thought that, when we thought that we couldn't sorry Dan. the barrel. Sorry, pardon my French. Fucking stop this, <laughs> please. <laughs> You've just got to rip that up and just start again. Oh God! Can we re- can we record this? But oh shit! Oh. No, we record it live. Oh no! Right. Shoot. By the end of this one, 
2-1 to the Ravens. He's backing the Ravens to go through in normal time. Uh, I'm going to back the commoners then because uh, everything tells me. mad. He really is. Everything tells. Stop making these bad puns. Something <laughs> tells me. Something tells me. <laughs> the commoners for this. I'm going to go 2-1 to the commoners. 2-1 um, to the common people. Three, no, no, no. 3-2 to the commoners. 3-2. I don't think that's a good defensive record necessarily for commoners. They're nearly two a game, one and a half goals a game conceded. Uh, they score a score. I'm going three two to the Wimbledon commoners for this one. Uh, but thank you uh, to the boys for their input on that one. So the next one is the Graham Rodba Shield games. We've got two of them, and as I said, I'm unashamedly up the silk podcast. Yeah, the best cup, the best cup in the Southern Sunday, obviously. Uh, let's have a look. LMT, they are a Division 5 team, if I remember rightly, Graham. No, they're not. They're League 6. Six. Uh, LMT, though, they've been in great form. They currently sit fifth in the division, which doesn't really reflect what a good run they have been on in 2022. They're 23 points from 16 games. Just Hit the form just too late. Four goal difference, also pointing towards the fact um, that that poor start has cost them dearly. Uh, 45 goals scored, 41 conceded. Uh, but that's not that's not the reflected in this team that are kicking, playing football at the moment. Uh, their last three games are two two wins and a loss. They did lose uh, to Poplar Rovers uh, sitting top of the division. Uh, they lost 4-1 to them. They beat UBL CFC 3-0 a couple of weeks ago uh, and they beat uh, Westminster Wanderers under 23s at the beginning of the season. Uh, beginning of the month, sorry, season. His early start. So that pun has thrown me so early in well, the Well, uh, I'm not being funny. That would throw anybody. In fact, actually, people probably would switch the podcast off. I think that. he's just cost it us. Was that, that he's just cost us probably 100 listeners. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, Hamza uh, Williams has 11 in 17. He's having a good season. Well done, Hamza. Uh, Mehdi Katuni has 8 in 18. And Gubena, uh, Benga Omotoyo has 8 in 18. Um, so quite a few scores. Jeffrey uh, uh, Shadipi has seven in 16 as well. Uh, well done to LMT. Looking like a good game, this one. Uh, and their opponents are Newlands. Uh, Bluebirds, sorry, in League Five. <laughs> Messing about Newlands. Currently, Bluebirds is, isn't it? Yeah. Currently sitting eighth in League Five. Uh, 13 points from 13 games. Not good enough this season for uh, the Bluebirds. They'll probably say the same. Uh, they can't be relegated. They'll be playing their football in uh, League Five. Have Real Madrid called it a day for the season, Graham, yet? No, not yet. So they can't, they're not safe yet, Bluebirds. They can. No, it's a 16-game division. They are safe. Oh, it is 16. Sorry. More mistakes coming from, from the host. Good job the, I'm uh... awake, isn't it? <laughs> AFC Bluebirds, uh, they have a plus one goal difference, 39 goals scored. 38 conceded, four wins for them so far this season. Their last three games, though, uh, two two wins and a loss. Uh, the, the the loss coming against the Ballon Badgers back in the middle of February. They haven't played very much football. Uh, College Graham, sports ground. Oh, is that where they play? Need I say any more? Their last two games are wins against uh, Sporting South and Westminster Wanderers thirds, and they've scored eight goals in their last two games, and they have been in two consecutive weeks. So the Bluebirds are in good form. They were flying. Don't get involved with this, Graham. Don't do it. 
<laughs> Don't I was going to say, was it there'll be bluebirds over the White Cliffs of Dover, no? <laughs> James Sloan is the top boy for uh, the, the Bluebirds with 15 and 15. William McCann has he'll be un- He'll be unhappy with that, Will. He's been their top scorer and one of the best scorers in the league for quite a few years. He'll be really annoyed that actually he's not the uh, top marksman there. I didn't realise that until you've just put them stats up. Come on, Will. Lace up your boots. <laughs> you've got work to do, son. Uh, he's played more games, a couple more than the than James Slade as well. Like so Will, good player, top striker, good lad as well. Uh, and then the goal scorers sort of drop off a little bit. Johnny Holland with four in eleven from for them. But this one, Graham, where do we go with the predictions on this? Uh, Bluebirds bot uh, low in a low, in a higher division, but sitting down low, lower in the table. Uh, LMT in reasonably good form, although we've just found that Bluebirds are in good form themselves. Uh, I tell you what, let's have some let's have some inspiration from Hugo. And you Dan. certainly wouldn't get it from Dan. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Hugo first. LMT to win two one for Hugo. I'm going to back. I'm going to back LMT to win two. I'm going to back them to win three two. I just think that slight change, that slight difference in mentality uh, on the league positions puts Liam LMT favourites for me. Let's have a look. I would say that then. the trajectory just seems to be a little bit more with LMT, doesn't it? A little bit. And that's, that's how thought. it feels. Yeah. Let's have a look what Dan says. Right. Oh, God. A bit of a tricky one, but I can see an LMT win. No love will be given to Bluebirds. I think that's the, the LMT name has got the love. Yeah, I, I think the L is for love and I think the T is for trust, but I can't remember off the top of my head what the M is for. Motivate, let's say that. It might be, actually. Oh, hang on, hang on. I think this, that, hang on. Dan's done some homework for this. A bit of a tricky one, but I can see LM, I can see an LMT win. No love will be given to the uh, Bluebirds, although they will be motivated to win. But I trust LMT to get the win. Uh, do you know Not, what? I, yeah, that's I, all I think right. That's, do you know what? And compared to what he's come up with, that's yeah. almost 10 out of 10, let's be fair. Don't, don't say he's recovered the first one, because he hasn't. No, that because that's done. That's a dead <laughs> duck, if ever I've seen one. 3-1 to LMT. Okay. I'm sorry, but I can't think of much for AFC as bird puns fly right over my head. He's ruined it. He's ruined it with that one. I think he should do a shot for that anyway, to be fair. <laughs> I've got uh, some shots to drink. He needs to come to the end of season party. And I'll tell you what, he's going to have to down some serious shots for these puns because they yeah, are poor. We I should mean, do that. We should I do mean, that. our puns are poor, Andrew, but to be fair, but he takes poor to just a, a lower level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this bottom sort of dwelling sort of pun. pun it's, barrel scra- it's barrel scraping, let's be honest. <laughs> it's a bit like the rest of the podcast, really. Yeah, yeah. well, sorry, and welcome to the team. <laughs> right, the next one, we've all predicted that. I think everyone fancies LMT to win this weekend. But good luck to Bluebirds. Uh, a good win in the Cup this weekend. Uh, hopefully for you boys, you keep this run going. You can up, you can play our punditry there to your team and that will be your team talk sorted for Sunday. Absolutely. The next one, uh, Newlands against Junction Elite thirds. Newlands sitting third in League Five. This is another Silk uh, podcast ground, Rob Shield. Uh, semi-final, so Newlands, Junction Elite thirds. Newlands third in uh, League Five, 22 points from 11. Games in hand on the teams above them, uh, which would 
Ooh, it's tight. They, they need snookers to get involved in, in promotion, uh, but I'm sure Newlands will be looking at... Uh... Well, it's painters of the team they're looking at. If they get the 12 there, they can go over to take painters. They go to 34 points. So painters are the ones that are in their sights. Junction Elite probably, I think, will go up. Oh, sorry. I've made that mistake. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Paint, Junction Am I Elite. right? I'm sure I'm right. Yeah, you are. I've just I was only looking at Junction Elite. So nine points puts them on 33. Yeah. Yeah. So then Newlands... 12 puts them on 34. They don't need any snookers. It's all in their own hands. I'm yep. talking to try it again. That's the mistake number eight for me this morning. <laughs> uh, Newlands, their form. Uh, they have a win against St. Matthew's Project. First team last out. They draw against Real Madrid, which was a real shock. Uh, they awarded Celeste the win. I wish they hadn't have awarded them that yeah. game. I re- it's that, and that's annoyed me. That would have been a good game. And then at the beginning of March, they beat Sport in London 7-2. So they're actually 14, 15 goals better uh, in March as a club, which is an amazing month for them. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that would have been such a needed um, capitulation against um, Celeste in that walkover. I, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know who they had available. Well, the, manager was a, the manager was abroad at the time, and I just think they couldn't get their act together. I think that was probably more what it was down to. We wanted, we would want to see that one, though, wouldn't we? Yep. The next, the next team, they're playing Junction Elite Thirds, nineteen from twelve, uh, nowhere near the the two points average that usually would gain you promotion. I with the games it, in hand, though. With the games in hand, yeah. I mean, even with the games in hand, let's have a look. Uh, they won't get near the second place. Twenty-two. He's got to play Poplar Rovers. That's that Poplar Rovers' his last game. So he's got to win all the games and beat Poplar. It's a tall ask. It's a very tall ask. Junction Elite have a minus six goal difference after 12 games. Their last three um, results, uh, two wins, a big win in the Cup at, at early March against Argentina. Fantastic result for Junction Elite thirds. Um, they beat St. Matthew's Project uh, on the 20th of March. And last week, this weekend, just gone. They got beaten by UBL CFC, so uh, not a bad, not a bad time. But got yeah, a bit of pedigree in the cup this year. They knocked out in one of the early rounds. They knocked out Southwest Rangers from the Marcus Lipton Cup. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, uh, Junction Elite's top goal scorers uh, so far this season: uh, Andrew Breach. Uh, he certainly breached the defence or two this season. Nine. Goals in 17 games. Uh, Matthew Roberts, seven in seven, seven in 15, sorry. And Tommy Bunter uh, has bundled his way through defences, five goals in 17 games. No, that doesn't work. If you just said banter, maybe that would have been a better, <laughs> bit of a better play on words. But yeah, try again. Uh, and I didn't do the, uh, I didn't do the Bluebirds goal scorers, did I? Uh, Newlands, yes, the Newlands the goal Newlands scorers. Ones, no. Uh, their goal scorers this season, this season Shaden McDonald, uh, f- flipping defence is not bad. 16, 16 goals in 10 games. Uh, Kevin Andre, four in 10. Uh, Kieran Ebanks, four That's in That's a nine. bit all or nothing, isn't it? Yeah, Shaden is clearly their top man. Uh, and hopefully um, he's able to continue this fantastic season that he's having. The predictions then uh, for this, this one, I'm going to go... I'm going to go first. I'm back. I'm going to go Newlands. I think there's a big gap between the two. Um, Junction Elite thirds having a decent season, but I think Newlands just just um uh, the, the gap in divisions is what's um playing on my, which is making me go the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one to Newlands. I don't do silly predictions on numbers wise. I just try and get the 
the result right. 2-1, I'm going to go for Newlands. Uh, I'm going to go Hugo, and he has backed Newlands to win 3-2 as well. We're all going to, this feels like a Newlands clean sweep. Let's have a look at Dan. Just take a deep breath. Buckle yourselves in. <laughs> uh, could be a close one, this. I think these lands might be too new for the, for the elite, and they'll reverse out without, without looking. A moment of silence, please. Just to take that in. Uh, it's not very two, often I'm lost for words. Two all full time, Newlands to win on penalties. So two all the prediction for Dan. Uh, this has got to stop, Dan. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. one thing I would say about Newlands—they were beaten in the final um, last year by Painters, yeah. and very quickly, their top priority this year was to go again, and they desperately wanted to to make up for that, and they wanted to get to the final again. And now, obviously, they're one game away. Can they go one better than last year? They certainly seem to be very determined that they want to do that. So, yeah, um, you know, with all the with all the cups though this year, you know, there's been shocks and upsets. So we can make all these predictions till the till the cows come home. Yeah, yeah. But they still in it. <laughs> anyway, we move uh, on. We move on. League two. This is this is being dubbed the title decider uh, this weekend. Um, League two, Wimbledon Wolves. With a fantastic win this weekend in the cup, uh, they welcome Selhurst uh, to the Wolves' den. Um, the little bit of background towards both teams: Wimbledon Wolves second in the division, uh, fifteen games, thirty-three points, well over two points a game, uh, thirty-one plus plus thirty-one goal difference for the Wolves, sixty-one scored, thirty conceded. Uh, their opponents, Selhurst. Uh, licking their wounds from a from a cup defeat this weekend, uh, thirty nine points from thirteen for Celeste, absolutely flawless in uh, league action. Thirteen wins from thirteen games, seventy five scored, thirteen conceded, sixty two overall uh, goal difference for the boys. Uh, it's been a good year for them. Whatever happens in cups, whatever's happened in cups and county cups, the transition over to the Southern Sunday appears to have been a good one. Uh, for the Sellers boys, and they're clearly enjoying themselves. Uh, we're passing praise in their interview uh, and passing on uh, good messages to Graham last night after reflection from their game. The Wimbledon Wolves' last three games uh, are wins. Uh, they beat Real Dundonald mid-March. Uh, they beat South London. Little rivalry there, 3-1 uh, win for the Wolves there. And this weekend in the Marcus Lipton, uh, they after a two-all draw, they beat... Junction League first in the league above, um, four three on pens. Uh, the Wolves' top strikers: uh, Rory Brown, twenty five and fifteen; Matthew Vanderpeer, fifteen in fourteen; and Billy Dawson, six in twelve; James Kelly, six in seventeen. Um, the assist there: James Kelly seems to be the top man, ten assists in seventeen. Uh, Rory Brown uh, with nine uh, assists on top of the 25 goals. Yeah, yeah that's not too shabby, is it? That's, Mitro- that's Mitrovic form, that is. <laughs> 34 goal involvements for Rory. In is he 15. using cheat mode, perhaps? Perhaps. That's he must be. Great numbers. Uh, Celeste. There's going to be some numbers here. <laughs> their last three games uh, have been a loss last, last time out against St Andrews. That will sting. Uh, a 2-1 win against um, Junction Leap first in the Ken Bailey Cup. Uh, and a win against um, Club Football Val 4-0 in their last league game. Uh, they were awarded that Newlands game against 
uh, at Newlands game in the Marcus Lipton uh, previously. Um, some goals scored by them. I'm not even going to try and count. I'm not even going to try and count that uh, so early in the day. Their goal scorers this season so far. Uh, Rob Tanner, seven, uh, 24 goals in 15 games, 10, 10 assists. <laughs> it's the same as Rory. So they so we've got two strikers playing in this game with, with 34 goal involvements in 15 games. Uh, it's probably points towards goal. And there's going to be plenty in this one. Uh, Harry Williams, 14 in 17 with 12 um, assists, 26 goal involvements for Harry. Unbelievable. Uh, Ritiaz uh, Banji has nine in 15 uh, with five assists. Callum Lansley, uh, what a gentleman. 17 goals in 17 games, but 13 assists sitting there. Uh, and in injured. And injured still. Yeah, and he's injured with his hand, so maybe he won't be playing. He definitely isn't playing. Uh, 17 different goals. That's scores. early team news, folks. Callum is definitely not playing. Thank you for oh, ruining I, I shouldn't have told that because um, I've given him away to Wimbledon. <laughs> Never mind. I think everyone knows that he's injured and his hands yeah. there, but uh, he'll be there, he tells me. So looking forward to seeing him. Uh, this game is not uh, easy to predict. I will never back against Zellers, though. I'm going to go straight into it. I'm going to back them to win 3-2. They'll be wounded. Uh, by titles this. on the line here, Andrew. I mean, the if they get a point, the if they get, I mean, they're up now, but if they get a point, the goal difference is better by 31, which is not going to be turned around in a couple of games. But a win definitely wins them the title. So, um, yeah, are they going to want to make up for yesterday? They'll be hurting after yesterday. They'll be really determined next week. They'll definitely want the league title, that's for sure. They'll want to come across this this unbeaten season that they've had so far. They won't want to ruin that now. I'm going to back them. I, I'm going to go 3-2 to sell us. Wimbledon Wolves score goals. We, we can see that. They're averaging three goals, uh, four goals a game. Uh, they're going to score. 3-2 to Sellers for me. Uh, Dan's prediction, the Wolves will not want Sellers to celebrate the league title this week. However, I think all the Wolves huffing and puffing would be able to blow this house down. Uh, I think all the Wolves huffing and puffing won't be able to blow this house down. 3-1 Sellers predicted from Dan. Hugo going the same way. 3-1 predicted. So you mentioned goals. The corresponding fixture quite early on in the season was actually 7-3 to Selhurst. So even back then, that kind of gave you a bit of an indicator about possibly how that this may end up. I mean, 7-3 is crazy. I don't think it's going to be... I think it will be much much cagey than that. Obviously, two teams that didn't know anything about each other. There was no form necessarily to look at. Um, it's going to be a different kettle of fish this week. Let's just have a quick run through uh, the games for next week. Pick out some of the standout fixtures before we uh, get on our merry way. Uh, Albion against Clapham Rovers is my game this weekend. Hopefully um, played at the Griffin. I look forward to that one. Look forward to meeting the Albion boys uh, who I've had some interaction with and the Clapham Rovers. Uh, lads, I'm looking forward to seeing two teams uh, I haven't seen before at a new at a ground I've not refereed at for a long time hopefully I don't ruin the game for you boys uh, let's have a look through some other games Battersea Dogs against West Norwood is a bit of a grudge match Battersea Dogs having the better of um, West Norwood at the main part of the season Wheat Sheaf against Bath Old Boys is good is a good one as well um, can Norton continue their good run of form against Atletico Buble you wouldn't bet against Norton at the moment. Uh, Q Antigua against AFC South London looks very decent. Uh, Wandsworth Warriors against Dara in League Three. That would be a good game. Hopefully, Mortlake can get a team out against Q Antigua B. 
uh, Ragpie look to um, further secure their grasp on the League Four title uh, with a game at Northcote. Path and Oak, Southside United, bound What's to be a draw. What's your prediction on that? I was going to say, <laughs> hashtag draw specialist. <laughs> bound to be a draw. Uh, I'm just scanning through some of the games. Sorry if you don't make it, guys. Uh, Rosendale against Bellum and Clapham. Albion will be a good game. Kudos Athletic seconds against St. Matthew's Project B. The way Kudos Athletic are going at the moment, the seconds, that could be a massacre. Uh, Borussia Battersea back to some form this weekend with a big win. Take on Venezia Dons. That'll be a blinder. Uh, Deportivo La Caruña take on Larkhall City. Um, let's see if uh, they can keep this good run of form going. I wasn't going to try uh, a pun there. In the Frank Blundstone Cup, Swag against Cosmos is an interesting one. Southwest Rangers against Sporting Continental. Unlucky to miss, uh, to not make the predictions this week. Southwest Rangers um, not having a, a season really that they would have wanted. Uh, Sporting Continental will have um, a W in their minds. They'll be looking at this one. Uh, Bellum and AFC Bellum against Painters Community gives us an opportunity for another Marcus Lipton. They are uh, banana the last skin. men standing from the Supreme Trophies programme Dodd Premier Division. AFC Bellum, are they going to be still standing or is the last Premier team going to go out next weekend? Well, that's a good game. We, we won't hold our breath on, on Bellum getting that win. Who knows? Painters Who could knows? do the job. Uh, Argentina against Vauxhall Virgins is an absolutely brilliant game. That is Great very game. unlucky to miss out on the result on the games of the week. But we tried to focus on the, the best cup this weekend. Uh, and Old Town against St Andrews in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. Uh, looks like a brilliant game. Graham, thank you very much for getting up early and having a chat with on me. On my this day morning. off, Andrew, on, on my, one of my off. very rare days off from the National Health Service. They do give us some annual leave sometimes, but uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure, you know. And where's your, where's your game this weekend? So I've got the pleasure of the Wimbledon Wolves Selhurst game. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so that's a nice early kickoff 10 o'clock down at Reigns Park and then I'll be heading off to I'll be heading off to North London up to Wembley to see Sutton United against Rotherham in the um, EFL uh, trophy in the Papa John's trophy final so a uh, big day of um, football next Sunday looking forward to it and on behalf of the league you know Sutton United are our good friends and we wish them all the well in the final of course it's my hometown team as well so it'd be great to see them lift a trophy but if they don't they've had a fantastic uh, debut season in the football league so um don't think they can don't think they can argue graham thank you very much for your time and i'll speak to you next week my pleasure have a great week mate so we are back with jamie and john virtually yeah john hello john how you doing <laughs> uh the predictions for the obd sfl games on the 3rd of april um for good games all league games this week um all the cup games get played midweek so they don't really make the games of the week do they no they do not um but when we get near the finals uh, we should definitely put all the finals in as well, the finals the are all going to be bank holiday monday oh so they doing it yeah. all in one day yes so that's the plan. So there'll be games on the Sunday for this game, and then we can do a little bonus round if you want for the. That's that. gutting. I'm away. I'm, I know that. I'm sure Dave Muller would have put me in at least one of the finals in the middle. All right, play your own trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Is that tumbleweed and welling? No, What's he, going de on? he definitely wouldn't have. Uh, Never please, know. Please don't re release the destination of um, the location. Should I say of Silk Towers? It's a it's a top secret shed. 
I mean, garage. So let's get into the games. Uh, the first one uh, in the senior division, uh, a team, a game that I sort of spoke up in the fixtures, in the results section. SE Dons taking on Rocker Seniors. Uh, from what I saw yesterday, Rocker Seniors are a real decent team. Uh, SE Dons, um, if you've never heard of them, um, <laughs> I'd be I'd be surprised if you follow Sunday League football, especially in South East London. SE Dons sit top. Uh, 36 points from 13 games. Um, one loss in the league. That was against Farnborough um, last week. Uh, Rocker Seniors sit sixth. Um, they have 13 points from eight games. Uh, if they won all their games in hand, um, they'd get in and around um, second, um, sorry, third play, third or fourth place. Um, so they've still got a lot to play for. Um, Essie Don's form, they've won two of their last three uh, games. Only scored four goals. In those two, in those in those three games, uh, Rocker Seniors have won one of their last three. Uh, that was this weekend against Kenningwell in a real, real good game. Uh, Rocker don't seem to put on any goal scorers, so I'm not going to read out the numbers that they have put on. Uh, Zach Answer is obviously, I say, they've got plenty of goal scoring options. Zach is <coughs> the top SE Don striker with 11 goals in 19 games. Uh, John White, guest predictor, not doing very well, Jamie, but he says 2-0 to Essie Dons. Is he going to get some points this weekend? He might well do with that. Um, <clears throat> not a bad prediction at all, I don't think. Um, yeah, Rocker, they're a funny one. Yeah. Um, I mean, great result for them uh, yesterday in the game that you saw them. Yeah, <clears throat> But they're just, I think they've actually got a lot of games still to play in the league. So They have, yeah. Um, Dons, didn't have a full compliment, especially at the start of the game yesterday. Still managed to get a very good result against Lambeth. So yep. It shows their strength and depth. Um, but I don't think they can afford to start slow in this one. No. Nope. Um, so, yeah, they'll need to be on it for the start. I I just can't see past an SC Don's win myself. So, uh, if John's gone 2 0, I'll go for 3 1 Don's. 3 1 Don's. Um, <coughs> I think Don's will win. Uh, but what I saw yesterday from Rocker Seniors was a hell of a lot of resolve. As I say, an injured goalkeeper, his replacement was sent off. Um, one of their better players went in goal uh, and then they swapped him. Uh, he went off and they put another goalkeeper on. Um, I saw a hell of a lot of resolve and a lot of desire from the players um, to get the result yesterday. Um, so that is in my mind. I do think the Dons will win. I'm going to go 3-2 to SE Dons. I think this is going to be... Um, a real uh, exciting game. I look forward to seeing the result of this. Uh, wish both the teams all the best. Um, in the the next one is a league game in the Prem. Sports King uh, looking all the bit. Um, the favourites, if they can get these games in hand, one uh, to take the title in the Prem. Uh, taking on South London Panthers. Sports King third in the league. Uh, 23 points from 10 games. Seven dropped so far this season. Uh, plus 21 goal difference from Sports King in their 10 games. Um, so that's a good turnaround for them. Uh, South London Panthers, uh, eighth in the division. Uh, they have been shafted, unfortunately, uh, by Sporting Club Thamesmead's um, fold, folding for the season. And they've lost six points um, from that turnaround, which is... A shame for them. Um, some great performances as well. Uh, now, um, and the cut on the cuttings on the on the um, floor, Jamie. Uh, the director's. Uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? What are you fucking? Uh, Thirteen man. points from eleven games. Twenty-nine goals conceded. 
in those th- in those um, eleven games, which isn't good. Matt won't be pleased with that. Uh, Sports Kings form three wins from three games, fourteen goals scored in those three games. Um, Panthers one win in their last three, uh, but I took I took it back to six games and looked at those voided games as well, and the, the form was a bit better. Three wins in six, um, including the two wins that. They did gain on the pitch against um, Sporting Club Thamesmead. I thought that was important to shout that out. Uh, Dan McCarthy is the um, Sports King top striker. Eight goals in eight games. Uh, Callum Neeson's as well for them has eight in 13. Uh, not bad for a centre-off. Uh, Jason Johns for South London Panthers is their top goal scorer. Ten goals in nine games. And Ija Curry-Wilson, seven goals in eight games. Um Jamie, this is pretty cut and dry uh, on paper when you look at the tables. Uh, if you consider South London Panthers won against Saha, albeit um, with less with less men yesterday, um, can we see a way out of this for Panthers or is it Sports King win all, all the way? Um, I think Panthers' biggest Achilles heel really has been their consistency. So even given all right, there was circumstances around the win against Saha yesterday. They're still not being able to string wins together yep. consecutively. Mm. I think that probably will continue. It was a fantastic result. They did Sports King a massive favour by beating Saha, but I don't think there'll be any favours getting handed back to them no, this no, weekend. I was going to say. Um, yeah, I, I, I know Panthers seem to have a lot of young, hungry players, talented players, um, which could cause Sports King problems, but I think they've got that experience. Um, so I'm going to go 4 2 Sports King. 4 2 to Sports King. Uh, John back in Sports King 2 0. Um, I've got a back Sports King. Um, what did you say? 4 2. I'm going to go 2 1 to Sports King. Uh, on that nice big pitch uh, over at Green Court. I know it's due to rain this week, so fingers crossed for Sunday League football this week. But um, Panthers do like to play if they've got young, quick players that can hit Sports King on the break. Uh, maybe they'll get some joy on Sunday. Um, but yeah I can see a Sports King win uh, good luck to both teams they've got a lot of time for both of you uh, hopefully football will be the winner in league in the uh, Division 1 um, Hatch and Royals play Bexley United uh, two well thought of teams uh, on and off the pitch in the OBDSFL uh, Hatch and Royals are 5th 23 points from 10 uh, hitting that 2 point average Jamie that usually means promotion mm-hmm. it's hard to see beyond Hatch and Wells for promotion this season. Bexley United just sit one place above the relegation zone, uh, seventh in the division, uh, 19 points from 13 games. Uh, the form for both teams is pretty decent. Hatch and Wells, three out of three uh, wins from their last section of games. Their last defeat was on the 6th of February. Um, I believe that was Sydenham uh, in the league. Um, so they... They've forgotten how to lose, basically. Uh, Bexley United, two of their last game, uh, last three games have been wins. Uh, four of their last six games have been wins. So they're in a good vein of form. They've really turned it round uh, since uh, January. Uh, Hatch and Royals still uh, have Rodney Adamon Aruata, top goal scorer, 24 and 11. That's not changing. The game's played isn't going up, so he's clearly done his business. Um with Hatch and Wales this season, so to speak. Uh, he's going to end the, the season with their top score. That's no doubt about that. Uh, Ashley Chin Yu is the um, Bexley United top goal scorer with 12 goals in 13 games. Not a bad 
return <clears throat> for a player playing for a team who's, who's currently just sitting outside the relegation zone. A good return for Ashley. Um, John has backed his club mates to win 3-0 this weekend. Um, I mean, it could be that. It could be that. Bexley have shown some resolve, as I say. In their last six games, they've won four of them. Uh, that's on the pitch as well. Um, what do you think, Jamie? I think Bexley are more than capable of an upset. Yeah. Um, especially given the form they're in. See, everything seems to have clicked and they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, I do think Hatch and Royals will just have a little bit too much for them, though. Um, I was leaning towards possibly a draw, but I think uh, Hatch and Royals will nick it 3-2. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same way as you. I, I, I can see improvements with Bexy, and, and we've been sort of urging it to happen for a couple of seasons now. And I'm, I hope that they can uh, stay, they can save themselves from relegation into Div Two because they, um, they do deserve to stay up. You can see the improvement. Um, Hatch and Wells for me to win this one two one. I'm going for a tight win. Um, Dean knows how to set them up. He'll know how to set them up against Hatch and Wells. Um, and yeah, be an interesting one. Good luck to both teams. Again, uh, two teams highly thought of um, on the podcast. In Division 3, uh, two teams who looked like they were going to be um, title rivals. Um, a little wobble in form from both teams of late. Hasn't changed that. Hasn't changed that um, picture, really. And they're still very much involved in the title race. Hatch and Beckham, <coughs> man, a lot of football to play. They visit Woosh. Um Unsurprisingly, we'll get John before we go through the stats. John's back to draw one all as he does for Hatch and Beckham and never back backs his boys. Uh, Woosha fifth in Div 3, 19 points from nine games, just two losses in those nine for Woosh. Um, Hatch and Beckham and fourth, uh, 19 points from eight games, um, six points from first place uh, with five in hand. So loads of football to play for them. Uh, Woosh's form, as I say, one win in their last three. Bit of a wobble considered for them. Uh, Hatch and Beckham had two wins in their last three. They lost to um, Italia Wastil's last game out. 13 goals scored in those three. Six against, which isn't good for Hatch and Beckham and uh, John and the lads won't be happy with that. Top goal scorers, Oliver Nicholas has six in 11. Um, Pierce Hanifan is the top boy for Hatch and Beckenham Manor. 15 goals in 19. And I did a little um, look through the goal scorers on how many goals have been scored by Hanifan because they have so All many. Right, yeah. They have so family. many in the squad. Um, 21 goals scored by a Hanifan. I'm not going to um, get a guess then, though. So, oh, sorry. 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it right. Uh, Pierce the top man, obviously. Six other goal scorers with the surname Hanifan from... Uh, John won all for the boys. Um, this is a big game. It remains a big game. Hatch and Beckenham Manor um, won't want to keep losing games. They can probably afford to lose a couple. We know um, of the of the six points there behind the f- the five <laughs> games in hand puts them nine uh, nine points clear. So they can afford a loss if they want to win the title still, but they won't want to, will they? No, I'm not so sure they can. Like, they, well, maybe they can, given the fact that the teams above them seem to be all beating each other. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably right. They could, but um, yeah, beat Ellis two one. Good result, obviously getting the three points over a yep. rival. Yep. Yesterday, um, thought it might have been a bigger scoreline. So not in top form. Uh, the the Hatcham Beckham <coughs> Beckham whatever it is, Manor Hat Beckham Beckham Manor. Um. I think it's going to be a draw. I think John might be right. 
Okay. I'm going to go for a Desmond. A Desmond in tribute yeah. to the man himself. We're, we're, we're a good side and they'll be well up for this. So I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to back John and the lads. <coughs> I, I refuse to do anything else. I'm going to go 2-1 to Hatch and Beck in the Manor Tight. this weekend. Uh, let's have a quick scan through the fixtures. Scan. Through the next seven days. Uh, there's some cup games midweek, which is always very exciting. Uh, Hayden Youth take on New Beckenham in... Um, oh, in... I thought Tazelhurst beat them. In Division 2. There's a midweek... Oh, there's a league game. There's a league game uh, tomorrow, which is brilliant. That's nice to see. Uh, in the Paul Picard, Rocker Seniors take on uh, Bickley. That'll be a real good game. The team I've seen this weekend... Uh, Will, will be a good game with Bickley. That's at Beckenham Manor. Uh, Beckenham Town, sorry. Um, Rocker, without their goalkeeper seemingly from Sunday, who had a horrific Achilles injury. Uh, he looked in a hell of a lot of pain. Uh, so shout out to you, mate, if you listen. Uh, X-Blues Craven play Manorwood in the Jack Standen Cup uh, midweek at HSBC. Um, some real other good games this, this week. Bickley play Farnborough Old Boys in a real... Uh, battle that will at Queen Mary's get down there and watch that uh, that'll be great the wall uh, Kenningwell again um, will be a real good uh, game Kenningwell now looking over their shoulder Jamie uh, at the relegation zone they've slipped right down the table it's not nice to see is it horrible <clears throat> but yeah, I think they'll be alright hopefully uh, Elmstead play LSC Giants in a replay of the Senior Cup that was played a little while ago <coughs> so Elmstead will feel like they owe them one uh, Hacienda will look to get their season back um on the on the winning one against Bot Basement Boys Beckenham Rovers, uh, Club Langley X Blues Craven should mean um, Club Langley continue their winning run. Uh, DC Football against Greenwich Mariners bringing together two teams. There's a nice little rivalry, a simmering rivalry between the two of them. Uh, I think Jamie's shown DC Football a lot of respect on the uh, podcast. It hasn't really, you haven't really received it back from DC, have you? So this is a bit of a um, little grudge match well, we, we don't do it to get it back but I'm always respectful but uh, at the end of the day they'll give they'll give us a good game they always have um, we've got a couple of wins over them they won the last one so yeah should be a good game um, hopefully quality and hopefully we get the win Orpington will look to put a dent in Blase Baller's uh, title title challenge um, as anyone in Div 2 uh, can it's a very competitive league um, Wilgar play football uh, FC United of Bromley in a good game. Uh, Crayway Ministry of Ball could be an excellent game. Crayway slipped up this week against Crayford Arrows Reserves and we've seen Ministry of Ball take points off of Crayford Arrows Reserves. That'll be excellent. Um, Benhurst play Bexley Athletic, an expected win for uh, Benhurst. Uh, and the last one, we wish Market Ho- we wish Market Hotel, we wish, ha- we wish Hatcham all the very best in their Kent Cup. I'm presuming this is a semi-final. I think it must be semi, isn't it? Yeah. Against Market Hotel. An away day for the boys of Hatcham uh, in the Kent Cup. Good luck, boys. Bring home the win. Jamie, thank you very much for your time and I'll speak to you next week. See ya. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Gibbs, Roger and Graham for their time tonight. Thank you to Croydon United for uh, being guests on tonight's show. Thank you to all the guest predictors, Dan, Hugo, John, Russell and Mark. Again, doing a sterling job after being hassled by me uh, time and time again uh, for the podcast, all for a bit of fun. 
Uh, please don't take anything we say on the podcast too seriously. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports, Sports King TV, NJPGD, uh, Grassroots Football, GRF, uh, Awards FC, Skipper Sportswear. Uh, sorry if I've forgotten anyone else. Thank you to our charity sponsors, uh, NJPGD, Player Packs, Black Eagle Athlete, uh, Arithmetic Accountants and the Borden Sports Stop Bullying campaign. Uh, on the lookout for an OBD SFL guest for next week. Um, for next week's show, the week after that, we have Poplar Rovers from uh, Southern Sunday as our guests. Um, all the best for your weeks ahead, guys, and good luck for your, if you have midweek games, uh, and good luck for your games next Sunday. Uh, we'll be back with episode 31 next Monday at 9 o'clock. Have a good one. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.